Birth Conqueror airs on Travel Channel June 7th. So uh, take a look. Put it in your DVR. Do me the favor of watching my TV show. Uh, I worked really hard on it, and I'm really proud of it. And I promise you, promise you, promise you, there is a lot of stuff in there that will make you laugh. Just like this podcast, just like my stand-up. A lot of stuff. And there's a lot of stuff that will make your whole family laugh. It is a great fucking TV show. I am so proud of it. Almost as proud as I am of my hour special, which I spent the day editing. Holy shit, mother of God. That will be coming out in Showtime. When I get the air date, I'll let you know. But uh, but yeah, oh, I'm really proud of that, man. I'm really proud of a lot of the stuff I'm doing. Maybe it's because I'm getting older. Who knows? I don't really know. This isn't going to be a monologue. It's just uh, real quick. Let's run through some dates. Uh, DC, I am there this weekend. June, this is May. May 9th, 19, 20, and 21st. Uh, I'm doing taping. This is not happening on Monday. I got to rebook the Doug Loves movies. I'm supposed to, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Uh, Helium St. Louis. First time I've ever been there. I'm really excited. May 26th through 28th. Uh, And then Birth Conqueror, June 7th. I'm going to be in New York doing some podcasts, doing some radio. The 6th, 7th, and possibly 8th. And then I'm in Schaumburg at the Chicago Schaumburg Improv, June 9, 10, 11. Flappers Burbank, Orlando, Columbus Funny Bone, Syracuse, Phoenix, Kansas City, Toledo, Albany, Houston, Helium, Philadelphia for a full weekend. Thank you, everyone, who came out for the Call and Six Work Show. We're thinking about doing one in Irvine, but I haven't really locked it in yet. Comics, Comics, Comedy Club. Where the fuck is that? Um, I got a, a message from Frank Mir today. Uh, I will be doing his podcast at the first the first week of June. So check that out. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, very happy. Very happy. I did my sleep study yesterday. It sucked dick. So I want to talk about today's podcast. This is an epic podcast. And I think, and I'd like to know your insight. Uh, obviously, I feel like we have a back and forth dialogue. Thank you, everyone who sent all the presents for the uh, silent auction to my P.O. Box. My P.O. Box is 707 North Hollywood, California, 91603. Uh, but thank you, everyone. It, the the, the Burt's Mystery Box looks awesome. Anyway, uh, so, so oh, there we go. So Ari Shafir texted me literally and just said, you've got to have Danish and O'Neill. And the O'Neill. So, Ari Sh- so Ari Shafir texted me and said, you have to have Danish and O'Neill on. They are hilarious. You're going to love them. And uh, and I don't think it's any big secret, but if any of my friends tell me they love someone on a podcast, they are good on podcasts. And mother fucker, these guys did not let down. This is a four and a half hour podcast that just gets more and more drunken and silly and goofy i don't know what we said if we say anything against anyone we were just fucked up trust me when i say you will love all parts of this it is that good and i'm thinking about leaning towards this for all my podcasts just drinking on all of them doing morning drinking podcasts and just getting silly because god damn it man i do it on rogan's I do it on Doug Benson's. I do it on Joey's. I do it on everyone's podcast, except for my own. And and it's so much fucking fun. I got one coming up in El Segundo at the Gundo Comedy Fest that I'm actually taping tomorrow. Boy, do I have some big podcasts coming up. 
Uh, I got Ron White. We drank on that one. <laughs> I got uh, Harley Mornstein from Epic Meal Time, and I got the one tomorrow at, at but but at Gundo. But man, this is gonna be a good one. Trust me, trust me, trust me. You're about to love what you're gonna hear from the Comedy Store from Yummy. The writing team and podcasters. You can find their podcast at Danish and O'Neill on iTunes. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Danish and O'Neill. This is. Hello. Hey, All right. Two is me. That's hot. Okay. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. We're we're good. All right. We're talking yours? Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. Um. We're redoing the house, and that secret potty will be gone. Oh, okay. You, you can't shit in it. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I was. It's. I was literally. I had to like just really angle down to piss into yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's uh, no arcing going on. What are you guys really looking yeah. to drink? Do you want, should we start off with champagne? I'm down with champagne. Yeah, I'm sure. Champagne. I haven't had champagne in forever. Let's do it. I feel like uh, I want to do more of these like this, where you go, where. Because they're the most fun to do. And that was... Um, Did you have this place done on that Man Cave show? Yeah, Man okay. Caves. The, uh... Here was easy. Was, uh, he was saying he's like trying to get on there. He's like, <laughs> he's, he's like a garage. He's like, it's just fucking waiting. It's, uh... Dude, it's the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. Like, And I'm being serious. Like, I'm... I've been very lucky, I think, in this business, but this is the luckiest I've ever been. Like, there's one thing to get a TV show because you do feel like you earned it. This is like, this is just doing this. It yeah. just got gifted to me. That's great. Do they pay for the whole thing, or do you have to fit any of the like a fraction? The whole fucking thing. It's like all the it's decorations, everything. Uh, fucking. That's not a cheap. I'm not good at pouring champagne because I'm not a chick. I'll, I'll drink it. I'll take, whatever happens. I'll take extra foam. <laughs> I don't know. Is there a good way to pour it? I'm Is sure. It's like beer? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that, that'll be mine. Um, all right, we're recording. Good, 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 good. Yeah, uh, it's the greatest thing that has ever happened to me in my, in my life, this man cave. It's the fucking best. It's... Uh, they came in. Cheers, gentlemen. It's a pleasure meeting you guys finally. Yeah, man. Thank, Thank you, man. I know we've met before, but but this it's is been like a long the, time. This yeah. has been the official. <laughs> we, it's a big statement when Ari Shafir calls you up and is like, "You need to have these two guys on your podcast. They're the two funniest fucking guys I know." Well, it's thank a you, fucking Ari. Massive compliment. So I go, and in my head, I'm like, "Oh, done." I just reached out to you guys, decided to do the podcast, and then last night, the other night. I'm walking through Gelson's listening to your podcast with Ari. You guys are fucking talking about Rogaine, and I'm going, God damn it, man. Like, I'm using Rogaine. Shit. <laughs> Is this going to give me fucking... <laughs> Ari, yeah, when we go over there, it's like always on prominent display with his Rogaine. He's always like, uh, could I, uh, give me a second, I gotta put the Rogaine in. Yeah, Ari's, Ari was on Propecia too, the Propecia's the one that fucks you up. I think I, that one fucked up, with, fucked his dick up, and he's had to stop. Yeah, he said, he said it fucked his dick up, and, because Rog- I got, I got a prescription, and I decided not to do it, and I, because Rogan was like, don't do it, man, it fucked Ari up bad. Dude, I heard, there's a number of guys I've talked to that, uh, tried it even just for a little bit, and totally fucked up their dick within like the first week yeah and I'm, but i don't even need my dick really anymore i think it actually causes problems <laughs> like i'm being dead serious i was I, w- I was just got done therapy like 
two seconds ago before you guys got here. And the thing I'm going through in therapy is that like I want I want to fuck my wife probably like 18 times a month, and she could do it once. And it's, and it, but it, can I tell you what's more frustrating about any of it is that it's such a hacky thing to say as a comic is my wife. You know, yeah. my, my my wife doesn't want to have sex with me. Oh, all married men talk about that. But it's so fucking accurate. It's a real problem. It's a genuine, through. legit problem that I think a lot of men go through. Because also it's like, I think, you know, this is going to sound very sexist, but uh, men's stock climbs the older they get because they start making money. And yeah. They start really getting confident. And yeah. like, it seems like in society people think like... In terms of aging, like it seems like the conception is that men get better look, you know, like with age, yeah. whereas women, it's they get the, more the, character. Exactly. Yeah, and it doesn't really. That's why the Rogaine, all that, forget it, because women, for most part, they don't really give a shit about the hair. If you've got really, some success, I really give a fuck about confidence. it. I give a fuck. Let me tell you something. I said, <laughs> you know what? I, how long have you been losing your hair though? Since I was twenty years old. Take, take Since I was eighteen. Up. Really? How old are you now? Uh, Thirty-eight. Really? Twenty years. You don't, so I, you don't, I've you don't settled into it. You don't look thirty-eight. I, I've settled into it though. <laughs> Yeah, we're, just go I mean, fuck we're it. all though, you know, we're hot. We dress like we're all. Everyone dresses yeah. young. Like yeah, but I could have your hair. I would love to have your hair. That's fucking <laughs> Goldilocks. Want, want me to donate? It's, actually, it's, it's attached to that hat. For those hats. Dude, I've <laughs> seen those guys. Those are real men. The real men that go to the pool bar and wear the hat that make that that gives them the guy Fieri hair. <laughs> have you ever seen that? There's the a visor. Yeah. Uh, those are real men, and they and they don't. They're not even fucking around. They dress like that. Like that's like a toupee almost to them. Those are real men. Like I always thought, I saw that and I was like, "Who would wear this? A child? No, a grown man at a pool bar in Cancun." That is fucking what's, great. What's the, what's the end game though? Like you're fucking and you have a fucking visor on with fake hair. Like you got to keep it on. To. You let have me to leave it on. Let me tell you something. I know. I know some people. I'm not going to say names. I'm, I'm. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Rogan was one of them for a while. I, I'm sure he wouldn't want me to mind me sharing it. But this is called super million hairs. Oh, that's the the, oh, the, the, the fiber. Uh, the fibers. I've done that. And I do that when we, I do TV. We've seen that on yeah on sets. But if you're doing TV, like I totally get it. Yeah, like that's but, fine. But you you can't go out in the rain with that. Uh, I have been in the rain with it. <laughs> and is it just dripping down the back <laughs> of your neck? I did a water slide at Universal with that on, and I had all that. I was like, I was like, but there was like reps there, like all of the Universal reps, <laughs> all of the Travel Channel reps, and I pulled my producer aside and I was like, I'm gonna look like a fucking idiot when this ride is done. Like, give me a heads up. I need a towel immediately. Like, I, my hair will be pouring down my face. No one knows that I've sprinkled hair, and they just think I'm young. But, but like, I have a friend who I have a friend who puts that shit in to go out. And fucks chicks with that in his hair. It's gonna sweat Ooh. out though. Are their hands black? Like, does he just like stop them from running the fingers through the hair? Their pillows are black. Oh, oh like, man! Because you you're, well, you wake up and it powders your pillow. I put that stuff Ooh. in my pubes just to get a fuller look. <laughs> get, get those real <laughs> thick ones. Yeah. Wait, I did it to my daughter's eyebrows. <laughs> like, oh, wait, what? You gotta see this picture. <laughs> would, you, this wait, is... would you want to make her look Armenian for a day? <laughs> you gotta see it. It looks so good. It looks so good. Oh, I gotta <laughs> look at look at. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it's like Frida Kahlo. It does look like Frida. It looks like Frida, like a baby Frida Kahlo. It looks like Frida. By the way, uh, what's her name? Really looked like Frida in that in that Zalma movie. Hayek? God damn, she's yeah. so hot. But they may. I mean, they really. You put did. a unibrow on any girl, and that immediately she's gone down to about a five. It negates those huge Selma Hayek titties, which is crazy. What would you rather? Selma Hayek's tits are oh. fucking ridiculous. They're, they're 
probably the best, could be the best in Hollywood, which is a bold statement. And mm-hmm. they're like a man because they've gotten better with age. Like they've, <laughs> they've really, like, they've like ripened. You think, you think she's, she might be fixing them up a bit here and there. Probably, a couple tune-ups. Probably, but still, man. No, no, no. I think the real, well, she was in Vanilla Sky, right? Yeah. Uh, no, that's uh, the Penelope other Cruz. one. Penelope Cruz. Yeah. Uh, her tits are perfect. Yeah, she, but Penelope they're not, Cruz they're not has huge. Her, uh, yeah, I know, but in Vanilla Sky, when she's in the bed and it fucking falls perfectly, yeah, like yes. a, a woman's tit <laughs> laying down should rest like a knoll, like like <laughs> just a nice little lice mound. A nice, like you don't want it to fall off to the side like yeah. a mudslide. Like you want it to, yeah, like a nice knoll. You want it to just just move a little, just move a little to the left or to the right. I got. I did a podcast with Annie Letterman yesterday. Do you know Annie? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, I want to stop. Why am I talking about that? I'm obsessed with uh, thought about catcalling. We'll get to it later. Um, So wait, so so now are you guys are you guys running the belly room right now? No, no, no. What was what was what? Not belly room. What was what was Ari the podcast I listened to the uh, potluck? Oh, we used to like we were like the main guy. Like he and I would. Host either Sunday or Monday for like four years at the comedy really? store. That yeah, was like was, our. Uh, we, we were the main main guys. That was a tough time. I actually just hosted uh, Monday this past Monday um, for the first time in like eight years. I was like, I'll, you know, just go back, see, you know, just some old times. It's a fucking grueling long. It was three and a half <laughs> hours. It was just like eight million. You have to constantly go back up. I, Gabriel, asked, I didn't know why the fuck you were doing Gabriel it. Gabriel Iglesias place. was doing a free show in the main room, so it was like all of Tijuana was in the main room, <laughs> sold out. And I'm just literally like, and everyone's like, "Oh, these uh, these original room shows in the comedy store, the open mic is packed," and I, it's just five people in the fucking front row for like two hours. And so I'm, we, just, I'm just trying to get them going, but it's I mean, there's only so much you can do. I think I've only done like. Two, I'm, I don't. I'm, I literally know nothing about the comedy store. We used to watch you there. Yeah. Wait, when we were open micers, when we first started out, the Louis Anderson show in the main room. It was like 2003, yeah, I believe. 2003. It was uh, like you. Uh, I think Dane would do it. Yeah. Steve Byrne would be in there. Jay yep. Moore would. Jay do Moore it. was Ken, on it. Kevin Nealon would do it. Yeah, I remember. I remember one night we were in the back. This, I remember one night it was Roseanne Barr, Andrew Dice Clay, Chris Rock, me. Jay Moore and Steve Byrne. Jesus. And I remember, I remember sitting in the back with Steve Byrne. We were the youngest ones in there, and like you know, I don't, we weren't trying to talk to anybody, but they said something about, um, they said something about uh, the road, and I said I'd love to get some feature work. And Chris Rock's like feature work, and I was like, yeah, like that would be great to get on the road and get some feature work. And he was like, man, don't fuck that. Just stay here, hone your craft. And I was like. Yeah, but you get paid when you do the road. And he goes, "No, I let me tell you something. I've never featured in my life." I was like, "Yeah, you're Chris Rock. Like <laughs> Eddie Murphy discovered you when you were 16 yeah. and, and gave you a fuck anointed you. You started driving his limo and yeah. then the next yeah. thing you know, yeah. we're going to driving like, his limo. You really did. He was his limo driver. Are you serious? Yeah. I thought that was just in that movie. No, no, no. That's why they gave him that movie because he was literally his limo driver. Are you serious? He would drive yeah. in, in his limo to the comedy store. That was a real That's thing. That's fucking insane. Yeah, and so I remember Steve Byrne and I both were like no, feature work would be cool. Like, that would be really cool right now. With, like, what was the con? Like, all those people were like, Dice was back. Like, hey, Roseanne, look at you, you fat fuck. Roseanne like- had a reality show. You want this? You want to talk about how surreal this night was? Roseanne had a reality show. Uh, one of her producers comes back, and it's a girl I used to make out with in college. Really? Uh-huh. My old roommate. <laughs> uh, by the way, did you even know she was in town? No clue. She- no. I didn't even know she lived in L.A. 
I was like, I didn't know what happened. When to was her. the last time you had seen her? Uh, we we lived together for a summer. Oh, you lived together. We lived together. Not not like date like dated. Lived together. We lived together. Roommates. I really had a crush on her sister. Her sister was fucking so gorgeous. She was actually beautiful too, uh, but she was d- different. Beautiful. It was like uh, more like of the attainable beautiful. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, like the one was, that you're gonna have more fun like with. Like the, the sister was like, I have yeah. no shot, but I'm gonna fuck the the other one and yeah. think of the, the sister. This girl was so much. We got high one summer. We lived together for the summer. She lived in Jen Antonucci's room. I forget her name right now. I know her sister's name was Melissa. Um, I wish I could remember her name, but uh, she she lived in Jen Antonucci's room. And she was like, Hey, do you you know? It was like. A, Sunday night or something, and we were all just, I think maybe smoke some weed and drinking beer, watching TV, when like a whole room would get around and watch TV, because you didn't have the internet, you just all watched TV yeah, together. Yeah. She just came out of the room, she's like, hey, do you feel like making out? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. She goes, you want to just like, I mean, she goes, I don't want to fuck or anything, but like, it'd be cool to like just make out in bed. And I was like, okay. So we went. Wait, wait, was, was, your hope, a- was your hope like... Hey, maybe she'll change her mind once we get maybe in. Maybe by the- making out so good that she'll start. Be, hey, maybe how's the fucking? I don't. I I don't know. All or I know is just like I'll take what I get. Hey, whatever comes. Or are you way. like, hey, it's just whatever. It's a Sunday. <laughs> I gotta just find relax. a pic- I gotta and- find a picture of this chick now. I, I I wish I could remember her sister's name. If I remember her sister's name, we just laid in her bed and we talked. We sm- could you fondle the titties, or was this just straight making I out? I think I did. Over the shirt, maybe. It sounds like it was a lot. It was definitely over the shirt. <laughs> did you try it all to like unbutton the pants at all, and then she was like, rebuffed it? I'm certain I tried to unbutton the pants. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, you got to remember, I went to college. When I went to college, the phrase, no means no, showed up. That was like where I, when they yeah. came up with that. Like before, before was, I mean, I'm being serious. Before I was in college, that sentence didn't exist. I'm being dead fucking serious. Yeah, because yeah. of you, was it? The whole no, no. Well, you remember like the three strikes. You try one, and they're like, no, and then you go, eh, a little closer, no, yeah. and then, all right, now we're done. Yeah, I, 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 we did, uh, like, my freshman year, I remember they had a class, it was, all, like, all the date rape was, like, the, was, like, not popularized, but that's when Coming they started, the that's when they started talking about date rape, and they, we had classes where they talked about date rape, and none of us. Classes? We were, Could you major in no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, What's you your major? Uh, date rape? Take a look at the guy. <laughs> around with my shirt off and a fucking <laughs> armband tattoo. A Guy Fieri visor. <laughs> the first one. I got my masters and no means no. <laughs> no, they I remember uh I remember this the class before me, they had during the parade, they they had chanted no means yes. Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. My, my fraternity, Woo. my fraternity in wow. the parade, in this okay. homecoming parade as they rolled through, no means no has just a like his first season out or whatever, and the, and my my move. pledge class when I was still in high school, but the pledge class before me was going paraded through in the spring, and they were chanting "No means yes," and everyone was laughing. Those guys yeah, are great. In, in the nineties, that was like that was ninety. That was nineteen ninety. Yeah, you, you just you laugh it off now. Jesus Christ! Now you'd, you'd be all done. be arrested and like Dude. deported. <laughs> What's so funny is like I obviously I I I. I mean, I think I'd had sex with one person, and I mean, I, it was—I wrote about it in my book. It was like absolutely horrific experience, and so, but I had no frame of reference for rape or date rape. I didn't like—I couldn't imagine that those people actually really existed. Yeah. So when they say, gave those no mean no things, I actually took it to heart so bad that I think people thought I was gay. Like, I was like <laughs> do you have like, did you have consent contracts in your room? Yeah, can you please sign on this? Were you going around the- <laughs> I lean in the kiss. And if they didn't lean in as with me, I was like, never mind, I'll pull out. All right, we're, we're done here. <laughs> if, 
if they're if as I leaned in their eyes and start closing, I was like, okay, no means no. Were you going around like to the doors of your fraternity checking in on women? You're uh, like, is everything cool here? You know, so funny is I worked at Florida State. I worked for Safe Escort where we walked women across campus. So I was one of the people. Like, I see. It, I would have thought that you would do that. They feel safe. Then maybe you can get some numbers and fuck them later. No, 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 no. We had to walk people across campus. Why? Why did you do it? Like, what was? It was money. Just oh, yeah, money. All my, okay. you, know, you got paid, and all my friends did it. Like, were you like, like obviously? I don't know your background, but like, say some guy came up to you and started like, are you like, could you fight? Or no, could, or I would have ran. You're just like, I'm, here. Like I'm making minimum wage. <laughs> fucking, fucking, I'm not fighting for you. Fuck her. She's she, 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 she slow. <laughs> so you're literally Good just, luck, bitch. just throw her into the guy and just so run. They're like, we just need a warm body there just to, just to deter someone like, hey, there's a guy there. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what I was going to do to help these fucking people. It was me and Brent Bracken and my buddy Cheese that worked for it. And Cheese was a supervisor. And... <laughs> It sounds like a, the worst crew of uh, to, people we to walk were, with. Like, we, would you guys be wasted or did you be sober? Like, what was the scene? No, no, uh, no, we were always sober. I mean, there were times where you were fucking drunk, like, because you'd go to a party and then you, someone would call and go, hey, we need a safe escort. And you'd be like, fuck. Like, Mondays, you'd, Mondays were light. Like, the weekends were heavy. Cause, oh, so you were on, like, call. I was on call, but so you only like, worked. It was like Lyft, but you would just walk instead of drive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, safe escort. I wish I, I but think you were I getting paid even just a minimum wage. Yeah, for, whether they were utilizing or not, when you were on the shift, you were getting paid. So yeah, so a lot it wasn't of times, just per walk. A lot of times you'd go to like, uh, like you, I just go to my fraternity house because it was on campus and sit with my walkie-talkie <laughs> and just watch TV <laughs> and then cheese. Did you ever get so drunk where you're just like, just just go on ahead. I'll keep an eye from back here. I, I one time I was drunk and they were like, and so like the, uh, and by the way, everything I say is of a different generation. So when I say something like this, people, anyone, any social justice warrior listening to this podcast should stop right now. But like all the black chicks would only want the car. They never wanted you. They don't give a fuck. They weren't afraid of being on campus. They never, they didn't want you to walk anywhere. They'd call and get the car. They so just want to be dropped. They want to be dropped. Yeah. And a lot of times they'd say, I mean, always they go, we want to, we need to ride to the library. But when you got them in the car, they'd be like, all right, we're going to FAMU. So then you'd be like, motherfucker. That was like, like six miles away. So you, and you weren't allowed to do it, but you had a fucking, you had like eight black chicks in your car. And you were like, okay, I can't, I can't say no to them. They're going to fucking lose their minds. So you'd pull up and you'd see eight of them waiting outside. And you'd be like, are we really going to the library? And they'd be like, no, we're not. And they just pile in. They're like, we're going to FAMU. And so you'd have to take them to a house party in FAMU. Did you have like a van? No, we had a fucking, like one of those K cars. Is that what it's called? What? A, a K car? A Q car? It's like it's like a it was like an old cop car, but it was oh, like it was yeah, like yeah. The, the old old cop car. Yeah, yeah. And so like it, those square ones, like Dukes of Hazzard yeah. style. Kind of. It was like a no. They did have a K car in like the eighties that was like the biggest piece of shit ever. And was, they briefly, a Chrysler tried to sell it to the cops, and then they were just breaking down, and they're the biggest pieces of shit, and they abandoned the program. O'Neill, by the way, is like the rain man of vehicles. If you need any questions, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that we had this K car. And so we'd go to pick up – we got in trouble one time uh, because uh, – uh, I'm not going to say the guy's name, but one of my friends – I already said his name. He was like uh, – This is all allegedly. <laughs> no, this is real. He had said, uh, base to 111. And I go, go for 111. He goes, 111 is base. We have a pickup at DeGrasse – I think it's DeGrasse or one of the – Devney Hall – uh, they are eight women. They are black. 
<laughs> Basically, he was trying to tell me they're going to want to go to FAMU. Yeah. Like, so it was a pickup. And he's, and, and, but the cops were listening. And the oh. cops hopped because it, it was an open line. We didn't know that. And the cops hopped on and they were like, uh, this is uh, please, Tallahassee Police Department uh, talking to the safe escorts. And they go, yes. He goes, it is not pertinent, their skin color. Uh, uh, please keep this uh, professional. And- <laughs> the cops were, uh, they were keeping an eye on you guys. Yeah, and so. It's fucking great. But uh, <laughs> you, were, you were a male escort. You can officially say. I was, yeah. And so, I, but I, I used to like. I used to like hanging out with black chicks. Like I used to like driving them to FAMU because I'd always just drill them for like I, this is well well before I was a comedian. And I think it's one of the things that I, I if you're away from now, but I love talking. I loved talking about race. I loved it, and I love. I think, I think to, comedians in general were were much more open, whatever, especially with each other, like than normal society. Oh, I heard. I wish I could take this joke and make it my own. I heard. Uh, Sherrod Small on Opie and Jim defend catcalling. Uh, it was him and Kurt Metzger. You guys know, do you know Sherrod? Uh, I know, I know, I know the name. stuff with Kurt. I don't yeah. know him. He's hilarious. He's Chris Rock's cousin. <laughs> oh, is he? Yeah, oddly enough. Jeez, his whole That's, fucking family. Yeah, they're like the, the Wayanses. I know, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> they, uh, so uh, he said they were talking about catcalling and Kurt Metzger's like, just say it's black people. Just say black people. And he's like, that's who women... He's like, that's... I'm, by the way, I'm paraphrasing Kurt. I'm paraphrasing Sherrod. They're both my friends. They wouldn't... Like, anyone listening. So, but he's like, just say black people. Just say you don't like black people hitting on you. And that's what... You, that, that, say that, ladies. Say that, ladies. About catcalling. And then Sherrod goes, it's our civil rights. <laughs> <laughs> he goes... What? Everyone's like, what? And Sherrod's like... You know, fifty years ago, we we could we get lynched for doing that. <laughs> now we're just standing up for ourselves. <laughs> it was the greatest. I like. I literally was like, it's a throwaway for Sherrod. Like, I guarantee yeah, you, he didn't think yeah. twice about it. Yeah, just kind of. All, all day, I've been googling Emmett Till because Emmett Till was murdered yeah, for catcalling in was Florida, right? It's, it was. Yeah. Uh, was it Florida? Uh, no, it was, it was probably Mississippi, somewhere in the south. It's, yeah, I think it's you're, one of three states. It's one of three. It's yeah, all those guaranteed yeah. Mississippi. <laughs> we don't have to go through all three of them, but <laughs> everyone knows what they are. But I, he was murdered. For catcalling, I remember uh, in, at the comedy store, like you'd have to change the sign. You'd have to get on a ladder, and it's on Sunset Boulevard, so you'd be terrified that someone would fucking do a Karate Kid sweep the legs, and you're yeah. like 15 feet. Well, people in the air. would shake it all the time. Yeah, like like Saturday just, nights was the worst time ever to change the sign. Like drunk, a bunch guys. of drunk assholes on Sunset just shaking the fucking ladder. So wait, tell me about tell me about how you guys got into the store. Like, real, tell me real about- quick, though, when I would do it on Tuesday nights, they would have the. Um, it was called Trippin' on Tuesday, so you can imagine the clientele. Was yeah, pretty much a black show. In court, like I remember some they common an urban show, which is even more racist than <laughs> yeah. calling it. Eh, it's black people. It's urban, you know. They live in the city. <laughs> uh, so I remember some of those comics, like well-known guys, would just sit out front and say the fucking most vile shit uh, I've ever heard oh. to women. Like, let me see that pussy. Come on, and it's like, what the fuck? Are the but, best. Like, the women were like, oh, come on, yeah. stop it. It only offends white women. Like black women are like, all right, I yes, I know what's gonna happen here. Like, some of this shit, I was like, I would never imagine saying that to somebody. It's crazy. The best one I ever heard was hey hey 
can I play and get some conversation? And I went, whoa. I mean, I've used that in my act a million times. I heard a dude say it one time, and I was like, that was some pimp shit. Can I play and get some conversation? <laughs> did, he, did he get it? No. They no, he did right not by. get it. Because <laughs> I, I worked the door at the Boston Comedy Club in New York on 3rd. Like, that I was started... uh, my first ever comedy set was there. Really? Yeah. R- when? I interned for the Howard Stern Show right after college, and then uh, it was that summer, to like 2002. Holy shit! Yeah, that was uh, yeah. I was there in '98. Like Ed Ed Helms was on the first ever. Like he was like they were like was that his set? The Daily Show? Yeah, was, oh, I thought that was his audition. No, for I think it. it was like this guy's gonna be on the Daily Show. Like it was like right before he broke. I talked to a guy you probably don't know. His name was David J. Nash. Uh, he's now like a showrunner. Um, he did Monday night open mic night at the Boston Comedy Club. Me and Dimitri Martin did our first sets there. He was there as well. Yeah, and Ed Helms. Dimitri Martin, myself, used to all do sets at this. And so I knew, I, I talked to DJ, to David J. Nash yesterday on the phone. He just called up randomly out of nowhere and was like, what are you doing? Like, let's get together. Let's have lunch. And uh, he, I ran into Ed Helms at like in like 2000, right when he got the Daily Show, he was doing like a field piece. I ran out into a, in a hotel. It was right when the Killers album came out. I don't know when this was. Oh four, oh five. Must have been then. Yeah, somewhere and around there. Right. I remember telling Ed Helms, I was like, "Listen, man, you don't want to fuck up your career. Just keep getting on stage, keep doing stand up." And I, Ed's like, "Well, I kind of want to transfer into movies." And I was like, "Listen, Ed, listen, take it from me." And Ed was like, "Oh, I think I got this dialed in." And I was like, "Good luck." And I got in the car with my agent. Like he's not gonna make it. I got in the car with Matt Frost. He goes, "Who was that?" And I go, "Don't worry about it." I think you won that battle. So any advice that you give would do the complete opposite. I've had so many instances where that's the case. Like so many instances where I was like, if I were you, like I had a friend one time was like, he was the executive chef at Rock Sugar in uh, Century City. Mm -hmm. Our kids were best friends. We lived across the hall from each other in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. We used to deliver groceries to you. Yeah. I want to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) And he was at Thanksgiving. We're sitting there. I made dinner he was a chef and he was eating the dinner he's like it's not that bad and he goes you know i'm thinking about getting rid of my getting rid of just quitting the job and just getting like a taco truck and fucking making korean barbecue out of tacos and, and i was like, like i go roy that's the dumbest idea oh. in the world that guy was roy Choi, the Holy guy that shit. revolutionized taco trucks and i literally sat i said to him i'm not even fucking around i went you have a child you need to be responsible i was like this is a pipe dream a taco truck are you fucking serious he goes well he goes i'm looking at the overhead i'm looking at the staffing you know it's like having your own restaurant you you get the same profits but you don't have the overhead and i was like roy he's like if i get a couple trucks i go a couple trucks what are you gonna be the taco king and he was like jesus christ he started he started kogi tacos which revolutionized taco trucks he is now one of the biggest chefs in the world like literally one of the biggest chefs like he does something and everyone drops their whatever they're doing to go fucking eat at his restaurants. You need, a, you need a shark tank like show yeah. where you like we see you reject people and then they go on to like invent the best I, shit ever. I, I, told you, I, I'm, I don't know if you know this, but I kicked a guy out of a band in college. I was in a band in college. I kicked this guy out of my band and I was like, you don't have what it takes to be giving out spankings. He was like, fuck you. I'm going to start a band. I was like, good luck. He started a band called uh, Creed. <laughs> 
Was it Stab? <laughs> it was no. It was Mark Tremonti, their guitar player. So like, I, I am Christ. like the worst. Those did guys you, were you, uh, <laughs> they were central. They were like Orlando, Eric. That's where I went to college. And they, yeah. they, they were. They I think were they from there? Or they they're lived from there? Tallahassee. Yeah, they they were like always in Orlando. Jesus, they, lived, they all lived in Orlando. Uh, but they we were. He was in my fraternity. Mark Tremonti was in my my fraternity. Me and Brent Bracken, the guy from Safe Escort, and John Dacre and Ben Carter were in a band. We had a band, and Tremonti was a transfer student. What were you guys called? Giving out spankings. Oh, that, that was, oh, oh that's, that's why I, you I, said you're not good enough to be giving out spankings. Well, I, I thought you meant like, you, that was like a term <laughs> of like, you don't have what it takes to be our front man. No, no, he was our, <laughs> <laughs> he was our, he was our, he was our uh, guitarist, and he was fucking good. Like, he you, was you, you, what, what, Yeah, why did you throw, why did you toss him? he was too good. Oh. He was too good, okay. and I was like, I was like, look, I told Brent Bracken, I go, if this guy... If this guy's this good, they're going to realize how bad we are, and they're going to kick us out of our own fucking oh, wow. band, and they're get a real singer and a real bassist. I go, we got to get rid of him first, and so we pulled Brent Bracken, and we pulled John Dacre aside. And we're like Dacre. Dacre was like the swing vote. This we're is like, like some Survivor style oh, bullshit. Like we got, we got to form an alliance. Tremonti had a stack. He had a stack like fu- like oh uh, like five speakers on top of each other with like fucking pedals. Everyone else just had an, an amp. He had a stack, and we were like, he's already plucking plant roots. Like, we got to get him the fuck out of the garage. Jesus. We pulled Dacre aside. We're like, Dacre, like, what do you want out of this band? Like, do you want to be with him, or do you want to be with us? And Dacre's like, oh, I don't know. And then the like, hard this one. this guy's going places. We're just looking to have a good time. The hard one was Ben Carter was an amazing drummer. My, dare I say, he might have had a career as a drummer professionally. <laughs> What's he doing now? Uh, he's selling insurance. So you, you think your band? We held might have back. fucked up Ben Carter's <laughs> life. Christ. Like I'll find out exactly what Ben Carter's doing. We might have fucked up Ben Carter's life because Ben was in like a couple bands. He was in a band called Baby Fishmouth, and then uh, I think he was in the Woodpeckers for a second, and then I'm sure he jammed with Tremonti on other bands, and that's how we got him. But oh, Tremonti man. was in our fraternity, and we were sitting in the lounge one day, and he's like, "So I understand you guys have a band." We're like, "Yeah." He's like, I- "I'd love to jam with you guys." We're like, "Yeah, bring your shit over. Let's do it." And then, man, he was so good. You're like, that's it. He's out. I'll find out exactly this guy what can't be giving out. You were spanking. behind like every successful person. <laughs> like you tell, it told other, like you told Obama, stick with law, don't go into politics. <laughs> uh, hey, Obama, you don't have what it takes. So Ian Bag called me uh, a drunk Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you. Every story you have, Ben Carter. Jesus Christ, that's Carter? crazy. Does, does this guy is he does he have any ill will towards you, <laughs> or is he just like kind of compartmentalized at all? I mean, uh, no, I think no, he I just stares at a picture of you find all day. Ben Carter, my <laughs> fucking eyes are going. Uh, I'm like, well, my mind went years ago. Someone was telling me I was talking to a black comic, and he was like, he's like, you know, you're old at the club when you're doing this. <laughs> I was like, old at like, <laughs> um, fucking, I'm sure Eddie Fernandez is friends with ben carter how many uh, of these dudes from uh from college do you keep in touch with uh a few like, i mean your college i read that whole uh rolling stone article yeah. not really? that long ago yeah it's like your college experience obviously has been documented pretty heavily why can't i find ben carter please don't tell me he's, he's pretty dead. common name wait do you, you, you say he might be dead no i'm, I'm praying to god he's, not, he's maybe he's not on face face he might have just fallen off the Dacre's friends with him. He doesn't want to be uh, reminded of anything. John Dacre did the music for my uh, special, like my first special. Oh, really? Yeah, I called him up. I was like, hey, you got anything that I can put on? He's like, yeah, I got, I'll find something for you. And so he made wrote this song. Okay. That's cool. Um, but yeah, so wait. Oh, hang on one second. I don't, Ben Carter's not on here. Is it? Fuck. What, are you looking Carter? up like a contact list? Are you looking yeah, up like a on, Facebook looking or something? on... Uh, Oh, am I in mutuals? Maybe I'm just not friends with him. Maybe he's friends with Dacre, not with me. 
Let's try this. <laughs> he's, there's no. <laughs> I gotta add him. <laughs> no, he's not on here. God damn it! I wonder what Ben Carter's doing. Maybe he's just so fucking angry. Dude, he might. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame him. He's just hammering. Mark Tremonti's still angry. He won't like people ask him about being in a band with me. He's like, I don't know who Bert is. He, literally. Wow. And then one. What? I, that's what I said. I was like, you can't. I mean, you can't deny it because is he pissed because he thought that you you would jump on the creed wagon i think maybe maybe we were insensitive maybe you know like our fraternity was not the most open-minded group of gentlemen it was i'm not sure any fraternity is the most (laughs) open-minded group of gentlemen it was uh i talked about in my book it was you know we were it was it was it was was probably like a like a like a farm league klu klux klan (laughs) like (laughs) like uh, you know like just where you were geographically too i think could play a factor in that i think it had a lot to do with it because you had the kids from like north florida south georgia coming in florida is pretty much like alabama isn't it oh fuck yeah it's it's right up there do we need another bottle of champagne or another bottle should we go switch over to booze uh yeah sure um well we'll kill this one and so so wait so uh yeah, and so I don't know. And so when he came in, I think he was a very like sensitive, open minded artist, and we were just horrible. I mean, like, <laughs> I, 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 I'll include, my, include myself in that so that I doesn't look like I'm throwing my friends under the bus. Uh, it, it was just a not. It was not an open minded environment. Was like, he? Was he? Because uh, didn't they get into Christianity later, Creed? I think they were. I think Mark were they Stapp always? was very. Weren't Mark they, Stapp I was. Always, I don't think they were Christian rock, but I always thought that he was super religious. Mark Stapp or Scott Stapp was super religious. He was like in the news not that long. I think he was like homeless. He's or homeless. Something. Yeah, we. I offered Wait, to do a show homeless? to. I, yeah, yeah. I offered to do a show for him in Orlando to get him back on his feet because I was like, I don't know, fucking, I could raise. What, I could, what did show, he blow it all on? Like Jesus wives, figurines, wives. Why? Oh, he had a lot and drug addiction. I think he had drug problems. I, so. I, I, I just remember seeing it. I didn't really look into it. I don't know what he. Uh... Yeah, Scott Stapp was an interesting guy because I, you know, like as I, I mean, I talked about this. I did Ari's storytelling show and I told this story. And I, as I, I've got my first deal in Hollywood is with Will Smith, and I told the story like I told you about Creed, and I said at the very end, there's the band. Will was like, "What was the name of the band that you were in?" Oh, so you said, met with Will Smith. Oh yeah, I was in. I was in a deal with him for a year, and so he was like, "What was the name of the band you were in?" I said, "Giving out spankings." He goes, "What was the name of the other? Did anything ever come of that other guy?" I go, "No." They started some shit band called Creed, and Will Smith's jaw dropped, and he goes, "They're the number one Billboard artist this year." And I went, <laughs> "Bullshit." And he goes, "Out of Orlando," and I went. Yeah, that makes sense. And he was like, "They are the number one Billboard artist." So you literally didn't even file. It didn't even register to you. No. I mean, I was, first of all, who's listening to Creed? I wasn't. Like, yeah, I definitely I, I wasn't. Didn't. It was. It was shit. I was listening to hip hop. Like, I've always been into hip hop. I'm, I'm and, the same. And I'm gonna be. This is gonna sound really horrible, but like, I was definitely in the Limp Biscuit in like an unhealthy way. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Oh, we also used to deliver to his. Who was he? Fred Durst. It always, we used to deliver groceries to his. Is his bass player? His the guitar? guy with the eyes? Monkey? Yeah. Monkey Todd? I mean, this guy lived. Uh, Are you used to that? I don't remember. Wait, that. Yeah, yeah. West Borland. No, I think it was the dude with the eyes. We don't want to give out that he's going through the whole band. (laughs) You're like Tom Johnson, the roadie. (laughs) Wait, wait, start all over. So wait, how did you guys? How did you guys get into Yummy? And wait, tell me about me when you delivered to me. I think you were, did, did you deliver to him? I, I definitely I, I did. I used to deliver to you, and I would deliver to your wife like all the time. I delivered to you one day. You guys were great tippers. Everyone, everyone had nothing but good stuff to say about the. I've, I've always been a good tipper. That's yeah. my problem, almost to a fault. Like I, and sometimes I would go there. I'd be like, "Does this guy recognize me?" Just for maybe pass 
passing by in the halls or something um, of the comedy store, but no. I was like, no. We, I mean, we would it was deliver, very humiliating being recognized in that job. I mean, we would deliver to like comics. We like you'd have, you'd see the name. You're like, I know, I know this. You're like guy. I started like, with this fuck. guy and he's doing pretty well, and I'm delivering fucking groceries. You're like, how's it going? And you're like, yeah, obviously, obviously. not that good, dude. <laughs> Could be a lot it's going better. Tremendous, man! Look at this. <laughs> See that job was crazy. I mean, I do, you delivered to parties and like like oh. in the hills, like girls in bikinis. And I went to this dude and I was like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" He's like, "Better than you." Oh yeah, that's that, his answer. But dude, no I, joke. I like, didn't laugh, and I was like, "I was humiliated with nudity once. Like it was middle of the day up in the hills. Some guys getting it. Some chick walks out naked." And she bends over in front of me to pick up the groceries. And it wasn't even like, oh, this is awesome. It was like, she's just doing this to even <laughs> humiliate me further. Shut up. You st- but you still got to look. Oh, yeah, I got to look. But it was like, oh it was an awkward, It was way more awkward than you think because the guy's like, really? To the chick? I had, I had a black chick right off Hollywood Boulevard on uh, Las Palmas. She comes out. It's like a, a very typical L.A. apartment. It's all open. Comes out topless, huge fake tits. In a thong, it, right out in the open. She goes, "Come on in," and I was like, "Yeah, all right." So I walk in, but like you're, you know, you're working, so it's like you're like you want to look, you kind of want to be respectful. It. But part of you has to be like, "This is the moment where where the porn starts." In your mind, <laughs> but in the part in your mind, you're like, "I hope this isn't because they're gonna." I, I'm in this fucking outfit. I'm trying to pretend that I don't work here. Yeah. <laughs> trying to pretend that, you, know, you don't want people to know. But she had a friend on the couch who would like, she was this white lady with like feathered 80s hair. And I was like, kind of like trying to be respectful. And she's like, oh, come on. You got to at least like look and smile. And I gave like, showed my teeth. Like, yeah, okay. Like, you know, cause you do kind of feel bad. Like, hey, like, let's fuck with this guy. Like, yeah. You know, with, with the titties. And the lady's like, I don't have much to tip you with. Why I'm showing you my titties and started rubbing them. Oh. And that's when I started laughing. I was like. Is the best tip I've had all night. She's like, oh, no. <laughs> and then when I left, I was like, all right, put your shirt on. She's like, oh, he told me to put my shirt on. <laughs> it's Shut fucking ridiculous. Up. I almost got the shit beat out of me on the second floor of some house party. I was delivering groceries. <laughs> They're like, uh, the guy ordered him's upstairs in a bedroom. I knock on the door. Guy comes out with a chick. And then uh, he, he pays me, and then he taps me on the face. I go, look, dude, don't ever fucking touch me. And then all his friends like start swarming like, oh, shit, look at this motherfucker. And I was like, look, guys, I don't want any trouble. I was like, just don't touch my fucking face. And the guy gets in my face. And I was like, dude, you're, you're whatever, I'm just going to start throwing punches and then probably just get taken down and just drilled. Wait, I'm where sure. was this at? What was that? Tell this me. was it wasn't that far from where you live. Really? Yeah, it was. Uh, what's I'm it's hard to remember those fucking streets. It, they're all it's like this, they it's all 300. Blend. It was 300 <laughs> South something before you get to Beverly. Uh, near Fairfax, but just east of Fairfax. What were those streets down oh, there? I know what you're talking about. It was, so east of Fairfax? Oh, it was have, like uh, Genesee and that. Yeah. yeah. And Ogden. So, yeah. And so what was the guy? Was the guy a white dude? or It was just some white dude, yeah. Just a packed party. Nothing worse than bringing groceries into a packed party and trying to find out yeah, who they're like, the oh, fuck no, no, ordered it's, these. It's Tom. And then you have to f- you're walking around with bags. Like, I don't like, know who the fuck Tom is. And everyone's like, look at this guy. People pat you on the... You know, people fuck them. If you're at a party, you're drunk. Uh, you're like, hey, but you know. Dude, like, you just, you're like going to stripper mode. You just shut your emotions <laughs> off. You go you blank go in the eyes. Mode. And you're Dead like, eyes. I'm just doing this for the money. I have a drug habit I have to support. I went, you know, the, have you ever done Runyon Canyon hike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the building like right at the top on the right side. Yeah, yeah. The there's house. A, there's a pool on the on the very top of that building. Are you talking about if you go up up if Fuller? You, up Fuller, yeah, to the top of Fuller. Fuller, where it hits Runyon. Yes, I know. 
Uh, okay, keep going. So my wife, my wife used to live in that building. Okay, John DiMaggio, the comedian, lives in that. building. We used to used deliver to, to, to. We used to deliver to him. Yeah, he's yeah. a voiceover artist. I'd yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I hear him, and I'd be like, oh, great tipper as well. I'd be like, <laughs> big shout out to John. I'd be like, oh, it's Jake from not. Was, is it Jake? Bender, from, Bender. Uh, no, but from Adventure Time. He's oh yeah, a dog, yeah, yeah, too. yeah. And I'd hear the voice. I'm like, hey, yeah, he was a great guy. He's great. He would, uh, but. Uh, so I delivered to the top. They like go to the um, like you can write notes on the thing, and it's like go to the top, to the pool. So I go to the pool. He moved to Vista, by the way. Yeah, did he? Yeah, he does live on Vista. <laughs> now he probably has some beach house. Like, if I, if I, if I, like I talk, we can give you if you give us a map, we'll show you where everybody. You guys lives. should do yummy star tours <laughs> and like be like, guys, if you take a look right, that's where John Imagine lives. And then you go reach in your bag, and this is his favorite food. <laughs> I could take you to Will Ferrell's place. Really? Oh yeah. You deliver grocery to Will Ferrell all the time. Yeah. Shut up. He would. He would often. It would just be you and him. Dude, I was <laughs> really? stuck. I was. He has a house, and then behind it, like a fucking writer's house that's like bigger than the house I grew up in. Like he really? Has, like, this like writers, just, and so I'm in there. And I and it's it was always his wife really you dealt with so I like like I, I would deal with him more than the wife so they're like bring it into the what's his wife look like is she hot she's Swedish she's, yeah and she's tall she's, she's like yeah she's well, she might be like six foot the kids their kids are gonna be giants oh yeah because he's a big guy so I uh, I go to the ba- the writers room and it's like they would always order like some people would order you know like just daily shit but they would order like two hundred stuff bucks worth of stuff at a clip yeah so I go in the back and it's just me. Will Farrell and Adam McKay, and they're clearly writing. And I'm like in the back, and they're like 20 feet away from me. But like, they were like, Will Farrell's like, hey man, what's up? And I like, and I was just like putting the stuff away. And you like, and we're writers, and I feel like an idiot. Yeah. And the yeah, people, right. like, you, people Je- like, Jeff's putting our scripts into the fucking <laughs> grocery bags. It's so, uh, it's, oh, you should have done that. It's a Will Farrell. Yeah, you know how you really. <laughs> Will Farrell would have probably just called you up to fuck with you and just been like. Or called the company and be like, yeah, don't send that guy here. No, anymore. that would have been. Oh, no, there's no way Will Smith would have done that. Oh, there's I, I mean not Will Smith, Will Ferrell. Like that, I, in my head, I think of Will Ferrell as the coolest guy ever. I met him one time at a party at an SNL rap party, and I this is like his probably first or second season. And I was standing next to him. We were watching someone dance. You tell him like, "Hey, man, you should get out of sketch comedy. You really have what it takes." I told him, "I go, I go, I go." My mom thinks you're funny. And he was like, "Oh, thank you." I go, "Yeah, she's a big fan of the skits you do." And he was like. Thank you very much. And yourself? And I was like, I don't really watch the show, man. <laughs> you didn't even... You, I didn't know anything. You have brutal honesty, which is, <laughs> I, I admire, because my, you're like, I'm not even going to fake it. My Anyone mom, else thinks, like, yeah, my you're mom great. thinks you're funny is like the, the shittiest compliment, because it's like, hey, man, like I don't get you, but like older yeah. people may be into I'm gonna you. Go grab a, I'm going to grab beers. You guys, are you beers cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let me get beers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, will you guys talk about my man cave? Just describe it while I'm gone. Oh, okay. absolutely. For people that haven't seen it. If you haven't seen this man cave, it's a sweet. It's all interior is all wood, but it's it's old reclaimed wood with beam ceilings. He is the Red it, Fox album. <laughs> you got to wash your ass, which I don't. I'm not aware dude, of that album. I, I want to listen to. It. I love the fucking title. By the way, you got to wash your ass. It's not. Also, he's not leaving it to choice. When did that it's come out? Like, like maybe the seventies. Wash your ass. It's you got to wash it. But that's got to be a pretty controversial title in the seventies. But who's he talking to? Because who was like? Hey, he's man, also he has his hands like somebody's asshole is just his, out of frame. Is in his and face. he can smell it. Who's uh? But who was like? Was there an anti-ass washing movement that he's like trying to? He's wearing like a sweater, so I don't know why anyone's bare ass is around a man in a sweater right now. I think he was born uh, seventy years old. <laughs> was, he, <laughs> was Red Fox ever young? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> just like, he didn't age. He just stayed around. He's like, 
he's he's the reverse Eddie Murphy. Thank you, man. Eddie Murphy always looked thirty. This guy always looked sixty-five. How crazy is it that Eddie Murphy was eighteen years old doing fucking huge specials? It's insane. Uh, it is we, kind of a, it is kind of bizarre. I'm obsessed. I'm going through a Charlie Murphy phase, like hardcore. Really? Have you have you seen his? Uh, doesn't he have a recent special out? I'm going to probably pass on that. Yeah. But, <laughs> Uh, his stand up is not I mean his stand up is just it's it's just tough to start stand up at 45 especially no, when your brother is considered one of the best ever. Yeah, uh, b- but him being him, just talking like him on podcast. Well, that's why like Chappelle was like all those stories was loving him. Oh, see, he, he does a lot of podcasts? He does like I saw him on Snoop Dogg's podcast. I didn't he, even know Snoop Dogg had a podcast. Uh, it's actually pretty great. It's, really? Yeah, it's GNN I think it's called. I'm sure he just gets fucking high as fuck. He gets high as fuck. The most interesting one was why. By the way, I'm, I hope no one ever perceives what I'm saying as taking talking shit about somebody. But watching Snoop talk to Kim Peel because Kim Peel groceries to uh, Jordan Peel really lived on uh, lived on Hollywood Boulevard. I'm sure he doesn't live there anymore. <laughs> he lived like three blocks from where I live, and I was like, and he was like, I was like. He was on Key Appeal, and I was like, there's no way he's living here for that much longer. Really? Uh, what, this was like a couple years ago, then. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. And it was, uh, yeah. Smelled we of, don't, uh, by the way, we don't deliver groceries anymore. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> but we will if you need it. He, uh, he's, he's smoking some marijuana, really? I believe. I believe. Uh, could smell some marijuana in the apartment. I think the thickest smoke I ever smelled was Snoop Dogg in a music studio because I used to drive for Celebrity Apprentice L.A. <laughs> I would drive the cast around on their missions. Celebrity Apprentice L.A. The Holy first shit. season he, they had O'Neal, it. He was in on the Trump movement early. Dude. Yeah. He told him to run for office. I, I met Trump. <laughs> I ran into him one time. I was like, I was yeah, like hey, man. It's not for you, man. <laughs> hey, look. This You're politics like, thing. Also, this real estate thing, it's going to bottom out at some point. You better get out of that. Do You went to Snoop's studio? I was, uh, no, some reason, one of their tasks was making some sort of jingle with Snoop on a studio off uh, Kawanga. So I had this, my job was basically drop them off. And also when they would get like lost, like they would have to navigate themselves and I'd be driving and the cameras would be rolling. And I'm like, we're literally driving by it like five, six times as they're like, we can't find it because there's always a time thing that they had to work on. So they would have to read a map in an area that they don't know where they are. And so I just kept being like, it's right fucking there. Like, I'm so <laughs> sick of driving up and down the street. Let me just pull in. O'Neal ate uh, Omarosa's ass. I don't know if that's... Uh... <laughs> that's you serious? Sure? <laughs> it was Omaroka ass. <laughs> there was a, a Char- Charlie Murphy was on Snoop's podcast, and he told a story about getting out of the Navy, coming out to L.A. I didn't even know he was in the Navy. Oh, dude, he's a really fascinating guy. Like, I don't mean, this I is after, mean to like, talk. Eddie's a huge star at this time. I don't mean to talk shit about his stand-up at all, but it's just, it's just I'm saying that, you it's know. T- no, it's, t- it's, t- it's a tough stand-up. Fucking, he's just on it with Louis C.K. He's like, hey, man, 30 years in, I figured it out. You know what I mean? Like, I, it, saw, I saw Louis C.K. saying you don't get good until you're like 20 years in it he was something. calling he's like now, if, if you're new like fairly it's not that inaccurate he goes if, if you're new and by new i mean 15 years in i was like holy shit you hear what ari said about schumer no oh, never mind then oh boy <laughs> it was it was it was interesting but he was just ari's very honest about Ari takes some tough takes man he's like he, he literally it was on huffington post and he was like oh you're t- oh you oh the one when he was uh doing the interview yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah. He's he just t- like, he was like, yeah. they're like, well, Amy Schumer's one of the best around. And he's like, she's good for like a 10 year comic. And he was like, look, I know I'm going to get in trouble for what I'm saying, but 
<laughs> and, and then kind of just went on. But, he, but you know, what he's saying is true is that – and I love Amy. I don't have any problem with Amy whatsoever. Do, but, you, know, do you know her but, Yeah, I know her very well. She used to stay at our house. When we go on vacation, she'd come and stay at our house. Yeah, we, we don't know house. her at all, but we don't – I mean, yeah, I, I, I have we nothing to deliver I have no York, problem. So we yeah. don't know her well. <laughs> but, she, but, but, you know, to, and I think she's very funny, but I think that – I think what Ari's saying and what Louis's saying is you, you, you're not really a great comic until you've been – I mean, there's very few people – in this world, will are going like Dave Chappelle, Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy, yeah. very rare, very rare. It's like the LeBron Jameses. It's early, pretty They're like once though in a generation guys. Like you know what I mean? You're not. And, and to say and to say that Amy is that for her generation when clearly you know she she's doing her special, she's doing street jokes to close it. It, 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 that's, it that's pressure. That's the pressure yeah. that's on her right now. It, it, is to be the greatest. And, 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 she's, make, and she, I don't think she stole them from Patrice at all. But they're very common premises. And it's like churn out bits yeah. fast. Yes, and trying you know, to turn over material, movies, books, trying to do her stand up, writing for the TV show. At some point, you know, something's every, got to Everything's going to be brought down a notch. And yeah, and then you and can't possibly do all the that. end of that special when she did those jokes. Those were jokes that I was doing on stage in two thousand. Nineteen ninety-eight. So I was Patrice doing. Patrice stole them from you. That's well, that's no, no. Okay, the street jokes. It's like who didn't hear yeah. Donkey yeah. Punch in nineteen ninety-seven? Yeah, I mean, it's like the Yo Mama jokes. Who yeah. wrote those? No one. And, no and one. They're knows. not original, and I don't think Patrice ever hung his hat on their originality. He did it. Those, those, were, those weren't the jokes that Patrice is knowing. They're like, hey, here's a staple bit of Patrice. Yeah, but and I don't think he'd ever do them in a special. He'd never yeah, do a yeah. special with them in. Um, and I think what Ari's saying is that you know if you are the greatest comic. Of our generation, you're not doing donkey punch jokes. The tough thing is, is like she didn't label herself that. Like, she did not. No, and, and look, Amy did, and that's like that's a very heavy weight to have on you when the media labels you all this shit. Because then you're not going to deny gonna it. You're not going to deny it. No, no look, if you? they say I'm the greatest comic that ever lived and I'm better than Louis, I'm not. I'll be You'll like, say like uh, a humble, like, oh come oh, on, listen, but like, I don't know about but that. But you won't say no. I'll be on the phone with Tom Segura tomorrow, being like, they said I'm better than Louis. Like they said I'm better than Louis. Like one time I remember someone said you're the next David Tell, and I called Segura. I didn't. I didn't even disagree with him. I went, oh, I've heard that, and then I just called Segura. I go, can you believe what they said? And he goes, you told them they were wrong, right? And I was like. No, and he's like, "Why the fuck wouldn't you tell them?" He goes, "You're not even close to Dave Attell." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Dave Attell is great, dude. We used to, when he would come he's into one the of comedy my store, we would like he's he was best. one of the few guys we would run into the OR to fucking like. Watch. There's, there's guys that you'll watch, you know, if you see him on stage, you'll go in there watch five, ten minutes of their set. But Attell's like the guy every time I, I watch, watch all of his the set. whole thing. I watch his whole fucking set. He would go into the uh, original room in the comedy store which was like their medium sized room and he you could tell he hated it and he would say he hated it. He yeah, he, he wanted he, he to equated like, it to a uh, to an airport waiting room. But he wanted like, to master it and he would just he would clear his throat just to fuck he would just be like <clears throat> constantly just to be like fuck you. But he would he would always go back to be like I want to fucking master this. It was yeah. In Amy's defense, I don't think she's ever said she's the greatest comic that ever lived. No, ever, I, I think ever. that was a label that was put on her. The guy in Huffington Post put it on, put it on her to Ari, and that's an awkward position for Amy. And also, he knew Ari's a controversial guy at times. Ari's controversial as fuck. And it's like <laughs> that's you know, what you gotta love about Ari. Love, alley. I love that about Ari. You have oh, to. Ari's not gonna pull punches. I whether tell, it hurts his career or his whether TSA shit is the f- like. 
the whole, do you have sensitive areas? Yeah, my dick. And he's like, I'm being serious. Oh, you don't have a sensitive dick? Fuck you. <laughs> he hates those guys. Ari's, uh, Ari's a burn the bridge down. Oh. Yes. He carries the gasoline In the middle on of the him. bridge. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll go down with the bridge. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he's a really interesting. He's, a, he's like a renegade. He just does what he wants. Sometimes you can't even predict it. Do you want to bring her on the podcast? <laughs> oh, shit. What's um, your sister's name? Annie. She does all my merchandise. Annie Kreischer? Annie Kreischer. Yeah. She's single. Does she live in the Hollywood area? She lives in the hills. Did we deliver to her? No, probably not. What's the address? (laughs) Oh, you might have delivered to her. Yeah, you definitely delivered to her. She live on... uh, She used to live on Detroit, down in that new building, Annie and Cotty Kreischer. Yes. Yes. Well, there was another Kreischer. Also a good tipper. (laughs) Yes. I don't remember, but I do remember there being another Kreischer. I could literally... I I could do a police sketch of her right now. That was my sisters. Yeah, they lived on... They were the only Kreischers in that neighborhood, I promise. I remember I delivered to you, and it was... uh, It was either... I think it was your father was in the place... Um, was your did your father visit? Oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think I think I heard you either call him dad. I was like, I don't. It was either your father in law, or father. I think it was. It was father. my father. Are you our father in law? My father in law is like he talks like he's horrible. I could I you, you, I mean, you got normal stuff though. Like some of the yeah. orders, like would stick out in your head. Your stuff was running. You know, was yeah. It was. I used to love yummy. It's just easy. It, it just was so great. Right I hate door. that it doesn't deliver in, uh, in the valley. The valley. It was so great. Why they don't open up one here is beyond me. This is just prime pickings. Did you make good tips when you worked there? It was uh, hit or miss. If If you ever worked for tips, you had your good days. If you get a Drew Carey, Drew Carey, then you're gold. Best tip. Hundred dollars on everything. Really? Eighteen dollar order. Hondo. Have a good day. Not even. You don't even deal with him. He would just put an envelope on the door. It says leave groceries, and then just take the envelope, and you'd be like, holy shit. It'd be like a hundred degree day, and it's like Ben and Jerry's ice cream, and you're like kind of looking around. You're like like waiting in the bushes (laughs) to see if he comes out. Shut up, dude. He's like that across the board. I've heard valets, strippers. Like he's a fucking crazy. He, uh, he, when he was, the only stories I've ever heard about Drew was I had a writer who wrote for a show and we saw Drew at some restaurant. There's a burger place in the Valley that I've never been since, but it it was like this great burger place and we were driving down Moore Park or whatever street it was and we saw Drew crossing the street and my guy was like, oh my God, that's Drew Carey. He's trying to show. He's like, Drew. And Drew knew his name and then we pulled in and parked. Drew came over, walked, was already trying to leave, walked over, said hi, talked to him for a second. We went in the thing, and he goes, when Drew got put into syndication, the Drew Carey show, he had a Miata, I guess, at the time. Oh, And sweet. he gave the Miata to an intern. Oh, really? And he just was like, Jeez. I just got put in syndication. Take my car. I heard he took everybody, when he got one of his big first syndication checks, I heard he took everybody on his entire, everybody from the fucking gaffers to everybody on a Hawaiian vacation that cost him like almost a million dollars. Jesus. Like took, flew everybody out, set them up in a resort. I delivered like, like crazy thing. When we worked at, when we delivered groceries, there was a computer and you could hit refresh and you could see who was on the roster. So see, you see a Drew Carey oh. and it was in the You're order. Jocking posi- it, I, 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 I've paid the managers <laughs> to skip over people, like to give me the Drew Carey. Really? I'm like, I will give you a cut of the $100. Well, like, I mean, you're having a bad day and you're like, you know, you're like, I need cash. <laughs> this is how bad our and life you, was. And you're at looking the time. at the docket and you're like, seeing that Drew Carey and it was in the order you came back into the store. So you're like, and you're looking at the, the girl filling the order and you're like, take you're your like, time. Hurry. There's some guys in or front of me. Or hurry the like, fuck up. Yeah, yeah, or hurry the fuck up, either or. And you would either miss it by one, you know, if you didn't get it, you'd be like, you know, that's a fucking $100. I just, so I went on a Christmas Eve. 
And a lot of times when you get the woman, like I got his wife, um, and you're like, and a lot of times you'd be like, fuck, like the you know the wife doesn't know what, but she fucking she was on he the same plan. He taught her well. She gave me, <laughs> she gave me two hundred bucks <laughs> on like an, a twenty dollars to be like, hey, Merry Christmas. And I was like, fuck. I was like, any Drew Carey can do whatever the fuck he wants. He punch me in the balls. He's he's a, he's a saint in my mind. God damn it. Yeah. If That's- you if you want to be like if you want to be acknowledged in Hollywood as like a cool guy, just fucking t- you just tip big. And JC Shazay everybody will from love. NSYNC. I can't say anything great, bad about him. Great tipper. Unbelievable tipper. Great tipper. I can't, I can't, can't hate on the guy. Oh, Will shit. Ferrell. And that dude eh, would Will order. Ferrell, Will Ferrell can. He could tip a little, little bigger. He could tip a little bigger. I'm overall, gonna say though, that. Overall, though, he d- good guy. You know what I like about him is that, like, he is like literally the most regular dude. Like when really? you interact with him, just seems like the most down to earth regular guy. Which I think is why his tipping is down to earth regular guy style. <laughs> when yeah. I was in there, I was in the, when I was in the writers uh, thing. It was just me, and he was like, "Is my is my wife coming back?" She's like, "I have to go get the cards." So and he doesn't know what to do, and like and McKay won't acknowledge me at all. Really, and, I've and, heard. I've, I've uh, Segura had a run in with him. It's, it's oh, so, really. It's so Farrell. Farrell was like, hey, like you, and he was like, Farrell was nice, and then his kid came in, and he has a pool table in there, and the kid just starts taking the pool cue and fucking raking it across the uh, felt, and Farrell's like, "Hey." gonna ruin the felt and it just sounded like Farrell from like a movie and i started laughing because i was like that's just great delivery even yeah. genuine anger at his son just like looked at him and he was like what you know like whatever you know his son just like fuck you dad it's yeah. he doesn't care who his dad is yes Segura was at uh at um at uh fucking jury duty and Adam McKay was behind him in line. I never understood why these guys show up to jury duty. Dude, I was at Jason the... Bateman's jury duty. Were you really? Dude, at the end of the day, they didn't call any of us. You just go there for fucking eight hours to waste your fucking time. And they call your name at the end to hand in your badge. And they're calling all these names. And they're like, Jason Bateman. And I was like, oh, look at this fucking schlub with an idiot. You know, it's Poor Michael Bolton gotta... from Office Space. I look over at Jason Bateman. I'm like, and this black lady... <laughs> She she got in a fight over what someone changed the channel like during the on the TV and she got in a fight with that person. She was like very loud. Yeah, and then she, she could tell people were like, "Oh, Jason," you know, and she's like, "Oh, I love Jason, baby." And you could tell she knew nothing about him <laughs> at all. And he he literally like walked right by her and handed his fucking badge. He's like, "Yeah, I." And That's a fucking- I saw him at a Wilco concert. He just seems super regular. He was on Marin's podcast. That's a fucking interesting interview. Is, is it? it? Yeah, it's really it. interesting. I, I heard he, him on he, Stern he, where he said he would do like a sex scene with his own sister because it's just acting. His yeah. sister's hot. Oh, just she's teen. a little bit of a, I think, gr- crunchy now. She was on, uh, like, I, I just went through Arrested Development recently. She was on um, one of the later episodes. I always thought she was gorgeous when I was growing up. That was like what, that, that epitomized sex. Family is ties. what she looked like. Mallory? Yeah. Oh, fucking, oh, what, yeah. Was the, what was the junk collector's name? Mick? Yeah, Mick. Yeah, <laughs> who's when? Remember her boyfriend, boyfriend who uh, he made art oh. out of junk. Yeah, I I only remember like I remember when Alex got addicted to speed. Like I remember that episode. Yeah, I remember I when remember Skippy that. was charged with molesting children. Skippy's a comic now. No, I don't know. That would have been a great episode. Skippy's like, a, he's a comedian. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, did you ever hear? Did you ever hear Ari's uh, big prank where he claimed he was dating Tita Yothers <laughs> for years? No. For, oh, this was later on forever. And like Ari he just was, recently, he was big into pranks. Back like in the would, day, Ari would like we would always joke that Ari would be like, 
I'm doing my laundry. And then you'd be like, okay. And then like, remember I told you I was doing my laundry? I like, really wasn't doing like it. Like four months ago, <laughs> the big big prank on you, fuck you. <laughs> and you're like, all right, that, that easily could have been true. I don't we know. this Tina Yothers thing that he was dating her and like, they were in love and then they broke up and he was real heartbroken about it. And then years later, he's like, I, I never dated Tina Yothers. We were just <laughs> like, but then once he goes, or did I? It's like you said you I don't like am I not supposed to believe anything you say like wait Stanhope dated Christine he's been at the comedy store the last I've seen him there the last wait, who's cr- two nights Christine uh, I don't know I'm gonna she was from head of the class I saw him la- oh uh I said, dude he wears suits that he looks like he's going to Bushwood Country Club and Caddyshack yeah he's the I, I have his book right there I love his book. O'Neill his book. was a great story about uh, Stanhope. What's a good Stanhope story? Some people, some people have told me that I look like Stanhope. He's like, like a taller. No, you know who you look like? Will Arnett. Nope. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, Jean-Claude oh, Arnett. this is who Stanhope used to date. Christine Hage. Oh, the redhead. Yeah. Oh, oh dude. Yeah. she dated um, Eric on uh, Head of the Class. Yeah, I think that guy does our taxes now. <laughs> Uh no not Eric. Eric's who, a director. You who does our taxes? Uh, yeah, I'll take one. Dan Frischman. Uh, was that Arvid? Arvid. Arvid. Arvid's brother does our taxes. <laughs> really? You had yeah. Chung from Goonies as an entertainment lawyer. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I met him at a party. He's got like a shaved head. He doesn't look Jeff like Jeff something. Jeff Schwartz or something. Yeah. He doesn't look like Chunk at all anymore. Wait. What was your? No. 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 Hold on one second. God damn it. Three things. Don't let me forget any of these. What about the pool? By the Runyon Canyon story. Uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, you look like the guy who directed. He was in Aspen Extreme. Do you remember that movie? He's a I, director now. The, oh, wait, John Stockwell? No. Nope. Who? Uh, who the fuck? I've been thinking it the whole time. I'm I like, remember the title of the movie. I couldn't tell you. I'll find it and then. Stanhope story. Oh, t- so Stanhope. Yeah, well, if you look at some younger pictures of Stanhope, there's a slight resemblance on certain angles, and people always are like, "Hey, you look like Stanhope." If like, you know, Stanhope uh, didn't booze it up too hard. And you, yeah. you were working at the comedy store. Yeah. Right? So when you worked there, like Peter Berg, Peter Berg, oh, Peter Berg. <laughs> oh, Whitney's ex-boy toy. Whitney did Peter Berg. Yeah. Oh yeah, they like for did. like a couple when, of years. When you work at the comedy store, like. You feel like a real dream. Now I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you work at the comedy store, you feel like a real like low level piece of shit. You know, like you t- you take a lot of flack from like guys. It's like you get hazed. <laughs> pretty much a fraternity. Yeah, like the guys above us were like Ari, Steve, Ernie, yeah. Easy. Yeah, but like, you, you know, you you accept it. But like when a guy like a Stanhope comes in, you're like, you see a guy that you like. Oh, I like this guy as a fucking comedian. This is like a guy I want to be like. Yeah, and then you're trying to figure out a way to talk to him. Oh so, shit, there's chickens. Oh, in here, look at this. Oh, here they come. Yeah, the chickens are coming in. Uh, so then I saw him, and I was like, hey, dude, uh, you know, sometimes people tell me I look like you. And he looked at me. He was goes, it just one-on-one? This is one-on-one. Oh, this is he worst. looked at me like, fuck you. I don't want to. And he goes, people tell me I look like Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. And then just fucking walked away. <laughs> and I like, was like, fuck. It's just like an end of conversation. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. So it's like, hey, you think you look like me? Well, I look like this fucking guy. Go fuck yourself. People tell me I look like Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. That's a conversation ender. And then he just walked away. And I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, that's when I stopped talking to people at the comedy store. It's like, not tonight, my friend. Not tonight. Uh, <laughs> the, run- the Runyon can't. You want me to tell? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I go up to the pool, and it's like a, a day fucking pool, hot chicks in bikinis, these dudes. And the guy's like, oh, no, my credit card's in my apartment. So I just, I'm up there alone. Uh, 
you know, they're ordering like two 12 packs of fucking. Sometimes Bud Light. you're left alone with people's children too. Really? And it just gets weird. Like it just you're you're there. Dude, I had a girl in underwear, and she and the mom's like, get out, and she kept being like, hey, like and like doing like, but she was young. Yeah, that being, like, same girl kept flashing me. And I was and like, the mom's like, stop. And I, and I felt like, like report, like I was like, something might be going on here yeah. in the home. Like I might need to report this, <laughs> but what are you going to do? And so uh, I'm on the roof alone with this, like this whole party and this chick, I see her eye in me and I'm like, this is, this is she's like, she's like, Hey, you want a beer? And I go, yeah, I'm kind of driving. So yeah, I'm good. And she gets out of the pool and I see her looking at me and I'm like, I don't know what she, like, she, I could just tell she wasn't up to like, she was up to no good. Yeah. And she just comes up to me and she hugs me and I'm like, Hey. And she puts her hands on my ass, and she's, like, grabbing my ass, like, super hard, like, knuckle deep. I'm like, whoa. And she's like, oh, I'm just trying to get my handprints on your ass. And just kept doing it. And some guy goes, hey, man, like, leave him alone. It was like, imagine if I did, like, if there was a woman, like, you'd be arrested. There was a driver who got his dick grabbed and then freaked the fuck out, and the chick called to complain the, no, the about it. the goes, what are you, gay? Yeah. This, like, like, fat drunk girl. And he goes, hey, man, like, she grabbed his dick hard. And he goes, whoa. And she's like. What are you gay? What's wrong with you? And then he complained to the management. They're like, they would never do. They wouldn't do shit no. for us. They're like, yeah, hey, oh. whatever. There was yeah. a dude who witnessed a murder. Remember, he's at a stoplight. And the dude's on the corner. <laughs> shoots a, a guy. Who did? I'm not going to say his name, but uh, T Bills. Really? He shot. A, some guy oh, shot I a guy on the that. corner. Dude, I saw a guy. I was driving by a Carl's Jr. on La Brea, broad daylight. This guy's beating his fucking dick right in front of the <laughs> restaurant. Sitting on the side, I called nine one one. I'm like, yeah, I, I think this guy's having some problems. I go, hey, dude, it's like this kid. I mean, it's right in the middle. That's a major area. He's beating his dick right in the fucking middle of the thing. And I'm like, this is broad day. You can't be doing this. We were crossing the street by. We do this walk every morning, and we cross. I think it's like Magnolia like by a the family walk. No, me, my wife, and her friends. Okay, so we call it Chick Walk. Her friends, huh? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> do they listen to the podcast no no okay they're i mean they're they're 43 so they're all in their 40s so yeah. they're, they're, for me they're hot but you wouldn't be in any you think of them. are they fucking 18 times a month or less no less Le- much less would you say any married women are fucking 18 times a no, month? no 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 we, we have sex once a week um the same day no once a week but only because i go on the road and it's a way to like make sure that i'm like if I, like uh, that i'm not resenting my yeah. you know like my yeah. relationship and lately, I've been getting jocks pretty hard on the road, and I definitely tell my wife, I'm like, I got fucking the hottest chick hit on me. The thing me. is, too, is those shows you do where it's like, call out sick out of work, everyone's drunk, you know what I mean? So it's like... I want to show you so bad. You want to see... I'll, I'll show you after the thing. I have the greatest fucking video. This beautiful girl. She had a Philly accent. That's okay. Yeah. But like, she I like say, Philly accent. She say water. Water. <laughs> water. Code. Yo, Bert. Yo, Bert. Code. Like, she said code. They don't say L's. And so, she, what, what was she trying to say? Like cold. Oh, she really? Cold. Cold yeah. water. Water. Uh, she came up and translated the machine story in sign language. Like I started, they were like, "Tell them she oh, you're like a fucking diplomat." What? And, I, and she just came. She goes, "Can I tell the story? Can I translate it in sign language?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she did it. But she, imagine if you were signing and trying to fuck somebody. Oh. Like <laughs> she was like. like a f- like there was attitude in her signing, like you'd see it, and she was mouthing the words, and she was in her th- and like the whole time she just looks beautiful, and you're like, and I just was, I was, she kept showing the video to my wife, like that was that was next to me all day, and then we took a topless picture together. I sent that to my wife. I was like, that could have happened. This is what. Let's kick that up a little bit higher, dude. From our podcast, this guy, 
we were on a podcast called Boner City that was, but it's defunct now. But he he was like as a joke, you know, as like a bit, was like, "Hey guys, send me yeah. topless pictures," and he he gave out an email address. To this day, on his I mean, phone, I mean, you I want, get thousands show. of photos. <laughs> I have thousands of photos of people like, "Hey, here's a chick I just fucked. Here's post fuck." We had a guy getting a blowjob in a car who goes gives us a Danish O'Neill. He's getting his his video and he's like. Danish, like, you know, it was the creepiest fucking thing you'll like, ever have. It was the same. At one point, you're like, "Wow, that's fucking cool." At I had the to cut other it time, you're I, like, "That's creepy as fuck." Dude. I had to cut it. I was like, oh, "We're done," because shit got crazy. Chicks during fucking some ladies getting her ass eaten and secretly taking pictures of her boyfriend, who was a listener. She said it in. <laughs> there was a. Uh, a Yoshi. Do you remember? You know Yoshi? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. yeah I used some of his old porno still. We used, we used to put him up at, uh, at, when we would host the open mic. He'd be like, hey. Because like, he's like, do you have any extra time? We'd put him up. And then he would give you like five. Hey, here's five DVDs of yeah. porn. He did uh, He did my podcast. And then he's like, he's like, hey. You know, in the Yoshi accent. Yeah. I shot a promo for you. Uh, I'll send it to you. But we need to make sure if the girl's cool with it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I get the promo. It's a girl. She's kind of hot. She's like got piercings, like purple hair. And she's like, hey, guys, make sure. And then shoves her hand up her ass, pulls out a pe- piece of paper and goes to watch the Burt cast. Oh, oh my, my God. God. What the fuck? I was like. But that was unsolicited. Uh, like- <laughs> and, and, you know, she's like, you know, she's like, I think it'd be sh- it should be cool to post. And I go, I can't post that. Like, what the fuck do you think? You think it might go viral, but it's me posting pornography. You could post that on, on Dude, on Yoshi's so desensitized to it all that he's like, oh, no, it's great porno, man. What's he do? Is he a producer? He was, a, he was an editor for a while. Yeah. And so he had all these extra porns. We, he was in, he came to Chicago one time. I'm in Schaumburg. You guys ever been to Chicago? Oh, he lives I, right I, outside. Uh, I grew up just outside Chicago in Valparaiso, Indiana. Oh, really? On yeah. a fight? We talked about that. On a farm, I was telling you. That's when I saw the chickens. This guy is crazy. This guy grew up fucking... I grew up in a motel first. We li- we owned a little motel, and we lived there. Really? And then my grandparents had a farm, so between we had to man the farm and the motel. Dude, really? Anytime you tell a story, like the other day we were at our buddy Steve Renazizi's, and his son came home, and he's like... <laughs> Hey, were you playing tag? And then O'Neill's like tells this version like that everyone else like w- he thinks it's normal. He's like, and his son was like, yeah, we play tag, and you get like a power boost, and you do. And O'Neill's like, that reminds me, we used to play tag with BB guns. You know, you're only supposed to pump it four times, but some guys would pump it like twenty and break the skin. And we're and like, what the fuck are you talking about? Dude? It was an odd. Sometimes it's hard to like, you know. Like, yeah. would you have your dad chase you through a cornfield with an axe <laughs> because you wouldn't stop making jokes that he was drunk? It's a, it's a whole different scene. Dude, Holy his dad shit. Is like, his dad really has led a forest dump. His dad's <laughs> like, fucking insane, but one of the most fascinating characters of all time. He, like, he, he's a wild. He's a guy. You know when like, people go, you'll have to kill me if, or, you know, if you don't kill me, I'll keep coming back and people laugh. Yeah. This is like that guy. Like, this is a guy, like, for instance, he one time he got cut off while he was pulling into, or he cut a guy off while he was pulling into our motel just, parking just lot. Just to set it up, he's 6'6", played Purdue University basketball. I mean, he's a big guy. Yeah. Even in his older, I mean, he's a big, he's an imposing figure. Yeah. And so that, yeah, and he went, he played in Europe, uh, in the army. That's where he met my mom. Wanted to go to Nam, 
Uh, yeah, I volunteered know. <laughs> for Nam. Is your mom European? Yeah, German. Not even a U.S. citizen. Which is weird. Really? I'm a Jew, so when I hear that thick accent, it's, uh, <laughs> it's very. She's like, hey, is this? And I'm like, ah, I gotta go, so dude. So you met your mom in Germany? Yeah. Okay. Dude, he was dating a hooker, wasn't he? Well, but I we want to get a. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for a smaller audience podcast. We'll let him. Uh, he was dating a safe escort. <laughs> she was like the number one. Uh, she was like the number one in. In like Heidelberg, Germany. Really? It's like the top level. That's, <laughs> that's like the guy who's dating the hot chick at camp. It's like, yeah, you say. She, hey, I'm telling you, she's the number one. Earner. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so this guy, so he's pulling our parking lot. He cuts a guy off because uh, there was Wal Walgreens uh, built right next to us. So people be pulling out of Walgreens. He's pulling in. So the guy follows him into the parking lot. Were you at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles? Is this the story? No, no, this oh, is uh, in Indiana. Oh, this is it, years ago. It. This is like multiple stories of it. So then this guy, my dad's, my dad, the guy honks, my dad flicks him off. He follows him into the parking lot. This is one thing you don't do. Like, my dad has guns all over his truck. His, yeah. his, his truck is like a hoarder's paradise. And you'll find under an old newspaper from like three years ago, that it'll be like a fully automatic Mac 11 with a silencer, stuff like that. Shut up. So this guy pulls in. The guy gets out of his car, sticks his hand in his waistband like he's got a gun. And he says to my dad, he's like, you got a fucking problem? So my dad's like, oh, you this motherfucker. My dad grabs a gun, <laughs> gets out, doesn't go up to the guy, goes up to his girl in the passenger seat. Puts a gun to her head. She's like trying to bob and weave, and my dad's following around the gun. He goes, If you have a gun, you better shoot me, or I'm going to kill your fucking cunt right now. Jesus and the guy Christ. freaks out. They hop back in the car, drives away. He throws the gun under one of our trailers because we also had a trailer park behind the motel. Yeah. Goes inside, tells my mom, If the cops come, I've been here all day. <laughs> That's Shut up. Dude, his, dad, <laughs> his dad's been banned from res was it restaurants, banks. He, he lives now in He's LA legend, because. He finally, he literally has been banned from so many establishments in the town. It was finally like, look, there's nothing you can do in Indiana anymore. You better just move out so to what's LA. So where's he living in LA? Eagle Rock. He lives in Eagle Rock. Really? So with your mom still? Yeah. Dude, he, this guy decided like, hey man, it's time. It's late in life. I'm going to try some of this medicinal weed. I've been hearing a lot about it. But, but it's like... <laughs> It's a guy who has, you know, people who haven't smoked weed since like the 60s. It's a whole new game out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he gets an edible. And so, oh but he gets a whole brownie and the guy's like, you know, you know, you should be all right. Just don't eat the whole thing. But he's, he likes to indulge, eats the whole fucking thing. My mom comes home. Guy's just an acomatose just on the couch, she thinks he's dying because he already had a heart attack when he was like 38. <laughs> and so she goes up to him and she's like, oh my God, I'm going to call 911. She's running for the phone and he just goes, wait. And he's like, it was it was the marijuana. And she, so she helps with the bed. He's in bed for like 24 hours straight on this wild trip. And she would go in every few hours, bring him water. And she's like, how are you feeling? He's like, it's a wild ride. Just like fucking... Dunzo. Really? She said he looked like he was shriveled up like a raisin. Shut up. Put him on his ass, dude. No, wait, where did you grow up? I grew up in uh, Massachusetts, a town like 20 minutes north of Boston. Oh, so hence the Red Sox. Yeah, and then uh, I went to school and uh, I went to Rollins College in Florida. Oh, did you? We talked about this, yeah, didn't we? I, yeah, because yeah, I said, uh, yes. You, you, Is you that grew close up in Tampa, to where you guys right? went? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in Orlando, like right outside Orlando. Tampa, oh, you, you're a Florida native as well. Yeah, I grew up in Tampa. Okay. Tampa's, yeah. uh, I never, I, I didn't, was it? I would always hear there was a legendary strip club in Tampa. I think Mons Venus. Mons Venus. Yeah. Everyone's like, and I never went, but people were like, it's, it's like a warehouse. It's huge, 
and they're like the no rules apply. Guys wear like like you wear mesh shorts. No underwear underneath, Umbros. and you're basically fucking. Like you're basically fucking with an Umbro's condom, dude. Yeah, we were. It was. Uh, Where I mean, was it was in Tampa, right? I mean, my, my strip club etiquette was so different than the strip club etiquette. Like when we grew up in Tampa, then when you get out of Tampa and go to a strip club, like the first strip club I went to, with like was at Barry Katz's uh, bachelor party. No, you yeah. re- is he? Do you re- are you rep by Barry Katz? No, okay. I, I used to be. Barry Katz's bachelor party. It was me. I mean, I, the people I remember there it was like me, Jeff Ross, um, Jay Moore, uh, uh, John DiMaggio. I think maybe Dane, Matt Frost. Like it was a it was an interesting group of guys. Now I wish I had more. I didn't really care then. Yeah, because I was like, I don't. Yeah, really, I, I was not. I was very unimpressed by celebrity when I was like really young in the business. Yeah, almost like I just didn't know that there were people that were like. That's like uh We it's uh, people that take pictures. I have zero pictures with anybody. And yeah, I, I didn't give a shit less. It's but just like, like you, remember- you just kind of go through and exp- you know, and it's like speaking. Remember di- <laughs> Barry Katz? We're sitting in the back of that Louis <laughs> show. I'm wearing my hat, and he Barry Katz comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, Dane, how you doing?" And I was like, because with my hat, baseball cap on, people oh. always think I'm Dane Cook. And then what? Louis C.K. came up to me. He's like, hey, Dane, what's going on? And I'm like, yeah, it's not. It's always very disappointing. <laughs> it's so funny. Everyone always yeah. said I, I either sound like Dane or look like Dane. I never saw the resemblance at all. I don't see I it. can kind of hear like I can the hear it a voice, bit, I, I guess, now that you say it. But I never would have. I don't see a resemblance. I never would have yeah. gone. That would never have been like my own personal yeah, but, uh, but view. Mons Venus was a place where like your, your grooming for etiquette in a strip club was like it was almost like imagine if you had only been eaaten with wolves and then you were asked to eat dinner with the president yeah, people, people say like, it people geez. say it was like I, like guys who I went to college like like it's it's a strip club experience were there dudes selling umbros in the parking lot like if you didn't bring your own you could buy some oh no but it was like it, no but it was like a bunch of guys like fucking changing clothes in the parking lot and then getting into the I mean were guys like are you almost guaranteed to come in your pants in this place yeah I mean, yeah. that, that's not common. Strip not, club. not anymore, I don't think. No, I, I don't think know what it then. is now. But back then, this is like 1980. Like so, when when so there was one day uh, in high school when all we like it was a Thursday, and all we had to do on Friday was uh, go to attend mass. You had to attend mass. It was like a three hour mass. You go to, but a, then you were you went to a religious all school boys Catholic high school. And Did you really? Wow, yeah. sounds and, like a guy like you that would be like your kryptonite. No, no, no. It was the fucking best. Oh, you liked it? Oh, man. I wish... I got to be honest with you. Maybe, maybe the best years of my life was that. Really? You didn't miss the titties? No, no. I. You know what's so funny, man? But in high school, dude, the titties. It taught me how to be a... You don't, know, you don't know any better, so you don't know uh, what you're missing. It taught me how to be a man. I mean, like, it was like a, it was like a fucking brotherhood. Like, dude, it was like... And like and like, it also taught me a lot about life. About like, you see these people in L.A. that'll cut you off in traffic and have the balls to fucking flip you off. And and then yeah. and I, but growing up in an all boys Catholic high school, if you talk shit, and and literally a coach would like look over and be like, back it up, and you'd be like, fuck, looks like I'm fighting in the shower. Like, you lo- <laughs> like you love Jesus, you're gonna fight this man. No, no, no. It was there was no religion. Oddly enough, no. It was really? all Cuban kids, Cuban kids, and white kids, and like. Two black dudes. So it was like and a mini, like, uh, juvenile prison style. First day there, Spencer wearing- Ford punched Eric Nupple in the face. Eric Nupple and I had gone to grade school together. Eric Nupple was 6'7". Spencer Ford was maybe... Jeez. Wait, it, in fucking high school? In 6'7". I, I mean, I, I'll pull, I can pull him up on Facebook. Jesus He was like 6'7", maybe 6'6". Six, six. Uh, 
Spencer Ford was maybe five five, and Spencer Ford had gone to St. Lawrence, which was like all Cuban. And Spencer Ford pulled up a chair, stood up on the chair, and punched him in the face. Jesus! And Eric Knuckles. There was like prep work for the punch. Eric didn't do anything. He was like, we'd both gone to like a predominantly Jewish school, and Eric was like, "What am I supposed to do?" And everyone's like, "You're a punk." And Eric was like, "What the fuck? Like I just got hit." Wow. That was like that was like that was like, and I'm not. It wasn't rough, but it was just like. It was like it was, respect. Oh, like, dude, he, I learned how to. I learned more about comedy going to that school than anywhere. Because you sat at you sat down on a lunch table, and, just, and if you didn't, if you didn't have people laughing, or if you didn't earn your spot sitting down, you you'd get pulled. Like, and it was like that's. Would they just tell table. you to get the fuck out? God, get the go sit over there with fucking what's his name? Like, it was it oh. like it was like, I mean, it was just it was, it was a real grooming. Lord of the flies. It was yeah because it was you know. It All was about dudes. sports. It was about funny. When you take the chicks out, like it, it just becomes very cutthroat. Yeah, it's all violence, yeah, it's and like, violence and testosterone. I mean, especially you at know that what? age. That yeah. like it, like eighties, nineties was a different time period for all of that. Like that, none of that. Like oh. when I was in middle school, if you got in trouble, they would put you at the table with uh, the retarded kids. Was that that was your punishment? Yeah. Which today would never like that's like insane. They're like you're gonna go sit with those kids over there. And which is insane by, to by think about. By the way, about. you should hear some of this guy's school stories. Are fucking. <laughs> right. Where did you go to school, dude? This guy, tell him the tell him the fucking homecoming queen story. This guy, oh, is okay. some of the fucking. This well, guy's it, life. He's not far from his old man, dude. Some really? Of these stories. When dude. you're raised like you know, when you're ra- you're pulled out of school for pregnancy testing cattle <laughs> and fucking fixing broken water lines in your backyard. Like you're like you can't go to school today. The broke of water line froze. You and your brother got to go out in the backyard, find out where it is. You got to dig it up and fix it. It's a little like, so like you, you're, you're a little rebellious like, at times. Really? So like when I was 15, I had, I formed this plan. I was like, all right. So we had like a homecoming parade that would go through our town, like the middle of the town. There'd be floats, football players, homecoming queen, everything. And I was like, look. I'm gonna shoot the homecoming queen with a paintball gun as she goes by on the f- on the float. Like, in a- which if you did nowadays, you would be fucking. You'd be fucking dead in prison. Oh, yeah. you'd go to jail. You would definitely go to yeah. jail, Terror- and, and there would be outrage, terroristic threat. Like, you would be charged with big shit. Yeah, nowadays. So I was like, all right. So I got me two of my buddies. We had two guns. We're like, all right, one of them's gonna hit her for sure. So as it went through like my town, there was like this parking lot of this old factory that yeah, was it went in there. To, like the book deposit. Yeah, it was like elevated. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the higher ground. We're looking down. Grab me one too. Some dude yells like, "What the fuck are you doing up there?" And so we we <laughs> bail. We bail. And so my two buddies are like, "Dude, we we can't do this." And I'm like, "Look, I've had this plan for like two weeks. We're following through on this." So. We find another group of our friends because my two buddies bail. One of the shooters is like, I'm done. Yeah. So we team, we find a couple other buddies, and one of the guys is like, I'll do it with you. Did you did you like question how good's your shot? How accurate are you? No, I just needed a guy who was willing <laughs> to pull Indiana, the trigger. And shit. <laughs> it was like a fucking. <laughs> so then, uh, as the as the parade is rounding back into the high school parking lot, we're hiding in the bushes of this golf course, and as it comes in, we just fire two shots. We hear somebody scream, and we just run. And we run out, and we're like, holy shit, must have hit her. Turns out it hit her, like, in the back shoulder, red paintball. She looked at her hand, thought she was bleeding. bleeding. Next thing we know, 
we show up later that night. They have like a bonfire, like sort of uh, yeah. high school thing. We heard an ambulance came, picked her up. We heard the cops were here. And we're like, holy shit, this may be a little bigger than what we fucking thought it would be. Oh, wow. This is uh, this is not the plan I had. <laughs> wow. I did not. Everyone's not congratulating you and high-fiving us. <laughs> so we're like, dude, we're this, this is tough because this is a Thursday we do it. So the next morning, there's an announcement. First thing in the morning that there was a shooting and that if you have any information <laughs> about it, there's a reward. And so please. So um, so I meet up with my buddy. We're in the bathroom after first hour. We're like, fuck, dude. And he's like, look, if nobody says anything, we're all fine. So then second hour, we're fine. Third hour, I get called into the principal's office. Oh, fuck. And that's when they start grilling me. And I'm just deny, deny, deny. And then I spin it. I'm like, look, I play paintball. I think that this gives paintball a bad name. I'll do whatever I can to help you track down <laughs> the, OJ, the person that did the this. The OJ oh, defense. Wow. <laughs> that is the OJ defense. You know what? I'm not going to rest until I find the culprit. I will find this killer. <laughs> at your own, at his own coming home party. <laughs> Even Kardashian was like, ah, I don't think I'm going like, to take my Bible back. <laughs> So they're like, all right, cool. Like, yeah, this is great. We got a man on the inside now. So the weekend goes by. I'm loving it. I'm like, I'm off the hook. Monday morning comes. I get called in, like, second period. There They have the paintball shell, one of them on the desk. <laughs> and they go, look, two people have already confessed that you were part of this. And I'm like, i still just denying, denying, denying. And they're like, look, you're fucking done. We're expelling you, all right? Like, we know you did it. Like, people already... It turns out my best friend, for the money, turned me fucking in. Just he ratted on me. How much money was it? It was only like $100. Jesus. But in like 1994. That's that's not a best friend. With the way I look at it, with inflation, it was like three or $400. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1994. Is that when you graduated high school? No, no. I was like 15. I was like a sophomore. Did he want like a starter jacket? Like, did he have something at least that he wanted to buy? No, I, I don't know. No, I mean, he ended up, it turns out he was stealing from us anyway. Every time we went to go take a shower, oh. he was hanging in our, out in our house. He was stealing stealing from us. What was the penalty for shooting the homecoming? So thing? they're going to expel me and the other guy. Uh, the other guy's father is a lawyer. So he negotiates him down to community service. Oh, this sounds like and the fucking, suspension. What's the Al Pacino movie? Oh, oh, I sense of a woman. Sense of a woman. <laughs> and so you're stuck by yourself. Well, so my mom comes in and gives an impassioned plea, being like, "Look, he, look, he, he's he's been doing terrible in school for years. He's finally now. This is his first year. He's kind of turning things around. Like, give him another chance. So I get a long suspension, no expulsion, but then I get community service. Uh-oh. And so I had to do 24 hours of community service at a uh, video rental store who had a deal with the uh, with the city <laughs> to do slave great. labor, basically. So I had to, I had to dust <laughs> boxes. You had, to work, you had to work for free at a video store. <laughs> yeah, you can do community service here. You're like, sir. You're I was gonna... dusting box old video. Like, you know, when they used to display the VHS tapes. Yeah. I had to dust all of them. I was at community <laughs> service. Thousands of tapes. About community service. You were working for free. That yeah. was just free labor. Every Saturday for eight hours. Those Eight moments, hours. there's moments God. in life where you go, that feeling when you, I, I mean, it's like I, I've, I've said this so much, I almost embarrassed to say it again, but like, I believe the soul of a comedian is a person who has a what they believe is a great idea, and then watch it go. Ooh, I didn't think that one through. <laughs> like I've had so many of those, like, like 
Like we had a party in college called Unga Gunga Balunga that I had come up with. I had come up with an idea. It was just basically an island themed party, but the it just got so out of control. Like the first <laughs> yeah. year was great, you know, and then second year was like even better. And it was, and then third year I was like, let's take it to the next level. And I was like, let's get some farm animals in here. Like we'll get like released chickens and. We'll have like a snake and a few lizards. Like, it's a always like snake. It's always like a white guy. I don't think like any black fraternity is ever like, let's get oh. the farm animals involved. <laughs> and I was like, this would be great. And so, like, everyone walked in and there's like, they walk into the party and there's chickens rah, 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 flying around. They're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah. And then, like, fucking 11 o'clock at night, everyone starts doing coke and one guy fucking bites head off a chicken. You're like, Jeez. oh, yeah. And then they start killing the animals. And I was like, okay, this has gone too far. Fucking Ozzy I was like, yeah, this is a horrible idea. Whoever thought to bring animals into a fucking party where there are tons of cocaine and fucking rednecks who kill chickens. Literally, yeah, one, guy, one guy like wrung its neck and he's like, let's cook it. Oh, like, just swung it around? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were just like, what? And, you know, I, they, uh, there's many a time. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. I agree with that. It's like, hey, this looks great on paper. Oh, we did. Well, there was a uh, there was <laughs> there was a uh, in our scene. No, one of my years in college, uh, they did the homecoming pairings of like fraternities and sororities, and we heard of ours beforehand. It was like fucking beta theta, or no, no, or like theta, whatever theta was, theta. And we were like, fuck theta. We want pi fi, and so me and Pete Whalen and Jeff Hartley were like, let's just go break into the IFC office like an old movie, you know, like like a no, <laughs> break into the nerds. Yeah, we'll break into the IFC You're office. Change the fucking and we'll just change the pairings. We'll just write like we'll change the pairings and they're like good call. So we go to the student union and then we break into the IFC office. And in doing that, we were like, this feels a lot like larceny. Like this feels a lot like breaking and entering. <laughs> and, <a little laughs> and, it bit is. and it yeah. really is breaking and entering. And then and then we're in there. We're like, fuck it. And so it's written in pens, so like idiots, we take white out and white out. <laughs> They'll <two> never <laughs> know. <laughs> and, and then as we're doing it, we're like, "This looks like okay." Like as, we've already whited it out, we've already written, changed them, and then we're like, "All right." If we if we weren't going to get in trouble for breaking and entering, we now are definitely getting yeah, in trouble. Like- <laughs> and they they can easily narrow it down to one of two fraternities. Like who, who changed, changed the fucking? The fucking like, who put white out on it? And then not we just, to mention, like probably in hindsight, not the most important thing. Whether what, you get on paper, it yeah. looked like a great idea. Seemed like a fucking great idea. And then we get back, and then we're like sitting, like you're not gonna tell anyone we did this. And they're like, uh, everyone's about to know. <laughs> You'll never keep a secret when oh. it's when did it's you, more than one person. Did you get caught? Oh yeah, we got caught. We got suspended. We got uh, put on social probation with the whole fraternity. Yeah, we got put on. Social probation for how the entire... T- how many times do you guys put on probation due to your antics? Alone? A lot. Probably a lot. I, 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 uh, were you, like, were you one like of the wildest all... guys in the fraternity? Um, or were there guys crazier than you? It was, I don't know. There's two different types of crazy. There was like fun crazy. And like crazy crazy. And then there was like... There were like lunatics who would like fight and stuff. Yeah. But like I was the one who would come up with a game that maybe wasn't uh, either... Uh, socially acceptable. Like I we used to, I used to play this game called Congratulations Coach, where um, I would just it would be like me and a couple guys, and they would have a, a, a igloo cooler of ice water, and I would have a football, and we just walk up to people in our fraternity, but it was like girls and or whatever, 
and you just hand them the football and go, congratulations, coach, great and game, and then toss them. Jesus and, and And, like, it was funny on paper, but, like, man, they would get it pissed. It seemed like all your stuff, and I can relate, like, it all seemed good-natured at first, and then all of a sudden, when it finally takes that turn to, like, holy shit, this got really serious. Like, we, one time, one, t- one time we, we used to have this game called Fire in the Hole, where you just, you'd line up fireworks under someone's door. And then light them all at once and just go, fire in the hole. And you'd hear someone in the room go, what did you say? And then just shoot under their door. And it was fucking hilarious. I mean, it was so funny yeah. to be on the outside of the door. Especially if you were smart, you'd penny, in the, you'd penny them in their room. We used to do that. So, <laughs> we used to do that a lot. So we had these girls over there. There was a, down, a, a little sister bathroom is what we called it. It was like the girls' bathroom. It was just one small bathroom. And these... Four Tridelts went in there to go to the bathroom, and it was like, I don't know, if it was like a Sunday night, they're over partying. We penny them in the room, and then we put them, line it up, and we're like, fire in the hole. And that leads to, by the way, they're pennied in the room. That leads to a firework fight up and down the hallway, and we come down, <laughs> I, I come down the hallway, the downstairs hall, with like, with two bottle rockets in my hand lit, and I, and it's fucking Tallahassee Police Department, guns drawn. They uh. heard the fucking thing. And the guy was, don't you drop that. And I literally had a fire and it went in my hand and popped. He had a gun drawn. And I was like, I'd get fucking shot. <laughs> then they let the girls out of the room. They're like, this is fucking kidnapping. And like, and we were like, whoa, this, yeah, this got a lot bigger than we thought it would <laughs> yeah, be. Like, Dude, can you imagine if you grew up now? I mean, oh, I'm kids, so, I'm so yeah, grateful. I'm so grateful I grew up when yeah. I did. Oh, by now, the way, uh, I got to use the bat. Can I pee in the just backyard? Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll be right back. You You'll pee? see a lemon tree, a little baby lemon tree. Just pee next to it. Why don't you just pee? Don't pee in the lemon tree. Why don't you just okay. pee in your pants? Um, you should piss in one of the you chickens. See the lemon tree? Just go. It's 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 just a sapling. Keep walking. Keep walking. You should piss. Yeah, just pee next to it. Okay. You should piss in one of the chickens. I think they're into that. The chickens come in and shit in the man cave. Did you name? Yeah, there is some shit in here. Yeah, they're all they're named. It's, it's uh, Henrietta, Lucy, and and uh, someone at something else. His old man had a chicken and it died. Tina, really, dude. His old man in L.A. He's, he's an Indiana farmer. Yeah, yeah. He had, had a chicken in L.A. Yeah, he did. Yeah, because it's the best, man. The eggs are fucking phenomenal. I don't know what it died of. His old man's like a fucking bird lover. I, I'm. Oh, kinda, really? I don't. I'm not a bird man at all, but. His father fucking trapped a falcon. Dude, his father's... I mean, you could tell stories about this guy. How do you trap a falcon? You can ask him. I, I don't think uh, they ever found out how. He had a fal- He grew up with a falcon living... He, he brought it in the house. Are you a, serious? A legit bird of prey. Shut the fuck up. Like, I'm not... I, I, birds, like, kind of freak me out. I was fine with the chickens, but, like... Like seagulls, like pigeons, like birds that like don't give a fuck about humans. Oh, chickens don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like those chickens, the one I thought was trying to get up on the arm of your chair because they love sitting on the arm oh, of the chair. Up on the arm of my chair, I would have freaked out. <laughs> I why, are, freaked why, are, why don't you like animals? I don't, I don't know. I just have a general mistrust of animals. I don't know what it stems from. Dude, don't tell me. I got mauled by a fucking bull. I got fucking sat on by a bear. I, I, do I not just think animals, animals just they just don't. There's no there's no way to talk to them. And even if they're pets they can turn on you man like dogs yeah. will fucking bite and you just never know oh what- priscilla, priscilla the thing i was going to tell you is uh priscilla does this thing she did it to bill bill burr came over she'll just get up on the couch and lay on you she wants to lay on you she and wants she to just touch laid you on bill burr she came in got on the couch and just laid on bill for the whole podcast uh-huh. and bill loved it he, oh, he loves dogs. dogs okay yeah he came over a little while ago we came just to hang out and smoke cigars 
And she just gets right up on the couch and lays on him. She loves it. But she does this thing. We think it's funny. We think it's really funny in our family where she will, like, like so, like, if you guys are talking, she'll just stare at you and then go, <laughs> like, and try to get your attention. And when yeah. you look at her, she'll stop. And then she just, and then ultimately, if you look at her, then she'll crawl up and try to get you to pet her. But she does it, like, we do it so that she growls and then we'll look away and she'll growl even louder. And then you look at her and look away, and she go, and then look at her and look away, and it, it's scary as fuck, because she'll get sometimes she'll get right up next to you, like right up on you, and her face will be right here, <laughs> and she'll be just growling, just, and you, I'll, I love it. I look at her and she'll stop and then look away and she gets louder. Well, we had a babysitter coming to watch the girls, who was afraid of dogs, and she puts the girls in bed. She sits on the couch, which is technically Priscilla's couch, sits right in the center, and Priscilla comes right up on her and just starts <laughs> And this girl's not cool with animals. It's a, it's a big dog. Yeah. 130 yeah. pounds. A, yeah. And it's just right in her cheek. Just Yeah, I wouldn't. If I, if I didn't know, like, it was, I, I wouldn't love that either. And she was like, she was like, just staring there, fucking panicking. Like, just like, get it move. Like, and Priscilla just, <laughs> and she called Leah, and she's like, I think your dog's going to attack me. And we're like, hold on, what's happening? And she's like, I don't know. When I go to the go get a treat, put a treat in the mom cave is like Leanne's little room. <laughs> put a treat in the mom cave, shut the doors and lock her in there. We came home and this poor girl was a mess. She was like, she ever come back? <coughs> Never came back. And then she's like, I'm yeah. Dead, but dude. I was like, I, t- I totally get it. But it's funny when she does it. Like I wish she'd come out and do it to you guys, dude. I would just be so you terrified. Could, I love dogs. It's, like it's I'm good with dogs. Hilarious. It's so. But she just. <sighs> And it's just, and she doesn't have like a, there's like, there's so much variations in a human's face. Yeah. But like, dogs don't have that variation. They've no, got either it's like, like you can't tell, fucking, you can't, and you can't yeah. tell if that's a, me- a menacing growl or if it's just like. So wait, talk, okay, let's, let's go back. Tell me about, how'd you guys, like, what was it like starting at the comedy store? I mean, yeah, the first time I ever did comedy was the open mic at the comedy store. Like, First ever. time you ever did comedy. Ever. Comedy. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, uh, I was living in Indiana. Um, I had, uh, my original goal was to become a race car driver. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I raced in the Skip Barber series and, uh, I got in a bad accident. He likes stable career paths. So, <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. When I was like 21. <laughs> Porn star. That was my second choice. I was trying, at NASA astronaut. Was my <laughs> so I was like, my backup plan is like. Deep sea welder. <laughs> <laughs> so my backup plan after race car driver is like comedy, like comedy writer, something like that. Yeah. So I'm 21. I go to college in Chicago for film, and then I end up doing my last semester out here in L.A. And so I stay out here, and I was like, look, I always wanted to try stand-up. So I was like, all right, I'll sign up for the open mic. They tell me to get there at like 11 a.m., even though the fucking sign-up is until 1. So I'm sitting out on this patio for two hours with, like, a freak show. But back when, back when we did what the open mic. What year is this? What year is this? This is, uh, like, 2003. Uh, yeah, this is uh, actually November 2002. But, back, like, nowadays, the comedy store has changed a lot. It's become a lot more. Yeah. Like, right now, it's probably the hottest club in L.A. Like, Louis C.K. doing a ton of shows there. I think it's probably, like, trust me when I say I had no interest ever in going back to the comedy store. That Tom, Tommy... 
era was just oh. like I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, we'll, we'll get into Tommy. We never that piece of shit was a uh, he was the fucking just the booth guy when we started we out. We never got along with he was him. like he a never, minimum wage employee who had no power. He there. never got along with us. But like we right now, him. it's I mean, you have Bill Burr. I, every I see Rogan. your name occasionally on the lineups. Do you call in and sometimes or did I see your name? Did I see your name? Or were you doing? I probably do that. Probably do an upstairs show or like a main room show or something. What are you doing? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've done maybe that that's time. Time. I saw you. I do safe like, escorting a couple I either comics. Do like Red Band show or or I think Bill has a show or, or, or yeah, okay. Al has a show or like Ari or Joey or like anyone that has like is doing oh, a show I think there. Was, I think it was one of the storyteller shows upstairs. Sure, well, why do you not? Why, do you just, are you just not in there? Like why do you uh, not? I, I would. I would. I, would I, I like going there. I almost went by last night to hang out. I was there till fucking three beer? in the morning there last night. Who was that? What was going on last night? They had I know, like a I, back bar, and it was just like all the. Um, pull, I don't know. It was just kind of a hangout. It was. It was uh, uh, Jeff Ross was there. Rogan, uh, Stanhope was in there. Ron, Ron White, White was in there. Ron yeah. White dude is there fucking all the time now. I did a podcast with Ron White yesterday. Dude, he just fucking he's there, like that. And that's a guy who was, he's a jet. Like that's a guy, but he like you'll be there two in the morning. Guys just fucking hanging out. Yeah, he's fucking great. I did a podcast with him yesterday. He's like, come by the store and hang out. My problem with that is, if I don't have a spot, I'm just hanging out. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm I'm, I'm kind of like I'm kind of like just sitting there and like what am I. What am I? Am I what am I doing? Yeah, you know, like it, it's not. I'm not that. I'm not that guy in life where I just would go to hang out with like, I, like I'd always feel like I'm friends with every one of those people, but like I just feel like weird. Yeah. Like, to go and be like, I'm at that point now where it's like I just can't hang out anymore. Well, it's, like, it's like my, my, I'm not. I'm not. I'm definitely in this business to be a great comic. That's number one. Yeah. Number two is. I, I, to have a lot of really good friends that you can share these experiences with, and those are my friends. But like, I don't know. I just like part of me just felt weird just dri- driving down to the store to go hang out. Like, yeah. like last night, yeah. like I pulled it. I had a twelve thirty spot, which ended up being I wanted to kill myself. It was about four people when I got up. Yeah, but it was uh, in the parking lot. It was like it was Rogan, Stanhope, Ron White. And it, but you see, like these fucking like. Younger or mid or mid level comics, fucking like just trying to like, we you know like weasel the way yeah, in. Yeah, and it was yeah. like, and I, I, that's what I feel like. I ultimately I'd be doing, you but, know, like yeah, like. But I was but like, no, no, you're I, on it. I mean, that's but you, no, no, but I, I definitely would feel like that. I may yeah, not look yeah, like yeah. that, but I would feel like no, like, yeah, like what like, am I doing here? Like, like am I eavesdropping on Ron and Doug and Joe? Because Joe, Joe, like you're boys with all those guys. Yeah, I, talk, I talked to Stan Hope yesterday, and I talked to Ron White yesterday, and I and I Stan Hope's like, come down to the store, we're hanging out, and I was like, and so did Ron, and I was like, I was like, I may and I may not. I was like, text me if it gets really interesting, or text me if it gets really boring. Because either way, I'll come. Yeah, like, that way I'll come. But I just don't want to be like the guy. Like, I don't know. But I'm also very cognizant of that you ever the, the only like have you ever had someone say like you knew you met at a club. And uh, and say like on the road, and then you're in L.A., and then they come to L.A. and they see you, and yeah, then they're like yes. hang out with you, uh, yeah. And you're like you're like they latch on to you because you're the only guy, the only they guy know. they know. And it's yeah. like I know a lot of people there, but like ultimately in that situation, I think we all can agree that like I would want to be listening to the conversation that happens with Rogan, Ron White, and Stanhope. Yeah, but Stanhope and Ron White have known each other for fucking twenty years, and Rogan and 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 Stanhope have known each other for fucking twenty years. Yeah, and I've known I've known Rogan for seven, six. I've known Stanhope for I've known Stanhope for a while, but like we've only been friends for like four, 
Like, yeah. Like really legit. I met Ron White yesterday. Like it would be like <laughs> yeah. really awkward. So you'd be the new. You'd be the new guy of the crew. I the, my 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 issue with the store originally was that I'd I'd start hanging out with like uh, Renazizi, Steve Byrne, Sebastian. Ahmed Ahmed. You guys would all Ari. play like baseball back in the day, yeah, right? Yeah, we used to play baseball every uh, every day. That's so funny you say that. And I, me- I remember I remember when that was going on. Yeah, we used to play baseball, and the, and Ahmed was like, "You need to start working at the store." And I was like, "I was where like, were yeah. you working out before that? Like the improv? improv? Yeah, I was okay, at the okay. improv. Uh, that was where that was because it's weird, like where you you know what I mean? Like yeah, where you fall? It's there's like that, camps. That's my it's spot. Just, but mine was functionality. Like I looked at the improv, and I was like, "All right, if I work at the improv." I can then work Brea, Irvine, yeah. and and Ontario. Not to and mention if if they want to send you out to any. If the they other. want to send you out, and, that, yeah. and and I and dare I say that that is one of the hiccups that store comics deal with is that it becomes about doing stand up in L.A. and not the road. And for me, I had a family, and I was like, and I was like, I need to fucking s- s- provide for my family. I think that's what saved you because I mean, we ran into that like. We were store guys, and then we didn't branch out, and it fucked us in the end. You know, well, it, it's it it's good and it's bad. I think the store teaches you a lot of good. The problem with the store at the time, then when I tried to transition from the improv to the store, simply because my friends were working there, and I was like, this would be more fr- fun hanging out with my friends. The was store, I- like in terms of hanging, is probably the best oh, club in town. There's no question. There's the space. There's it's, a front it's bar. built for hanging out. Yeah, like the other clubs are like. They're more just they're comedy clubs where the store is like it's a fraternity house. It's oh, big, I, I, it's... I called up. I was at the time it must have been two thousand, uh, two thousand six maybe. I'm guessing I had a couple. I had a TV show and I was touring around the country. I, I remember your FX show where it was Hurt like Hurt. you getting yeah getting yeah, yeah. Doing crazy shit. And so I I, I talked to Ahmed and and Sebastian and Steve. I think uh, whoever That's, we, and, that was a crazy time because they were all like still like I remember Sebastian coming in. I used to work the booth and he's like he called me he goes how many before I go up he goes because I'm le- literally leaving the Beverly Hills Hotel where I'm like serving people to come down here to do this spot and then I'm heading right back to fucking work. Yeah. And now look at him. I, the guy's fucking killing it on the this road. This guy table eight. <laughs> <laughs> He, uh, they set me up with Tommy, and Tommy was like, "You're gonna, you're gonna need to work." Well, Tommy's the biggest cunt there is. Well, you're gonna yeah. need to work on some stuff. Okay? He's like, "We're gonna need you to work the parking lot, be valet." And you I was like, what? "I'm sorry." I go, Dude. "I was like, I have." You, you'd fucking by that time. What you you had a TV show on FX. I've had. I had. By the had, way, by the way, I'd had. I'd had three development deals. I'd had. I had Christ. three TV shows, and I was Crazy. in a TV show at the time, and I was touring. I was touring probably at the time. Oh, this is maybe, 06? Maybe 25 weeks a year. Here's oh, the deal. God. We're going to need you to clean the bathrooms, okay? That's why like, Tommy crazy? ran out so many fucking guys that would have been perfect for the store. I, he it, totally it, fucked I mean, that's it up. crazy that that, that that was even suggested. We told, I mean, he told uh, – there was multiple people. He told Rob Schneider, not that he's like the greatest, but like he is. he was at one point a, a movie star. He goes, wow – can't give you a spot, so maybe you can come out and work out on like a Sunday in the employee spots. Duncan Trussell, um, he brought in Tim Heidecker to do his spot, and I think he was doing like the whole point char- of it. Yeah. He was doing like a fucking character, like fucking around. <laughs> so he does the character, 
He, I think he walks by Tommy, who was the talent coordinator at the time, and he's like, you need to work it out. But, like, the whole point of it was, like, he was, it was like a Tony like Clifton-style act, <laughs> yeah. like, to fuck around. And this it's guy's, fucking Tim and Eric. And it's this like, guy's yeah. dealing with it, like, you gotta work, you need some work, okay? It's yeah. not where it needs to be. He was giving notes to Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans came in, and he's like, He came wow. back from a long absence, and he's like, people don't want to see you talking to the crowd, Okay. And Damon Wayans turned to somebody and goes, who the fuck is the this fuck guy? Who the fuck is anybody to give notes to David I was at Cabrea Wayans. on La Cienega. And I'd called. And I just like, Ahmed's like, don't worry, I talked to him. I think Steve was like, we all talked to him. Just give him a call and, and talk to him. So I, I gave him a call and I left a message and he called me back. And I was like, um, if anything, I think you guys know me as a person who just is like a passerby in regular life. I'm a very nice person, very nice person, very respectful. Yeah. And I just was like, I was like, oh, hey, man. It was really good to talk to you. And he was like, uh, so I'll need you to work the bar- back parking lot, work the door. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I go, no, no, no. Um, I said, I'm I said, Ahmed and Steve had called about me. Jeez. And he goes, no, I know who you are. You need to work the door. And I was like, and he goes, and then I'm going to need Mitzi to see you. And I was like, I go, okay. I go, I'm In sorry. In 06, Mitzi at 06. And I was like, I was like. I want to say Isla was about to be born, so it was probably 06. I think I, I think we're out. Oh, you have dinner. a daughter named Isla. Isla, yeah. I have a niece named Isla. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so and so, I was like, I'm sorry, man. I go, let me let me real quick. Let me tell you what I do. What I do. And he goes, I don't care what you do. And I said, no, no. I'm I'm a national touring comic. I'm already working in the city. I'm just Jesus and I also have a TV Christ. show, and I've had a few TV shows, and I'm Crazy. and I'm only I only want to work the store to hang out with my friends, really. And he goes, well, if you want to hang out with your friends, just come hang out with your friends. I go, no, no, but I don't want to just go to the store to drink. I just want to go and work with my friends. And I go, you know what? I go, I think I'm talking. I don't think I want to work at the store. And he was like, he was like, excuse me. And I was like, I think I'm. This conversation's over. I think I'm going to pass. Thank you for the offer. I, I think I'm going to pass. And then he called me back, and he goes, who am I talking to? And I went, you just called me. And he, I didn't. And he goes, he goes, no. Who are you? Who do you think you are that you tell me you don't work the door? And I went, and I went. I go, I'm Bert Kreischer. I go, I am a national touring comic. I'm the machine. And I and I go, and I'm and I'm and I have TV shows, and I don't need money, and I don't need spots. And I said, and I apologize for wasting your time, and I apologize more to my friends. I go, it is totally cool, man. There is no skin off my back. And he goes, well, hold on, hold on. And he tried to like backdoor it and be like what if you come down i go you know what man i go i don't want to work with you i go i don't want to work with you and i don't want to work at the store and i hung up and i I got down i sat down one of the only things i've ever turned down in my life is like is the opportunity to kind of backdoor it and i was like i'll never work that club ever in my fucking life as long as he's there and when he left uh Al and Bill called me and they were like, "Hey, could you come by on the store? We're gonna do a show." We and I go, "I don't work. I don't want to be at the store. I go, I don't like that fucking energy." And they're like, "Tommy's gone." And it, I was it, like, it's, "It's a lot. It's it's a lot different." It's, yeah. sure. But that energy Tommy was putting out at the time was like in like, and the crazy thing is like. You are the perfect store comic. Oh, I like, love working at the store. It's yeah, you're fr- like, I love like you're, it's, perfect. It's a perfect for you, scene man. for you, like, man. Just, I, I, I the new uh, management. At the store, yeah, much more corporate. Eric, yeah. Adam, like those guys are super cool. Dude, Tommy did but a top. Po- that sounds fucking. He did Tommy. a podcast not that long ago with a dude we know, Earl Skakel, and he was like, "I listen to that. I know Earl. By it, the way, I think Earl's funny as fuck. He's funny, dude. He's and, and, uh, and Tommy's like, I healed the storm. Okay, I was putting energy out there, and I healed the building. I mean, that's and that's who 
industry would come in. That's who they're dealing with. This fucking nutcase. Well, remember, industry called once. Uh, who? What? Somebody called and go from some agency was talking to the phone guy and goes, "Hey, who's the best comedian that you, th- in your opinion, right now? Like young he, that we don't know about." And he goes, "Well, uh, let me let you talk to the talent coordinator." So he puts him up to Tommy, and Tommy goes, "The funniest person at the store right now is me." That's what Mitzi says. And the I'm person the was like, wait, wait, who are you? Wait. I'm the talent court. And they were like, but that was to, all real, man. He always used to tell, because I used to work with Tommy on the phones, and he'd be like, Mitch, he says, I'm the funniest guy here. But Mitzi was also out of her, I mean, she, she'd lost her I mind. Did, I did uh, I did one one time I, when I was doing the Louis show, Louis literally pulled me aside. He's like, you need to, I want to tell you also what happened with the Androgyze clay. It's so funny. Dude, by the way, Louis, Louis an impression of Louie and an impression of Mitzi is like the same thing. And an impression of Barry Katz. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, it's just that Wisconsin, oh. Louis, Louis was like, uh, he was like, you need to go up in front of Mitzi. You need to be working at the store. And I was like, fuck yeah. I just gotten off of the big room, the the big, big room. Main room. The main room. I'd yeah. gotten off the main room stage. That, that was where they did that Louis Anderson show. And they were all sold Bob out. Bob Saget used to do that a bunch, I remember. And, I've, and I, I had a really good set. I come off. They take me over to the smaller room that has the windows. The, the OR. The OR. Original room. Yeah. I go up. I have a mediocre set of best. Original room is one of the toughest dude, rooms in the country. That is literally dude. the fucking room that will, that will that can ruin your life. Dude, we've seen it. I've seen it break from Chris Rock. I saw Robin Williams in there. Yeah. It was well, we when saw, he came, well, we saw him in the main room. He crushed. just pops in doing some fucking... Pops in on some main room show that's going on. Crushes. Comes to the OR. He comes out. I go, how was it? He goes, just they didn't like give it was. a fuck he that goes, it was just Robin like it Williams. was 20 years ago. I bombed so hard. That was the night he started <laughs> using it again and fell off the wagon. This was like probably, oh, whatever is. Holy shit. Yeah, the nice guys at the comedy store were like, hey, man, you want to fucking do some drugs? You want to smoke You want to smoke and drink? <laughs> Clearly you've had problems with substances. Yeah. Hey, why, why wouldn't yeah. you? I did. I did. Louis brought me in. It got me right up. Came went to Mitzi. How did you meet Louis? By the way, did you? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, he was great though. He was really great. He was a great friend. I, 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 did you I'm, watch Baskets at all? I haven't seen it yet. I heard he's great. Now. Oh, he's fucking oh, phenomenal. So I go and do it, and then and Mitzi, he he. I get off, and I go. I said to Louis, I said it was pretty tough, and he goes, "You did fine." He goes, "Mitzi wasn't watching you." I was like, "What?" And he was like, "She was talking to." Tommy or someone or she was just talking to someone and he goes she didn't watch any of it he's just she's gonna tell you to come back and I went over to Mitzi and I was like hey I had, I had a really fun thanks for getting me up and she goes you need work and I went okay <laughs> and in my head I was like I was like I was like I I know I need work but I don't think I need the kind of work you yes. think I need like yeah. I, I think I'm I think I'm fine and in my head I was like okay and she was like come back and try again and I was like I went up to Louie and Louie's like I'm sorry he was like, she didn't even watch you. And I was like, and he's like, she's out of it. I guess she had been on a lot of pills at the time. Yeah. She was in like early stages yeah. of like I got fired Parkinson's. for having a beard. She walked by me. She saw that beard. Fire him. Dude, I went up in front of her like 14, 15 times. And every time she was like, hey, get him out of here. He's a rider. He's this. Shandling left for five years when she when she tossed him. She wouldn't pass Seinfeld. She's like, I don't she, like him. She, like, there was no rhyme or reason for her thing. And she took a lot of credit for, like, discovering all these people. But all she did was create a venue for to attract comedians and I, that were talented. And you don't want to shit on her, but it's like, you could put anyone in. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't it, have it, to it be so place, hard on everybody. It was a place where yeah. the best comedians in the country were coming. Yeah. So it's like, 
your batting average is going to be pretty good. Yeah. And you're like, hey, Marin that guy's lit her up yeah. on the storytelling show. Did you hear that? No. Who? Marin. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's got some fucking issues with that. He place. lit her up. He was like, and I, I was, I, we were in the back. I was next to, I think I was next to either uh, Andy Kindler or Greg Barron, and we were just both like, what the fuck? <laughs> but when, what did he say? We just nothing, like just about nothing bad. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I, I always feel bad, but like no, I mean the truth is though, like she was, dude. She's the only lady. So who owns it now, Paulie? And there was a lawsuit. There was like a big dispute. Family. I, so who owns it? I think I, I think Peter the all, may have, Peter Shore. I think may well, have I think, won the lawsuit. I think lawsuit. the brother and the sister Scott. Yeah, I, who Sam, knows? Does Paul Shore allegedly. work there anymore? Uh yeah, he's there. I crashed his car when I worked there. I was working the lot. Are you serious? You, you know Brody Stevens, right? Yeah, a comic. And uh, so there's a spot like you've been there, right? Yeah. So it's like you know where the Hyatt, the hotel next door. Yeah. So there's a wall the with, ivy. with ivy on it, and then there's a wall where the comedy store. So it's a very narrow drive in. Yeah, and so and there's cars you park on the wall with the ivy, and so you're driving through that. And so it was a rainy night. Eddie Griffin, uh, who had I think like 50 DUIs, so he never drove in himself. He had drivers. Yeah, and he's like, "You got to get me out of here, motherfucker!" Like yelling at me, I'm like, hey, "Yeah, yeah, yeah!" Like, but you have to move a million cars. Like, give me, you know, give me a couple minutes. Like, and he's yelling at me, yelling at me. I keep having to move cars in and out, and uh, Paulie had a fucking Escalade truck that was huge, and it was tough to you know navigate in this small lot. Yeah, and so Brody Stevens came in, and he parked at the very end of the lot, and like the ass, a spot that wasn't really a spot, and the ass end of his car was sticking out a bit, and so I pull in Paulie's car one last time, and I just scrape all along this, and I'm like. I just had to keep moving forward, like, oh. <laughs> and everyone outside just just like, like all up, just scratch. Oh shit! The whole side of Paulie's car, and I'm like, I'm done, dude. Like, I'm fired. And so I go into the office, and uh, Paulie's best friend, he made the, the manager, this guy Dean Gelber. I remember Dean. Dean's so, fu- Dean is great. I remember all Dean. Dean would do is fuck waitresses, and he'd always be like, Hey, bro, whatever. I remember Dean. What's Dean doing now? Ah, uh, he well, he works allegedly. Uh, he's a, he grows plants. Let's say that. <laughs> oh, shut up, yeah. California. Let's really? Say, let's say that <laughs> he's he, a botanist. He's a botanist. <laughs> he's a botanist. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say that. So I go into the office. I go, Dean, you're friends with Polly. Can you tell? I just I got in a car. If it was raining, I go. If you're gonna fire me, just fire me now. And I go. Can you tell Polly? I don't want to tell him. Polly literally walked in. Fucking five. You know, by five seconds later, and Dean's like. Bro, don't you have something to tell Polly? <laughs> I love my like, really, dude. So I turn to Polly. I'm like, hey man, like I, I, uh, I just kind of wrecked your car. Kind of scratched all up the side. And Polly just looks at me and he's like, Bro, what happened? <laughs> I, t- I tell him. He's like, You got to be careful, right? And I was like, Yeah, th- yeah, I guess I do. And then they blamed it all on Brody. They're like, You shouldn't have parked there. <laughs> They're like, You shouldn't have parked there. So they fucking, I, I fucking kept, I kept my job. Oh, that makes me like Pauly Shore so fucking much. I kept Bro, my, you gotta be careful. I remember like, yeah, that Brody be, was like beside himself. Brody was like, the, he was like, they fixed oh. Pauly's car. They, and they Brody's like, like, was it my fault? Like he was going crazy. of no. like, was for, it my fault? For, it was my fault. And he like apologized years. to you. He's like, I'm sorry for parking on the end. Yeah, he's like, it's I like, shouldn't. Have 
done that. Oh, that's so unfair to Brody. Yeah, I, I felt I felt <laughs> terrible, but at the same time, like I felt like I was just this young, you know. I was just like, hey, I survived, you know. Like, yeah, I was like, I survived. I I felt bad for Brody, but it's like I didn't have money to fucking kick him to be like, hey, here, oh. fix your car. And I think they they had a guy who buffed Polly's car out. I think that's why, bro. <laughs> So it, what's what's the situation at the store now? Like, what I know, uh, I know what's going on in the belly room. Is that does is there are there different people that run different rooms? Dude, you can depends you, what night it is. You can literally rent, like now, like bringer shows have become a big industry in comedy, which is I think mean? unfortunate. But like in the main room, yeah. there are just people who rent the main room, and it's a bringer show. What? And they're just making fucking bang. Dude, they dude. they char. They're like you that's have the, to bring ten people. Oh, is Everyone's that doing it, man. That's what with well, improvs. Oh, the the, only, to, the problem to, with the improv, and, and I say this, you I get have to piss on your lemon. Oh, grab, you grab, toss uh, me grab a, beers uh, when you come back. Beer to, yeah, when you come or now or now. Um, the problem, not, the problem that the improv ran into. The reason they never created a community at that club is that. The and they did have a community. It was like Nick Swardson. Yeah, you know, I, like, I remember going there like early on, and I was like, "Oh, this is." Rogan came by when he stopped doing the store. Ari would hang out there. The pro, but the problem was that there were so many produce shows that there was yes. no community with the produce show. Like the produce shows were produce shows. You had to get on somebody's show in order to perform there. You couldn't. It was a like, big you couldn't problem. be a regular because they didn't have regulars. That's not how they were operated, and so. Even though, even though, like, I mean, if you worked the improvs nationally, you could go down and do sets whenever. Yeah, but uh, but, but no, for- there was no like, there was no if, like, there was no way if you weren't on one of those shows. Like, how you're like, I always was like, how the fuck do I get? Perf- how do I perform here regularly? It, I don't think that even existed. So what I what this is the way I operated was I I did the first set I ever did at the improv. I hosted, and by the way, I had a fucking TV show. I hosted. Yeah, because that was and that and apparently hosting in L.A. is like a bad thing, but in New York it was really good. Like if you hosted in New York, you know what though? It gives you a great amount of stage time. Yeah, and so I like work it. shit out all the time. And Drew Carey, another plug for Drew Drew Carey, uh, liked me or didn't like me. I don't even know if he knew me, but he let me host. He did Tuesday nights or Wednesday nights, and he, it was like he'd do stand up. Then the whose line is it anyway? Guys would come up and they'd do that. And they get to get ready for their show that was Thursdays. Yeah. And so I hosted that. So I did 10 minutes every Wednesday night there. And then from there, Aaron, who I would say inarguably is one of the more powerful people in comedy, uh, Aaron von, Schoen- von Schoenfeld. <laughs> von Schoenfeld? Von, yeah. That's an interesting thing. <laughs> she, you don't know who Aaron is? No. Uh-uh. Oh, my God. She is. She is uh, not even like questionably the most pivotal person you could meet in your career really and you, you know and by I, the fact that you don't even know her is, name is like we've missed out on a lot of pivotal people <laughs> to help your career to be honest with aaron you. is aaron is uh changed my life forever like really oh yeah is she what, she, what is she, what is she to you she is uh so she books all the improvs, all the funny bones. She books everything. Okay. So she she literally is responsible. She books festivals. She books everything. She is responsible for for uh, for probably, I, I mean, I, 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 it would be speculation. But she used to be a waitress at the improv back when um, when Robert Hartman was a, door, was a bartender and Chris Albrecht was a bartender. Okay. Like, so back when the improv was in its heyday and everyone that worked there moved on to better things. So Aaron 
So Aaron used to book the improv back when they just book like they were like you'll host you'll feature you'll host you'll yeah. do sets. So I would host and she liked me, uh, but not like like liked me. This was like like was like he's not bad. He doesn't he doesn't he's not too dirty. We'll plug him in. Can you host in in uh, in Ontario for Jay Moore? And so I go yeah. So I worked with Jay Moore in Ontario. Uh, it was me and KP Anderson, and I did like the first show I hosted. Came back to the green room. Jay was like, uh, "So, w- what do you want to do? Do you want to be like an actor? Do you want to be a comedian? Do you want to be a ho- like? What do you want looking to do?" And I said, I'm, "I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian." And he was like, "Okay." And he was like, "All right, uh, you'll feature." And I was like, "What?" Oh, he was like, "You'll shit. feature." Yeah. And so KP came back and he was like, "Bert's gonna feature. You're gonna host." And KP's like, "Wait, what?" And, J- and KP at the time and probably still is was is one of the funniest guys in the world kp you know kp is no he was the executive producer showrunner for the soup he created okay Okay. and he's been doing that forever now he just signed a huge fucking deal so he's done he's done well he's done massively well i mean i can i'm not gonna i heard he he was making it all anymore no probably not probably not i think once you get to that you're like fuck it why bother but i think he was he was showrunning more sports at the time okay and so jay knew that kp was interested in the production side and looked at me and he said you'll feature so i went and featured the next show did two shows on thursday featured the next show got off stage and jay's like you're my guy you'll be featuring for me for the rest of the shit take a look at my schedule book any of your dates and I went, yeah, I'll give Jay Moore this. He's he's made a lot of like he's like Rogan in terms like of he, his features, like Ralphie May. You, I mean, he's he's not afraid to like to like bring a guy who he's like I'll, I'll work. You know, a lot of guys yeah. don't want to follow someone who they Tom Segura. Yeah, to Jay Jay's Jay Jay was very pivotal in the in the changing of the direction of my career. But then and then you need those guys that, in your career to to do that, like. If you have a guy that will take you under your wing, so to speak, and let you go out and do that, I mean, you learn so much. It's one of those you things that, so like, so much. Was you that learn- a Barry Katz kind of like? Barry was, no. I, I love Barry to death, and I sometimes I talk shit about Barry Triple but, H, but uh, but but uh, <laughs> Barry Barry was not the, Barry was loaded with a lot of really great advice at times, and goddamn it, he was loaded with bad advice at the times. Oh, really? Oh, oh. <laughs> it's crazy because he had. He had basically everybody Back under him day, at some like, point. I mean, he's at yeah. Everyone's like Chappelle. Everyone's gone through yeah. Barry at some point. It's a it's a badge, but uh, he's, he's, <laughs> he's now he's now a podcaster. Yeah, I know. He's My got brother listens I've, I've to done, his podcast. I've done his podcast. It's a great podcast. He's a he's he's, he's a, a good really, interviewer. He's a really good interviewer. Um. So then so then I go I work with Jay, but then I start headlining like B rooms or what were B rooms then, and then and then I and then I go. And I st- and all these clubs that like Brea, Irvine, and Ontario, they were all run by the same group of guys. Same guys were all kind of incestuously running them. They all part of the team. Yeah. They've all moved on to bigger things now. But and they liked me, and they were like, "Hey, why don't you come down and headline an off night?" And so for me, the way I saw the business was like, I, I, "You want to learn how to headline? You know, like doing fifteen minutes is great, but if you're not doing hours, then yeah. you don't really learn how to do the art form until you yeah. do an hour." Yeah. So I was like, "Okay," so I'd go out. I do hours there. Me, Ian Bag, and Tom Segura it was a we great lineup. Me and Ian would co-headline, and Tom would feature, but host, but do like twenty minutes. Yeah. So Tom would do twenty. Ian and I would flip flop. I and I always had a hard time following Ian, but I learned how to headline, and so and that's how 
and and we weren't we, uh, fucking 40 people in the room but they didn't care they were like it was like it was dan godfrey uh frank was out there at the time patrick i think patrick was out there and they just they just didn't give a fuck they wanted you to learn they wanted you to be good and they and it was like you couldn't fuck up you couldn't get in trouble i mean you do we do things that were fucking bad like we'd fuck up his comics but they didn't care and then they'd go to aaron and robert and be like you gotta see this guy bert you gotta see this guy ian you gotta see this guy tom they're the funniest guys we have working and so then one night they called me. This is the night they changed my stand-up. Changed my stand-up. They called me, and they're like, uh, I think it was probably Dan called me, and he was like, we have Chris Porter. I've told this to Chris. Uh, I've told this a number of times. But he goes, we have Chris Porter is just on Last Comic Standing. I did not know who Chris Porter was. And he's like... Um, he's, he's kind of a store. He's a store guy. Yeah, um, yeah he comes yeah. around a bit. And he's like, Chris Porter's... But he can only do 30. He can't do an hour yet. He's just a feature. But he is doing Last Comic Standing. And they want to put him on a tour with a black guy. But they all the people are flying out to see him to book him nationally. So, But we need someone to close the show. So it's going to be Matt Fultron. And then ah, Chris Porter's full charge. Full charge. He goes, charge, full charge. And then you're going to do as much time as you can do. And then when... Or he's going to do as much time as he can do, and when he's done, he'll get off, and we need someone to just close the show because it's, it's like a – we need someone to do, like, yeah. more time after him. Yeah. And so we trust you. We trust that, uh, that you can you can do an hour after this guy. So, so it's like, like – so, so unbeknownst to you, it's like all these bookers. It's and, everyone. Yeah. More or less, you're headlining the whole gig. I'm and, headlining the gig, but the guy they came to see is yeah. Chris Porter. Yeah. And i got to be honest with you. He fucking murdered. He was really fucking funny. He was really funny, and this is like – this is like road Chris Porter. Like he destroyed fucking hard. But I go, and, and and I remember sitting with Fultron and I go, who is this guy? And he's like, he's on Last Comic Standing. He's pretty funny. And I was like, I remember sitting back there like weirdly jealous going like jealous. Like I didn't have everyone watching me. But at the same time, I was like, I guess I could have gone out for Last Comic Standing. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, I definitely had that yeah. option, but I chose not to. So don't but at the fucking... time, it wouldn't have been worth it for you. I go, Maybe you already had a bunch of shit. Yeah, but I but I had gone out the year before. I'd gone out the year before for oh, Last Comic Standing. Yeah, I went oh, for, okay. a, for Last Comic Standing too. That was like that was the way Barry managed clients. He was like, go out for Last Comic Standing, Papa. It was crazy how he was the producer. <laughs> yeah, he was, it was the like a Barry Cat. He was, the, he was like the puppet master on the whole thing. So I go, Chris Porter, the second he gets off stage, I look at all these people, just agents, managers. Fucking club owners, bookers, everyone just get up and walk out of the room. And I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> motherfucker. And in my head, I was like, this is a reality check for me. This is where I am in my life. I have two children and I fucking, and I'm closing the show and no one cares to watch me, but that is fine. They're, they're what year is audience this? Members usually this is 2006. Though, this is okay. when I lived in this that is, apartment. Okay. This, I definitely know. Do you Detroit. remember, I don't know if you remember when my desk was by the front door with my computer. <laughs> I, think, but, I, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember but, that. Uh, but, but you lived on South Detroit, yeah, right? 40, right above Wilshire. 435 South Detroit in the, in the, in the penthouse one, the big one. Yeah. So, uh, so we had just you had Isla. penthouse money, though, at least. No, my wife ran the apartment building. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's how we had that oh, place. did she really? Yeah. My wife ran the Dude, apartment building. she was building. the nicest person oh, ever to deal with. She is a bitch. She, she is, is a massive... I like, don't remember dealing with she, your well, wife. No, she was... All, like, she's very sweet. With, she like, was super I think, sweet, I, I think man. I mainly dealt with you. Yeah. Probably. I, I definitely would always order yummy. I always ordered yummy. So I go, I go into chick- the green chickens room. Chickens are back. I, I meet Chris... I go, hey man, uh, great set. And he's like, oh, I go, you killed. Everyone's here to see you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, oh, awesome. You know, Chris is a very cool guy. Yeah. Kind of just goes out. And I think he went and talked to them. Friends with, like a lot of bands. He's like, fucking. Boys with the Black uh, with uh, black Crows. I love Chris Porter. So I go on stage. Now that morning, 
my but my one of my best friends, Lorenzo, had walked in on his girlfriend fucking a celebrity. Wait, can you name the celebrity? I can't. Lorenzo, have, uh, can you give Hodges. us uh, can you give us like a genre that maybe they were uh, associated uh, with? Is it Van Dam? No, I can't. I can't <laughs> because I'm sure it goes into libel. <laughs> Just it, say allegedly. Is it uh, Robin Thicke? Can't. I, Robin I can't. Hold or, on. Wait, singer, your, actor, hang on one second, or hang on one second, put your mic down. I'll give you the hint, okay? Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. We've got some interesting stories. I don't think you heard that. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so he came to our front door. That's a tough situation. He came to our door crying. Like, came to our front door that morning crying. Is this guy black? No, he's white. Okay. And his girlfriend was white. And so, uh. Lorenzo Hodges is a white guy? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shocking. That guard, Lorenzo Hodges. He's white. And he's white. So he, uh, so I go on stage, and this is how I still do stand up, but at the time, in those clubs, you could do whatever you wanted. You really honestly had free range to learn how to headline. I think also the benefit of coming up in a time when stand up was not like a big art form. Like now, I, you're fucked. I, I, don't, yeah. I just don't really see the opportunities that are afforded. Like back then, nobody gave a fuck about stand up, so you could go yeah. out and do that kind of shit. Now, every, now every like the comedy store, it's like if you're not bringing like I mean, we do fucking spots that are you know late as fuck. But it's like if you're you got to bring your A game on the yeah. End. That's one of the things I don't like about working in the city a little bit. Even like on a Tuesday night, it's like, hey man, like, it's you like can't sh- fuck around anymore. It's a showcase club. It's like you got to bring your fuck. Like, it's always packed. Yeah, you got to bring your fucking. You can't work shit out, which is a problem. So, so I go up and I and I tell the story about my buddy coming over and he was crying. And it was a re- it was interesting. I remember in that process, we sat on our couch with him, and he was crying really hard because he had seen them having sex. And <laughs> and uh, and I said, Christ, and I fucking did know. he fight the guy? What like, what do you do in that situation? No, he, I guess he was like, he, he just closed the door, walked out. I was like, he's like part of him recognized him, so he got excited that he recognized a celebrity. But then he realized what he was doing to his girlfriend. He was like, yeah. no, wait, oh, so it was like a do bunch you of wait mixed emotions. Until he comes, like, what do you do? Like, do you just leave? Do you tap him on the shoulder and say, "Excuse me, hey, she like she likes." when you bite her nipples <laughs> you may want to try that so he and i said the only thing better than making people laugh is twisting the screws to make someone cry harder like when you like when he's crying i'd say stuff like and he's such a good actor that's what makes it like it's gonna be so hard to see his movies and you just watch him go <laughs> and it was like really funny so i just brought that up on stage at the very beginning when i walked on it was very interactive it was yeah. very real in the moment kind of like yeah just something did that some stand up wasn't the usual like hey this happened a lot yeah. of comics just happened to me to, but it's usually you know it's, it's good to be here i'm away from my kids finally or yeah. you know yeah. so and i've done that but uh but and so then like i do some material i do i do some crowd work and then like 20 minutes into my set my roommate calls my, the, my not my roommate my friend calls and i go holy shit oh. and then, <laughs> i go the guy i was just talking about Jesus. at the beginning of the show he's calling right now I go, let's see if I can get him to cry. So I answer the Holy phone, shit. and I go, hey, buddy, what's up? And he's like, oh, it's rough. And the crowd is like literally grabbing the bottom of their seats, like, yeah, like shaking, going, is he going to cry? It's like, it's like, okay, everything he said is real. <laughs> this is a real thing. Yeah. And is he going to cry? And I start talking to him, and I go, uh, have you talked to her? And he's like, I just got off the phone with her. And he starts crying, and the crowd <laughs> can't laugh because they, they want it to continue. Yeah. yeah. Andy's on speaker. Like, it's, we the best, it's the best laugh you can have is when you're not so allowed to laugh. Yeah. And suppressing it. And so, and it destroys. I mean, I That's literally, I, 
I end up they ended up laughing so hard that I had to hang up the phone, and then I do the rest of my set, and then Aaron comes up to me and she goes, she goes, I watched your whole set. She goes, you're my new favorite comic. You'll be working for the rest of your life. I promise you. And I went. She goes, listen, I'm gonna call you tomorrow did, did morning. Did you think that was bullshit, or were you like? Uh, just the compliment was all like yeah. uh, all I needed. She goes, I'm calling you tomorrow morning. I will have offers for you tomorrow morning. Do not do not decline them. She goes, Barry Katz is gonna tell you not to take them. Do not take yeah. them. She goes, she goes, I'm being serious. She goes, he's gonna say pass on them to because you need more money. This is all the money I can get you, I promise you. And she was like, accept these offers. And she called the very next morning with thirteen offers. She has she goes, I have seven more coming. But these, I get you these thirteen Jesus right now. Christ, so that's fuck, you have six months booked out. And yeah, and and then and then and then she goes. And any time there's a club that is not that has a fallout, I will call you first. Wow. And I was like, and it changed my life. She changed my life. I've never, I've never once forgotten how important she was in my career. But but for me, and the way I looked at the business, I was like, yeah, I can work. I can work in the city and have a blast, and probably. I mean, I, I look at like I look at like uh, like Teeb, what he's been going through with uh, with with booze and drugs. Yeah, that would definitely be me. Like, definitely be me. Yeah. And like, and I know guys. I won't say their names, but we know guys that are that are successful that are definitely cheat on their wives all the time. Yeah, and that would definitely be me too. Yes. Like, that would be me. And and there are store guys that that are my friends that cheat on their wives, do drugs, and I am not better than that. But the only difference was like. For and I guess those guys would have done it on the road anyway. Like, but yeah, for me it was about like getting and making money to support my family. Cause my wife was working uh, like forty hours a week, and just me doing sets in the city, I would have definitely had to get a day job. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, and that 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 can definitely set you back. Yeah. I think too. Like though, having kids like definitely puts. With pressure. It focuses you so much. Like I've got to fucking oh, and you have an out and you have an out and you have an in. Like people that yeah, have kids yeah. want you to get the job. And then I remember like we used to all do this club, the Last Stop in Houston, which was like I've heard of it. It was like the legendary club that Bill Hicks and Sam Kinnis, everyone worked at. It was like the legendary club. And this guy Pete owned it. And uh, and when I got my offers from the improv, one of the dates one what they wanted me to do was Houston. And I was like, I already worked the Last Stop. And Aaron was like, We have a club there. We'd like you to work it. If you can switch over, that would be fantastic. So I called Pete, and I was like, listen, man, I'm going to stop working last stop. I'm going to work the improv. And they just opened. He was like, are you fucking serious? And then very shortly thereafter, Ian got his offers, uh, and he started working all the improvs. And Ian was like, and they wanted Ian to do the same thing. And Pete called Ian, and he was like, no, Bert gets a pass. He's got kids. He's got to do what he needs to do to survive. You're an asshole. And Ian was like, fuck you. He was like, we're both just comics. But yeah, like... So, but those moments, you know, like driving out to the, for me, whatever the store is for the guys that, that started the store, it was like driving out to the, it, driving out to Brea or Irvine yeah. with Segura and Ian. And it's just, I mean, it's just like, it's just a different, it's, yeah. it's a different, a different way to get in, but it's like, you know, everyone gets but in. Like, I'm jealous same. of the guys that worked at the store because I think I would have loved. I think the store would have been a great fit for you, but like. There was Working a lawlessness. There. Like when we were there, the inmates ran the asylum, and it really was like a fraternity. I pledged. I went to U Maryland my freshman year. I transferred to Rollins College in Florida. I pledged back to back years, which was a terrible idea. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, terrible. But like for me, the store was like, you know, when you get through, ple- you were in a fraternity. When you get through pledging, it was like it was the best time, but it was the fucking worst. Oh time. yeah. For me, my time working at the comedy store is exactly that. It was like I would have loved it. I would have loved it. I probably would have loved it had I. I mean, if I had I moved out to, 
But you can also fall into bad shit, like you said. Like, you can get into just fucking... There are guys yeah. there who just get into smoking a lot of fucking weed, who get into drinking too I hard. I would have... I would have... I would have uh, liked... I mean, I didn't come out... I came out to L.A. with a TV show, so there was never the option of me working the door at the store because yeah, I worked no. it in New York. Yeah, so no. those those salad days for me were spent on the street in New York with, like... You know, like, my guys were, like, Bob Kelly... Uh, Jim Norton, Patrice, yeah. Greg Giraldo, David Tell. Like, those were the guys like, that... Which is, like, I mean, the, the legendary roster which is, yeah, fucking it's quite guys. the crew. It was, it was, but those were the guys that... I, those were, like, my, my senior class. Yeah. My senior, junior, and sophomore classes were those guys. Yeah, those. Like, our senior class was, like, Renazizi, Ari, Sebastian... Ernst, yeah, like those guys were the that was like the the guys above. Us. But I would have loved, I would have loved to. Uh, I think the store would have been a perfect fit for me personality wise. Yeah, it's where I would have, I would have. It would be interesting to see the guy I would have been. But then at the same time, I was talking to Rogan about it one time. He's like, he's like, I don't know, man. If you had worked here, we might not be friends. And I was like, yeah, because because you, you, I would have just been a guy working i would have just been a guy a door guy and i would have been loud and i would have been drunk yeah i would have been fucking i remember ralphie may gave ari great advice and he was like and ari didn't take it he's like he's he's like when you get a spot here come in do the spot and leave Leave. like because it can be such a time suck as all your friends are that you know what i mean like there are so many friends i have too much of a hangout that i i don't see outside of there they're my friends but like i you know the store is like what binds us together so there are guys like it's like yeah i'm friends with all those guys but i don't i don't you know i don't go to lunch with a lot of those guys i don't fucking go drink you know it's like but when yeah. i'm there it's like yeah like I, we're all fucking buddies yeah. so you go there and you lose you know two three out you know like, I, t- like I, I literally went there the other night for something i went there the other night i got i got i was a fucking idiot i did i ari was in new york he's like can you host my storytelling show and yeah, i was like of course he's like he's, yeah he's like yeah so I host his show, and then uh, Brian Moses is like, hey, can you do Roast, uh, battle. roast battle? And I Tuesday. go, yeah. I was like, oh, they're back to back. Oh, you, ju- you were judging. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, that'll be great. Fucking, apparently there is a two-hour window in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I get done Ari's, and I was like, all right, are we ready for the next one? They're like, oh, we have another show. And I was like, are you fucking serious? And they're like, yeah, we're doing another show. So I just went down to Saddle Ranch and started drinking. I was like... <laughs> I was like, because that, that literally would have been your life had you fucking. Oh God, I love Saddle Ranch. I love that. I've always loved Saddle Ranch. Really? Because a lot of people it, it, in LA, it's, it's kind of cheesy as fuck. It's like but, the Guy Fieri of bars. Me and my buddy Eddie used to go to Saddle Ranch every fucking Sunday. Really? Every Sunday. Dude, the you cotton written, candy. Have we you written go, the bull. We. Not only have I ridden the bull, our favorite pastime was going to sit front row of the bull and that's where we'd sit <laughs> and anytime someone would go to ride the bull they would get their instruction from the guy and then the, as the guy would walk out we'd go hey hey and they'd look over and we'd go lean forward <laughs> so they would adjust themselves lean forward it would start and they'd break their fucking nose dude there's just... a there's a midget comic at the comedy store right now this chick and she has huge fake tits really like a huge a huge normal sized head, but like a t- you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? she has she has like pretty long legs and. <laughs> By arms. the way, you might as well say her name because you. <laughs> I don't even. It's, it's not like you. It's like it's like. I, and here's the thing: we don't know her name, so uh, we're like just describing I put her, up her the other night. But anyway, she. I, I, what made me think of it is this guy because I was like she she's like flirty right and this guy's like she's super flirty. This guy's like she came up to me the other night. She wears cowboy boots. Only, but they're full size. 
So like they they go over the knee. Oh, so shut like up. when the knee bends, like there's a crease in the cowboy boot. That- Dude, I'm, there's a, there's a I, I, I'll say just a little person so that I'm politically correct. So, but I there's, apologize. No 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 no. I don't give a fuck. We're at gonna all. get the backlash. Yeah. No. no. Come after Danish and O'Neill. No, but there's a there's a, a, a I did a podcast with a guy named Mike Busey who lives in Orlando who has this place called the Sausage Castle. You should Google it. It's pretty fucking fascinating. Sausage Castle. It's pretty fucking fascinating. Jesus. Really. Fun. Uh, my vlog will come out this week. Uh, oh fuck! I think I have tendonitis in my elbow. What? It, what is this place? Uh, this is a gay s- a gay bar? No, 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 no. It's just it's it's a party place. So like rappers and fucking athletes and fucking celebrities it's go like there if to you're party. In Orlando, like come if hang you out. go to Orlando, you go to the Sausage Castle. It's all on a piece of property. It's a, it's a terrible name though. Just for me, it just sounds like all dudes. I wish I had the fucking vlog. I would show it to you, and you'd be like, "Shut up!" And Mike, Busey, are there hot chicks there? Uh, yeah, and there's it's a, a bad, sausage. It's castle. a bad name, dude. He's got a thing called the Busey's Beauties, who are just basically hot chicks who come party. When he throws a party, they just all come out, and he takes care of them. And if you pass out, you're not going to get fucked with. And he's like, a, so he's like a safe place. Is there like technically, a, technically, but crazy there like a, shit goes yeah. on there. Is there like I'm a sure. check your phone to the door? You know, like no, but it's like a, he's like it's crazy shit goes on there. Like a lot of machine guns, a lot of dynam- t- TNT. <laughs> like he's Christ. just fucking out of his. He's at, yeah. He's out there to fucking get down. And so yeah, I might as well. And so. Uh, Guess I'll take so one. So he's got this girl named Jess, who's a little person, and she's fucking hot. Like, really? She's hot. Do you remember like, Bridget the Midget from uh, Cat House? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I, I, you I think her? so. Like, it, she's like she's built proportionally to her. No, side. she could definitely tell she's a midget, but she's got big tits, and she's and she's really pretty. Like, she's got a little bit of like, but like she's like, I I like I, I met her and I was like. Yeah, Did like you fall fucking, in love with her, like I'll, hammered. I can definitely I'll see tell that happening. Like she like three foot eight, sort of. I'll find her, Danny DeVito size. This girl at the comedy store. What made me think of it is that she told this dude I know because I was like, she, she she seems like flirty, right? And he was like, yeah, man. He's like, she came up to me and she was like, look, I went to the, I go to the saddle ranch, I get on that mechanical bull, and they think I can't, I can't get bucked off. She's like, I can ride anything. <laughs> and, I, and the guy was like, "Whoa! Like, like you're really putting it out black there, dude." Yeah, she, the, the, the dude she was talking to was a black dude. He was like, "Whoa!" And she was like, "She's like, they can't, they can't buck me off." Like, I'm gonna ride that till the end. The like, you're gonna like, fuck her so hard that you're gonna throw her across the room. I don't know what she was saying. Like, what the fuck is, I don't know what she was saying. Like, I'm so small. What kind of sales pitch. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm so small that you can fuck me like so hard that like nothing's gonna take me off. <laughs> like she just she just grips down on you. That's it's gotta it's gotta feel powerful to fuck a little person. Like just be like <laughs> just giant fuck somebody. Just be like we're not like, literally. Oh, just, I don't just, think I could. I don't think I could do it. It just feels like. It just feel, it feels like a child but or you something. Can, you it's just a weird you can, like, dude. I I fucked a girl who's like, like five I, foot tall, and like that's my limit. No, like, but have you ever have you ever fucked someone bigger than you? No, no. Okay, that's a, that's that, a, how is that? By the way, I just hooked up with a girl bigger, like bigger than me, like like six foot, and like my not probably not even bigger than me, my size. And I just was like, I was like, this is like kissing a dude. I, had a I was like, at one point, I'm like, that. I'm like, wow, your in- nose is as big as mine. Like, <laughs> your ears are as big as mine. <laughs> I had a buddy in college. He wasn't a big guy. He was like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, I'm fucking a camp struggling to get some more bed. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> this buddy I, in my college. My limit's like 5'2 to 5'9". This That's buddy like in my college, span. he just, all he wanted was just to be, do- like, we, I went to Division two school yeah 
and he just wanted to be dominated by like one of these female basketball players. He's like, he's five eight. He's like, I just want one of these like six three fucking Amazons <laughs> just to ride me and fuck. And I was like, dude, you're. And he, I don't think he ever got it, but it's like all he wanted. Well, I, I figure like, I figure I'm, I, I, my sweet spot's probably like five three. I think my wife's like five three. How it's tall a good are you? Sweet spot six one. Okay. Which and, is uh, tall for Hollywood standards. Yeah, 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 yeah. I me was, and him are, we go into meetings, dude, and we get fucking. <laughs> we go producers into are all, average height of a producer is like 5'6. We go in, I'm 6'3. Yeah. What are you, 6'1? Six 6'2. Six and we go in, and it's like, so, we had a guy once at a company, and he goes, I hate you. And he's like, I'm kidding, but he, the guy was like 5'4. And we're yeah. like, we're fucked. We're not getting this job. It's a, it, Hollywood's an interesting place because there is this weird, like, Gary Goleman is like 6'5". He's I a think. big dude. Yeah. He, well, he played, what, BC football? BC football. Was he's he a, a linebacker. A linebacker. Yeah, middle linebacker or, or uh, outside linebacker. Okay. He's a beast, but I remember when we first moved out here, I remember being at the, the Standard, I think. A right this, on Sunset, right? No, no, no. Was... What's the one where the Sky Bar is attached to it? Oh, the Mondrian? Oh, the Mondrian. We're at the Mondrian. Right yeah. across from the comedy store. Yeah, and... Uh, Guys used to shoot what uh, Renazizi and <laughs> well, his buddies... allegedly... ...would shoot... <laughs> they would take a, a water balloon launcher... Caparillo, Freddie Lockhart, and, and they would Renizzisi. fucking launch water balloons at that bar's fucking line... And the bouncer came over. He's like, what the fuck? One, one time they hit a girl. She came over. I remember because I was working the door. She's soaking wet. They're on the roof, dying laughing. And she's like, what, where the fuck are they? And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's just drenched. Shut the like fuck a fucking up. Night, yeah, you know, the fucking go- they would have the like a Saturday man, night gear. The like three-man the launcher. That's like across the street. Sunset's a busy. If you've never been to L.A., it's, it's, I mean, it's a thoroughfare. Oh, yeah. And they would shoot water balloons like, you know, over 200 yards and fucking, that would hurt. Gary Goldman one time, someone pulled up in valet parking at that place and they like, it was like a producer, fucking nice car, Mercedes or whatever, pulled up and like pulled up to his legs and honked. And Gary oh. Goldman is not the guy that you want to fucking, he definitely has a flip. He definitely no, he, has a he, switch. He, he Really? And he will flip it. Like really? he. I don't know. I've never met him. He seems though like he's a very the sweetest nice, guy in the world. But like man, he, if you f- try like to if, fuck with him, like he'll, he'll he's like he no. Gary's like I'm a man. Don't I'm fuck from with Boston. Me. If you if you want to step to me like a man, I'll treat you like a man. And Gary fucking literally like talked this dude down, like dressed him down in front of his chick. Really? Yeah, because he's a fucking six five. Wendy he's plays a, a ripped six five. Yeah, division like, one yeah. athlete. A division one athlete. Who's also gorgeous. So whatever girl is in that car sees He's this goddess. Fuck him after this. Fucking who do you fucking think you are? Who, stand up, get out. Like just. And what did the like, guy say? Nothing. Nothing. Not a word. He's like, He's like, I'm done. That's a problem with a lot of L.A. Like a lot of these guys are born here, but you have to realize if you go outside L.A., everybody. If you come from a small town, like your whole deal is you. Either put up or shut up. You know what I mean? Dude, I grew up in Florida, and the fucking Florida, it was like fist fight or yeah. shut the fuck up. No yeah. one in L.A. wants to fight. It's all like, let's talk. for You know what I mean? That's like, why no, guys need to, that you come in here with your sports car, whatever you're driving, and you want to act like a man. You better fucking back that shit up then, because everyone else is from somewhere else. A lot What's of crazy? fighting is like, especially in a, I've never been in a fight, but it's like, who's willing to throw that, you know what yeah. I mean? To throw that first punch to be like, let's and get it basically on. Basically what it comes down is to uh, rearing. How did your parents raise you? Did you have a dad that says you punch first, ask questions later? <laughs> yeah. Or, do, or did you have a dad that says, listen, there's no fighting, but you think you're a tough guy? Yeah. And there's, I've been into, a, I've been in a couple situations, not, not recently. The last one I was in, 
I was in two back to back in 2009. Like literally, like one was uh, I pulled up outside the Starbucks by my sister's place in on on Detroit and Wilshire. Yeah, and I pulled up. I know. I know. We delivered to the building next to it and the building above it. Yeah, and so I I I had my sister. I left my bathing suit there, and I had to do something. And uh, I need my sister to throw my bathing suit down. So I like Detroit's one way. So I fly up. I do like a little bit of a turnaround and I park in one of those spots, but I kind of double box the spots. My sister, it's like eight in the morning. My sisters throw down my bathing suit. In the process, a teal BMW pulls onto that street and tries to get a spot, but I'm blocking like both spots. But I'm just, I'm really just outside my car getting my bathing yeah. suit. Yeah. And I see that happening in the side of my thing and I was like, oh, fuck. I meant to. I, I, I've already fucked up my yeah. car's here, but I'm, I need to get my bathing yeah, suit. So I just get my bathing quick. suit. Yeah, so I grab it, I get in the car, and the guy like as I pull out, he like zoom, zoom, zooms into the spot, real angry. And I'm at that light, and he starts talking shit. Now he looked like Louis C.K., so I thought it was Louis C.K. <laughs> and I thought it was Louis C.K. making fun of me in a teal BMW. And yeah, but uh, <laughs> but and by the way, I knew Louis C.K. didn't drive that car. But I saw him, and, you're and like, I thought it was Louis C.K. Yeah. So I looked over too long, and now the guy sees me looking, and he starts like standing up. What's up, dude? He's posturing yeah. up to What's you. What's up, bro? At, that, at the door to go into that Starbucks, and there's people all on the outside, like having coffee, and it's eight in the morning. That's where all the AA guys are. Yeah. And so they've had rough lives. Yeah. They're all smoking cigarettes. Yeah. And I see him, and I and I rolled out my window. I go, I'm. I said, what? And he goes, learn how to drive your fucking car. And I literally. Put my car in park. I got out of my car. I walked around. And I go, come be a man. And now everyone's in the front going, oh shit, oh shit. Like, What's gonna have, happen? Have you been in fights? Like what? Yeah, I've been in a lot of fights. But you're like, hey, fuck. If this guy gets out, he gets out. I was, you know what? But it, you were just pissed. I'll tell you. Look, I'm backing it up by the second story. So I go, come be a man. Prove you're a man. I go, you gonna talk shit like that? Then be a man. Don't walk in the door. You step out into the street. And he looked at me and he just went. And walked in the door. And I went, that's what I fucking thought. And I got in the car and I drove off. With your bathing suit. Next. <laughs> next. With my ba- by the way, by the way, that's what I, when I rolled down my window, that's what I told him. I go, he was like yelling okay. at me. I go, I was just getting my bathing suit. Like he was going to go, oh, sorry. <laughs> so then, so then. Hey, li- I need some board shorts, man. So I've got this confidence under my wings, right? I just talked this dude down. Yeah. By the way, when I told the story to my wife, I said it, he looked like Louis Anderson. Which totally is a different story. Uh, so, hey, um, so I the next one is over by the tar pits. I go to take a left off same of same area. Yeah, I go to take a left off of sixth. I think it was sixth over to the tar pits to meet my family at the tar pits. We're all we used to go every sunset. We'd go to hang out down there. It stinks like t- uh, asphalt. Oh, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> and I go to take a left, and the guys, this guy's across the street. He's got headsets on and a backpack. And I go to take a left, and he steps out into the street. And starts blocking me and slows down uh, as I do that. But a car's coming down six the other direction. Yeah, so you're in the middle of fucking I'm in the middle road. of traffic, and he's slowing down, and he's looking at me like this. And I was like, motherfucker. And then as he starts to like get out of my thing, I honk at him, and I scared him. And and he, I fucking pull away, and he just gets, starts yelling at me. And, I, like a, and it's just his confidence. I put it in park. I fucking, <laughs> I back up. I back up to oh, him. Oh, man. And he, first thing he did is, which which I thought was odd, is he didn't go to my driver's side window, which made me give give me confidence. He went to he the ran to the passenger's yeah, window he, and started talking shit. He, wanted, but he was already on the driver's side window, so he, he ran around to the driver's. Partner. He wanted no beef, dude. He wanted to the other side. But I saw him, and when he opened his mouth, he had adult braces, and I thought, I don't want any part of this. And I remember, <laughs> and I remember him going, 
He's like, what the fuck are you going to do? And I and he was like a, a Mexican guy, but like probably Mexican or something else. And he had he adult had braces. He had money enough to get those adult but he, braces. But, but also, but adult like, braces you got a guy means... who comes to the passenger side means he wants a fair fight. Yeah. Like, this dude wants you to step out on his side, then square up to him and, and roll. And I saw the adult braces, and all I thought was his parents didn't give a fuck yeah. enough to fix his teeth when he was a kid. <laughs> so he's had a rough life with fucked up teeth, and now is the time <laughs> where he's trying to fix his life, get his teeth in order, like Randy Moss. And, I, and all I thought was... <laughs> and this was, dude's throwing first, because you don't want to get punched with braces. And I was like, and I was like, motherfucker. And I was like, I don't want any part of this. This guy really wants to fight, and I can't fight. I cannot fight. I was like, who do I think I am? And I, I was like, fuck you. And I drove down that street, got on Wilshire, and went around the block just to pull back into the parking lot at Wilshire because I didn't want him to know where I was. And I was like, and I was scared. And I was like, I will never talk shit again. I will never fight. I have no reason to fight anybody. Adult braces. You know, though, if you, my thing is like, if, if, if I get fucked with while I'm, like, if someone instigates it first, like, I lose my fucking mind. Like, now my current girlfriend is like, finally, she's calmed me down. Yeah. But like, last time this happened was some dude he the light turned green he didn't go i honked so he goes through the intersection and then brake checks me dude i i started frothing at the mouth i tried to run this guy off the road tried to follow him home my girlfriend's in the car we've only been going out like a year she's like holy shit like what's wrong with you and then finally i had to check myself and be like look man like <laughs> like i was literally like i have a tactical baton in my car at all times like a i got one baton. of my i got i got, I got that <laughs> two scun guns and two tasers <laughs> in my fucking in my house all all illegal in the state of california are you serious i think so i got them all on amazon a tactical baton is you can't ship them out here i know that but oh no i got one that's the one it's the yeah you i got that it out. yeah i, I got one of those it to you? they shipped it to me oh well i go us calvary the magazine you, you know us Oh, no, I go to Amazon.com. Maybe that's what I need to get. I got everything. I got two guns that look like uh, guns, but they're fucking... But they're tasers? No, they're... they're Oh, stun guns? No. Like the fucking... Do they shoot out the fucking... The pepper spray. Oh, okay, okay. I've got two of those. I got two tasers. I got two stun guns. I I got a slapjack. I went through. Oh, the slap. Wait, is that the lead, leather, lead weight? Yeah. Oh, I love those. I got a slapjack. I got everything, and I have them all littered all over my house. So that if (laughs) anything ever goes down, I got fucking every room. You got something right by the front door. I got a, I got a, I got a pepper spray, a taser, and a stun gun, and my, and my fucking tactical baton. I have knives in all the rooms. Of my knives, apartment, I have knives everywhere. It's a fucking. Kni- that's I this guy. He's got knives everywhere. Throwing knives right here. Oh, I have he's got fucking, the throwing knives. I've got my fucking. Take a look at that bit, bitch. Oh. Can you, can you throw? Uh, can you throw those? Fuck yeah, I can throw Dude, knives. What you need though on that? See, the problem with that is when you stab and the blood starts running down, your hand will slip and get cut on the blade. Oh no, but these you, are just for like, throwing. Look, you oh, that, yeah, that, 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 yeah. that's a These yeah. are straight up throwing. Yeah, that's so a thrower. I'm the biggest pussy in this room. I'm not, I'm not a throwing knives guy. I'm not a... Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm just... I grew up, a, you know, I'm a suburban... Oh. I'm a suburban Jew. Man, t- t- Florida was about road rage. Like, there were so many times dudes would pull guns on Florida's you. a weird state, dude. Like... You have like uh, you have normal like normal people, but then you have like deep southern. You know what I mean? Like it's just a weird melting pot. Of it's fucking... a weird place. It's, it's a really weird place. I, I've always thought like you're like you don't, you don't really have a southern. But there are people who are like deep south who live where in did, Florida. Where did David Taylor grow up? Did he? Gr- he grew up in Orlando. Oh, Orlando. Did he really? Guy, yeah, this guy would know. Yeah, I, yeah, I know David Taylor. Yeah. I only know him you're close. Yeah, around the same age. Yeah, too. yeah. Are we really? 
He yeah, he's like the epitome of the comedy store comedy. <laughs> just angry, fucking Ari. Uh, Ari, Ari used yeah, to tell Ari's me good friend. Yeah, Ari used to tell me stories about him. I think oh. I know him. I think I know him. Know him, but yeah, I'm sure, sure you probably. Met yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's but a yeah, guy he who knows up, a lot. Yeah, Florida's a weird. It's a weird state, man. Like it's this weird pockets of you have deep, you know, deep southern. You have no, you know, people from the north who yeah. move down. It's a and Tampa's. Place. I think pretty. Like, there's a lot of wrestlers who fucking moved because there's no a tax. A lot of wrestlers. No state tax. Yeah, a lot you of wrestlers. You also have the circus down there. You have the circus. Bri- Do you know the Briscoe? Uh, the Jerry Briscoe. You know who that is? He's like no. a Hall of Fame. WWE wrestler and then his kid. They all live in Tampa. Like it, all, a lot of them live. Like Hulk yeah. Hogan lived in Tampa, didn't he? Yeah, Hulk Hogan, uh, Paul Orndorff, Mister uh, Wonderful, Mister Wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Randy Macho Man Savage. Like everyone lived down there. Did you ever hang out with the Macho Man? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh yeah. One time, and I was like, "Get rid of Elizabeth." No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Randy, this wrestling thing's not going to work out to think, for you. I, like I never really like. I was in really into wrestling when I was in like uh, when I was younger. Like like, when I when I was growing up, I was I still kind of follow it loosely. When I was younger, you watch I, some I just stuff. Got I don't watch it. it. I, I just watch, got back or you into look it. up some shit. I here watch and there. like highlights. Now. I was like I I was the yo. I was like if you I had the thumb wrestling guys. You know, like you want to give me a Hulk Hogan. You remember the uh, you remember yeah, they had the yeah, thumb yeah. wrestling in the eighties? What for me? What ruined wrestling is when they said it wasn't real. Like for me, like. As when you kid, when you when you when you found out you're like yeah. oh fuck like my brother was he was constantly trying to be my I have an older brother he's like it's not real and I was like it, it, I, but then when I found out I was like eh, it's not that cool anymore I, I just got into it recently I did a podcast with Colt Cabana do you know who he is yeah you know the name I know he is. yeah he's CM a pod- Punk's best buddy he's yeah. uh, like the biggest independent wrestler and I had heard about CM Punk trying to get into the MMA w- MMA which is seems like it's, it's a little controversial may, may I don't think he'll ever make it it may not happen. But uh, he and I just didn't know anything about CM Punk. I thought Schumer had dated him, but Schumer had dated she, she Dolph. Dated, yeah, she dated Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. yeah, that by the way, that doesn't exist in comedy. It's like we get to date all the fucking. If you're a male, you get to. I think I might. I think Ari might have said this, or I don't, maybe I'm just thinking it. But like, but like as a comic, you don't get to date all the fucking women you've ever wanted to date. Like, no, it, not unless, even, not unless even close. You are the point oh oh nine percent. You or know what I mean? If you're, if you're the Eddie Murphy, you're Dude, the we're, whatever. We're less than like magicians. Like da- David Copperfield dates hot chicks. Comics, Wait. we date low. You know what I mean? Like we're. Lower. By the way, that's the story I never told you about Charlie Murphy. So Charlie Murphy's on. Oh, I'm fucking it up. I shouldn't have done it. But Charlie Murphy is on Snoop's sh- his podcast, and he was like talks about getting out of the Navy. And he's like, he's like, but you got to, Charlie Murphy, the way he talks, he's like, yeah, so I, you know, I go out to, I go out to LA and, and he's like, you got to look fly. I'll have a Navy clothes. My brother's like, yo, wear this jacket. And he's like, it was a bus boys jacket. You know, the bus boys are like, the boys yeah. are back in town or whatever. Or yeah, from the, yeah. like, uh, and he's like, it was like, it was like, I was shimmers all over it. And it was like high up here. <laughs> and he was like, and he's like, I wore it with no fucking shirt. And he goes, it's like I go, a Motown jacket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he goes. <laughs> So we roll into this club in Century City. I got Eddie. I got my posse. And I'm in this bus boy's jacket with the shimmers and the sparkles and the diamonds with no shirt and a chain. And he's like, and people are like, yo, yo, yo. Shit, that's Eddie Murphy. That's Eddie Murphy. Who's that motherfucker with him? Oh, shit, that's his brother. I think he's a magician. Oh, <laughs> and, I just, <laughs> and I was, I was fucking 
<laughs> the amazing Charlie. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? He's a magician. Dude, that's like... Oh, my God. Such a good that's story. That's rough, dude. Like, is, like, is, the is, problem, he, is he older than Eddie or younger? Yeah, yeah, he's older. Oh, he's older. He's that, his that, older brother. That's, that's rough, dude. Ridiculous. That's the thing rough. With, the thing with Charlie Murphy is that he's so fucking funny. Naturally. Like, like naturally, naturally like funny, sta- man. The stand-up is almost like... Like, I wish you could just... Problem with stand up is like you have to hone it. Like if you're naturally and funny, it, podcasting is the best thing you could ever do. He is so I've seen him tell so many stories that he's not trying to be funny, but like he's just fucking just being funny for him. That, you know? For me, the Chappelle show was like because they just tapped into like they just like tell us a story about fucking Rick James. You know what I mean? All that stuff is yeah. gold. Have you seen when he tells that Rick James story? Like I just watched it the other, I, like right randomly, right before Prince died, I started watching those stories, and I just it, Charlie Murphy. It was because of that that uh, that uh, God, I want to tell you about the Key and Peele Snoop Dogg episode too, uh, but like he's just so good at telling a story and the way he does, he's it's effortless and he is natural, yeah. it's just a natural. Problem with stand up is like you feel that pressure to be funny every ten fucking seconds. You know what I mean? Like get yeah. that laugh. And that's the problem with telling stories is like sometimes there's a lull and you got to be good with that lull. Not to mention it builds up when your last name's Murphy. Like I remember Damon Wayans Jr. would come into the comedy store and I'd be working the back door and I would card him and it said Damon Wayans Jr. But like he would go up as like, I think like, Dan, you know, yeah, some, you see some, some, some assumed name. But I was like, that's almost a good, that's a good idea. You know what I mean? He yeah. looks so much like his dad. He sounds so much like his dad. So it's like it's, it's a tough thing when. You know, to get in, like say LeBron James and her brothers, like, hey, I want to play basketball. It's a tough, it's a tough thing to follow. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That's the other good thing about if you didn't work at the comedy store, because there's a lot of, like, you have a lot of beefs with people that now are like, I had a beef with Kevin Hart when he was starting out. <laughs> How did you have a beef with Kevin Hart? Kevin, Kevin Hart, like, call, like I used to card Kevin Hart a lot, and like, because I didn't but, fucking but, know, like, but, I didn't. You, you know, know what I mean? Like, no, but this is before he, he looks also, young. I love that you carded Kevin Hart. No, but this is before ride. You know what I mean? This yeah. Is just, no, but, just like, a, but he drove there. No, but, <laughs> no, but he just no, he, did, he didn't park there because he wasn't a regular. So yeah. this is a guy who comes up. in. You see his height, but he's got a chip on his shoulder. Because and I'm working of the, the back door, dude. I'm just this fucking scrub, just trying. Like, look, I'm just trying not to get fired. So yeah. I'm carding everybody. He's like, motherfucker, I've been here like three times. I'm like, dude, I don't fucking know. Like I, a thousand people walk through here that, every, every that was night. The worst when unknown comics, like you know, like I don't know you. I'm and this sorry, is like, but I've, I've, been, I've been one of those guys. Like, I've been one of those guys. Very recently, I went to go do Ari's storytelling show, and the guy goes, uh, "I go to walk around the corner and like to go into the back entrance to go to the belly room." Yeah, and I, and he was like, uh, "No, no, man, wrong entrance." And I went, "Okay." And he was like, "I go, I'm just doing a set in Ari's room." And he goes, "I don't know who the fuck you are, man. Go in the front. I need to see your ID." And I was like. I go okay, and Ari was there, and he's like, "No, no, he's cool," and he was like, "No, he's not," and Ari's like, and Ari got embarrassed, and then I got embarrassed, and I walked around the front. <laughs> if and I someone vouched for him, like I'm yeah. good, yeah. Dude, but there, there but was if you're a, just walking was... in, like if you're, you know what I mean? If you're early Kevin Hart and you're walking in, and I card you for the second or third time, like you know what I mean? I see so many fucking people every week, like don't. And then he calls me out. He's like, "Come over here," and I'm sitting on a stool. I'm like, "You want to fucking talk to me? You come to me. I'm not going to you." And then it turned into this fucking wait, wait, whole wait, wait, ordeal. Wait, 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 Tell more of the story. Tell more of the story. So, like, Slow it down, and I want to know every <laughs> well, detail. Well, first of all, he would bring What was he people. wearing? Was he wearing that black leather suit with no shirt? <laughs> you were 
like a hoodie. I, I don't look at, you know what I mean? This is, I just want to look at the idea. Kevin Hardy may yeah. not have been able to afford that. And you'll bring people with, and they'll, you know, when you usher people in, it's like, I need to check everybody's fucking ID here, yeah. all right? Because I don't want to get fired. I'm just trying to get by. And so, this is like the third time this, this is has happened. Is this the front door or in the side? This is, this the, is back. the back door. He's the pulling back. in the belly room. The belly room. Okay. Yeah. So you have to walk around the front. No, no, no. I think that's where I was. Yeah. 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 So you got to go up in the belly room. And like everybody, you know, and, and so many people at the time were trying to get people into the belly room that were underage and all this bullshit. And they would always tell you, like, at one point they did lose their liquor license for like a week yeah. because Polly Shore had brought in some of chicks all people, Paul. Who, who were like 19. The liquor license people came in. They're like, "Hey, you're." In, they kicked Dice's kids out. Dude, who were just hanging out on the patio. Really? That's yeah. Bi- and that's big. Like, if you lose your liquor license as a comedy show, that's huge money. That's. I mean, you're fucked. Yeah, they're, they're, they're no, no more comedy shows. Well, yeah. What do you do? And it's not. Dude, I I Sodas fucking carded Sugar Shane Mosley, the boxer, once, and he didn't have a problem with it. I, and somebody's like, "Do you know who that is?" I was like, "I don't know." The fuck Although that I is. would work the back door for that Tuesday night show I talked about earlier. And uh, there was a, this guy walks up, he's seven feet tall, and I'm like, this guy is like a he's a Lakers rookie. I card him. He's like 19. I, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go on. Sure thing, sir. <laughs> yeah. This guy's seven feet Watch tall. Watch your head. Like, yeah. <laughs> go, go ahead. Go enjoy also, the show. Also, if you give me your ID, that's all I want to – I just want to say that I did my due diligence and fucking checked your ID. Yeah. It's fine. So it's like whatever, the third time I've carded him in a couple months. And so he's like – do you know who the fuck I? I was it's like, just so I much don't easier. Fucking know who you are. It's I don't care. So, also, it's so yeah. much easier just to show the. You know what I mean? Yeah, than to, just to show have the fucking ID. Just show it than to fucking have this argument. It's gonna take ten minutes. Yeah. So he's bringing people in, and I was like, I need to check everybody's ID. When he comes out, he goes, Look, I need to talk to you. And I was like, All right, fine. He goes, Come over here. I go, Dude, I'm sitting down. You want to talk to me? You come to me. We have this conversation right here. And so he got all pissed that I wouldn't step to over to him, and it turned into this whole ordeal. And I was like, "Dude, I just I'm just trying to make minimum fucking wage here, man. Like, why are you trying to fuck with me?" Yeah. And it was him, like, "Come over here, step over here, step over here." And I was like, "Dude, I am I'm not going anywhere. If you want to talk to me, you come here." And then it turned into this fucking whole ordeal, which I'm sure if I saw him today, he'd probably be like, "Fuck you, you piece of shit." Are you, you serious? Fucking, I mean, I, I'm sure I would work a, Tuesday nights at the comedy store, I got the back door. Again. Yeah, was, I haven't pissed once, you two. Yeah, you're yeah, just crazy, dude. This. this is and this is the urban show, and so they this is their own show. They rent the room out. This is all their own money, whatever. And so they this guy, and he the guy who worked the door was this guy named uh, Joey, and he would limp, and he's like, you, you know the reason I limp? I got a gun on my boot, and he's like, all right, what? And so his brother, I'm like, where? Like your bro, his brother became a security. Guy. I'm like, where'd your brother come from? And he's like, oh, he just got out of prison. And these guys were like. What, the guy Joey was like a big black dude. His brother was like six five, in a black dude. Yeah, huge. And so they, and, and I would work the back door, and all, every fucking person would come to the back door to try to get in, and, but they were supposed to go to the front. And so the, the guy, his brother, the guy who got out of prison, comes up to me and he's like, "Hey man, you know who needs to be coming to the back door and who needs to be coming to the front?" And I'm like, "Actually, I, I don't really know." And he's like, and then he's like, "You got to fucking turn these guys away," and I'm like, "Dude." I make fucking minimum wage. These guys attack me. I have no insurance. Yeah. <laughs> the comedy store is not paying my insurance. If I get my teeth fucking knocked, he goes, uh, he goes, I'll get down there. I go, dude, you're like 50 yards away from me. Yeah. And so then all, there was this comic. I'm not going to say his name for fear of fucking Wait, dying. Lower your, mic, lower your mic and just whisper it to me. I don't know who that is. There was this comic. He was gang affiliated. Really? For sure. Yeah. And he would come in with a fucking blue flag hanging out of his fucking pants. 
and like with all these dudes, and they be like, tell them to fucking go to the front, and I'm like, no fucking way, dude. So I would just send guys down to the gauntlet <laughs> to see if this guy who was freshly out of prison would send them away, or he would let them in. Because I was like, I'm not. What the fuck? I'd be like, hey, it's, it's like this comic. I was like, go ahead, dude. I, I'm not. Fuck- Why would I bother with that? <laughs> It, That's I, fucking crazy. I was a guy at a prison. I was shocked. And this is when I realized how big Simon. Yeah, oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, I'm going to get murdered. I'm going to get murdered. I'll take a beer. Oh, I'm going to get killed. I didn't oh, say that's it. That's so fucking great. Oh, I'm going to get killed. He knew oh, it right off so the bat. Great. Oh, shit, again. So I this, heard it, Eisen. I don't know what the fuck he's so, talking about. So this guy. I, when I realized how big Seinfeld was, is when this bouncer who was six, like five, fucking three hundred pounds, he's talking about Seinfeld. He comes up to me and he's like, "Kramer's my nigga." And I'm like, "This is before. This is before Kramer before he had his meltdown." And I was like, "Seinfeld is the fucking broadest. Of, like, if this guy who was in jail uh, is relating to Kramer, oh, uh, like that's the fucking." I remember when Kramer's first started coming in. Yeah, I do. Like, remember. I remember when he started coming to the improv. He started coming he, to the comedy I, store. And, yeah. and then he was like, and then he slayed that night at the fucking comedy store, and then he went over to the Laugh Factory. <laughs> oh. And it was not it was not the same show. It didn't go so well. Oh, I had a I had a I had an incident, like a really bad bombing, almost like Kramer esque meltdown, except really? I didn't except I didn't say the N word, but like a fucking fall apart on stage the night before Kramer happened. <laughs> at, at the Laugh Factory? At the Improv. And I remember it was... Uh, the Improv, no. Like, what's, weird, what's always been weird to me is at the Laugh Factory, it's a little shady that all their shit gets yeah. out. Nothing gets out from the comedy store. Nothing gets out from the Improv. It's but, just like a free-for-all. If the, you want to do whatever look, you want. Look, I'll tell you this, Tay. I, I, I don't, that, the Laugh Factory is a, is a really great club. I had some of the biggest deals of my life were made in that club, but... There's something about like very bright, very corporate. I, yeah, and they like, tape everything. Yeah, and like I don't like that they like. I looked online and I was like, I was like, wow. So the Laugh Factory has like five of Chappelle's yeah. jokes on their online. Chris Rock went in. Uh, I think when he was doing, I think I, don't know, I forget when it was, but he was like, hey man, like I'm just trying to work some shit out. Can you shut your cameras off? And they were like, no. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna go to the comedy store. And he and it's ridiculous. Like, like I saw a, a Chappelle working on something. It's on the online. And I went. That's not cool, man. Like, his his uh, man rape fucking bit yeah. is is it's all over the place on Laugh Factory. And once as a comic, once you burn it like that, it's done. Once you put it online, I mean, I, maybe kind of. I mean, I, I don't know. I I think I think the you know I don't uh, the whole cord cutting c- concept is a little. I feel like it's a little flawed because I don't think anyone's really cutting cords or just deciding to spend money. Different places to play it on their TV. Like I, I think cable still cable. I've yeah. been off cable for about like but seven I, 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 years. I but, mid, yeah, the Midwest. But do you have? Do you have, uh, do you have... I have Roku. What's I don't even know what that is. Roku. I mean Roku. I can. I I watch HBO. I watch Amazon. Do you have Netflix. to pay for? <laughs> no. I mean you pay for all those separate uh, subscriptions. You're still paying. Like that's yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. point. Like I think the, the Midwest will all like. There's always going to be people who do pay for cable. There's always well, at least for now. The thing is like. It's like the concept of cord cutting means we're going to get it for free, but that's not going to happen. No. Right no, now, no. I have a CISO subscription. I have a Netflix subscription. Yeah. I have an Amazon subscription. Hulu. I have a Hulu subscription. Dude, you need, I pay for fucking cable. You like, need family, dude. I, I get my sister's Netflix. I get, I get, I'm like fucking... He, dude, he, he was causing problems in the Renazizi family. Oh, he, Jesus. He, yeah. he, they, they were watching like Game of Thrones together as a husband and wife. This guy comes in, fucking watches it through. She's like, and then his wife would be like, hey, 
did you watch fucking episode five without me? <laughs> you would see that it would be like, resume play. And she's like, you started it? And she's like, no, I didn't. He's like, oh, I saw you. You're fucking lying to me. And he's like, you are, we almost got divorced over this shit. <laughs> it was O'Neal creeping on Renazizi's HBO Go. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I haven't been on HBO Go in a while. Amazon, no. Amazon is the new one I just got into. What, are you, what are you watching on there? Uh, man in the High Castle. Oh, yeah. He, he's into that. I yeah, the only problem is as I watch it, I just think, man, my life would have been dialed in if Hitler <laughs> <laughs> How dare, if you were divided how d- between Japanese and Hitler, fucking, I would be. I'd be like a business owner. As, like, a, as be, a Jew, I might walk out right now. I think it would have been. Yeah, it would have been tough for you guys. I might, I might kill you're, one of your chickens right now on principle. You're not gonna. Have, you're gonna make it. But us, we, we would definitely be. We would like me. I would probably rise up through the ranks. Of the Nazis. Dude, this, I would this guy, be, do you realize what high-level ma- Nazis we'd be? Oh, yeah. My dad, my grandfather's, my grandfather, when he liberated the uh, the internment camps, not internment camps, the holoc- uh, concentration, concentration camps. camps. Why couldn't I think of that? Um, he saw his cousins were working at them. Dude, no this, shit. This guy, yeah. this guy was on the other side. Is he my, uh, I have an uncle that was driving tanks for the Nazis. He was 14. <laughs> Shut up. I mean, he's Hitler Youth. What You have no choice. You had no choice. My uncle it fucked my grandfather up because he thought, he goes, cousins, like family. Wow. was like. You had no, Mike, because I have a whole other, like I have the other side of the story of like my, my mom was born during World War II in Czechoslovakia. They had to flee to Germany because her father was a doctor. He had to work. You have no choice but to work for the Nazis. And it was like, you got to get to Germany because there's an invasion coming. Get the fuck like, I have aunts and uncles that are all older than my mom, and, like, they're, bless you, there's teenagers, and they're watching bombs drop, and they think they think it's, like, fireworks, you know? It's like, fucking crazy. I mean, yeah. that, that whole, I mean, the w- war in general is crazy, but, like, you, I, that Man in the High Castle was pretty good. I watched, I was, like, five. <laughs> I watched, like, five, and then I kind of just, I don't know, they split up the characters. It's kind of lost interest. It, it lost interest, and I and I was like, stuff when you binge watch like yeah, that you, too. You you're start like, binge watching, you're like, you're like, hey, you got to get me really hard. Do you like, watch Breaking Bad? Nope, never watched. Oh, it. you do. You got to get into that. Oh, never watched watch that. Never you watched The Wire. If, uh, I got to see The watch Wire. Watch The Invitation with Jay Lawson. It's a movie. A movie on Amazon right now. Yeah. Yeah. What great. Do you like horror movies? No. Okay, well, either, right. I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same yeah. boat, else, dude. If you like horror movies, the invitation. Dude, this guy fucking he he's like he wants to spelunk like fucking city it's, sewers because they're like this like guy an urban like, dweller. He wants to see well, haunted shit. I'm in the same boat. I, I can't even watch. Like, I really, do you have I really nightmares from really watching that stuff? Yeah, yeah. I really don't yeah. like them. Like I, I mean, had, I'm I have the same. Bad. I can't watch them. I've been waking up like lately. In sometimes I sleepwalk. And so I have knives by my bed and stuff. So my girlfriend had to take the knife away from me because she was afraid that I was going to fucking stab her. I, look, I, I don't understand. Like the other day I watched. Um, I, I forget. I forget the movie I watched, but I, I started watching a scary movie. And then I went all these feelings. It's creating feelings in me that I don't like. like I always told them that. I go, dude. I would so much rather fucking laugh at something. Like I go. And he, but he would call me. He'd be like, dude, I just watched Paranormal One. Paranormal Activity 1, and he goes, I can't sleep for a week. And I'm like, why are you doing this to yourself? But then he would watch 2, 
Like and I, for me, I'm the same exact as yeah. you. I'm like, I it's get, not feelings it's, you enjoy. I watched the ring. I watched the ring in the oh, movie theaters, the ring, and, oh, I, the and ring, I was like, dude, this we'll isn't fuck cool. You up. Yeah, I, I, dude, I can't watch. I remember as a kid, you uh, can't watch Static on TV, man. I mean, that's the ring fucked me up oh, for two weeks. As a hard. kid, I went to a sleepover party, and this kid put on Pet Cemetery. I went in another room and I watched Golden Girls with the kid's mom <laughs> by myself. I go, dude, I can't handle this. And, and, uh, for since I can't, I, I can't. A lot of chicks like I'm uh, I'm single. I'm on, online dating, and they're like, I love horror. I, I can't watch horror movies, man. Ooh. I can't do it. Oh, I had a dream last night. I had a dream last night that. Uh, oh my god. I had a dream last night you, that I you, created. You just remember the dream? That's well, always, as soon as you said it's that. It's always the weirdest feeling. I had a dream like, last Blanche? night that I, that I created a Tinder profile as a really hot chick. <laughs> and I swiped right on every dude I thought was cool. And then they'd reply back and be like, hey, what's up? And I'd be like, nothing. Just watching Burt Kreischer's comedy. He's so funny. Do you know who he is? And they'd be like, no. Go check him out. He's really fucking great. We should meet at one of his shows. And I replied like a thousand dudes and just created a fan base based on this hot chick that was my Tinder profile. And that's how I got my fan base. And I thought, <laughs> and in my head, I was like, that's so, like, I, I woke up and I was like, I don't think I remembered the dream when I woke up. But in the dream, I was like, my, maybe that's a genius idea. Dude, O'Neal created is. a yeah. Twitter I, profile as dude, a hot chick. I got 2,000 followers in one, or no, two days, and it was you, you all... Tro- you trolled Ari for a while. Oh, yeah. I, oh, and Ren is easy. I was like, just... I, I wanted to create a fake profile dude, so you had, bad. Dude, was, I literally got 2,000, and then I used it to promote. He was like, care of the waitress. And then he yeah. would promote all our stuff, and I was like, dude, you're getting kind of obvious. Dude, if you're a hot chick, and you have anything semi-witty to say... You will get followers like up the ass forever. Where did like, you get the picture from? I just took it offline. I was like, hot, like typed in "hot blonde" and I took this <laughs> chick, and so that was the thing. And then a few people were like, kind of be like, "Eh, this might be fake." But everyone else was like, "Dude, I had two thousand followers in two fucking days." Remember, what was the name? Do you still have it? Yeah, it's Kara the waitress. I remember Ari bit hard. Ari was like, oh, trying to fuck. Yeah, her. yeah. Ari, because I was. Ari was trying to fuck her. Yeah, of course. I even duped uh, uh, little Esther. I thought I, they were like best friends. They thought they were like best fucking friends. Oh my god! It was I a got, it was a why. I've been tw- I have not tweeted in that for years. There was there was the waitress. A lot of people dropped off. K a r a. Yeah, K a r a. K a r a. The waitress. Care of the waitress. Oh my god. Follow. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Who is she? You don't know who she is. Just a no random... idea who she is. Oh my god! What's crazy is that lady has no clue. That you that haven't is... used it since 2014. <laughs> oh, but but then and then before that it was like 2012 or something. Oh, Danish <laughs> O'Neill. You were hilarious last night. <laughs> a lot was of a... people dropped off after a while. It was a promotional tool. It was so great. You'll see our Hey, Kara. Uh, what shift do you work? <laughs> Sam Tripoli. I'm on it. It's easy. <laughs> like there would be people. Ari would uh, direct message me and stuff. And be like, <laughs> uh, you know, if you're if you're around this area, like that would be cool. By the way, I heard up. last night from a comic. I was at the comedy store late, and he said Instagram has changed it where uh, they don't have to follow you to di- direct message. 
He's like, Instagram's the new fuck if you want to fuck. Oh, really? Yeah. Like you, I just read an article on ESPN.com where it was about athletes who were taken to Twitter and Instagram, and they say these guys are fucking like they're like it's we 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 got fucked. I mean, you know what? In one way, it was so much better because we were under such less scrutiny. Yep. But in another way, like you know, we got fucked. We what, imagine, are you, what, are you, what are you talking about? You imagine being in college right now, where you like, just hop on you Tinder, just go online. Bro, dude, I created Twitter one night in Key West. We were high I've as fuck. I went to Key West for spring break because I was in school in Florida. Yeah. Oh, it was the best spring break fucking, ever. Uh, I fucking loved it. What's the street it. called? Uh, Duval. Duval Street. I was Dude, in. Every gay guy, if you haven't been to Key West, you need to go there. <laughs> there's a lot of gay dudes down there looking to party. And there's random. Oh, fuck yeah. Not like your backyard. Random chickens just fucking. Walking down the street. In Key West. Wild chickens. Wild chickens walking down the street. Um, can you chop their? Can you chop the head off and cook them, dude? Is that, dude, how small is Key? You know what I mean? It's, it's a small it's a, place. It's it literally is. I want to say it's like uh, maybe twenty streets one way. It, dude, it's small. Wait, is it an island? Yeah, yeah. You drive. It's the, ver- you drive it's the very on end there, right? of the keys, dude. You're ninety miles off of Cuba. That's where people. If you come from Cuba, that's where you end up. You see people up on rolling up on shore in the fucking. Inner two, you could yeah, have, yeah, you definitely kid. could have. Yeah. What's that kid's name? Eliana Gonzalez. Yeah, oh. I was there on spring break, and I was yeah. like, "Hey, here's a beer." <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Key West. Wait, what was I going to say? Oh, in Key West, we're at a, we're high as fuck. We're at that bar. Remember that one bar? Uh, say you're walking what, what I'd assume to be north on Key on Key West up to Vall Street. There was a bar on the right hand side where it was like all indoor, like it was like pizza and like some shops and a wet t-shirt contest in the back and then you'd walk all the way to the top and there's a rooftop like patio bar dude that sounds like every bar was it uh, for me was it dick's last resort do you remember that fucking place (laughs) it it fucking probably was Dude, for me that sounds like every bar i was there in spring break so that sounds like every bar for me but it was we i was sitting there and i said i wish there was a way that we could like call a number because the internet was wasn't really around when yeah. I was in college. I mean, it was around, but it, you didn't use it for that. Not yet, not as. Like, well, I wish there was a way you could call a number and leave your location and tell everyone where you're at, so then they can call that number and then go, "This is where Bert's at." And they're like, "You mean like a message board?" And I go, "Yeah, like something like a like a like a <laughs> you, like a." If you had invented that, and I and if I had just focused, and if I didn't have any other idea, like, oh, I wonder when skis were invented or whatever yeah. came in my head the yeah. other million times, then I would be a fucking bazillionaire. Yeah, I mean that, like a simple, tiny little kernel like that could have launched you. We'd be doing this podcast in a in fucking mansion. in a mega mansion. Somewhere in the hills. Dude, that's why I'm, side. I'm thinking someone needs to invent sex mojis. Not enough of the eggplant as the penis for these young kids. You mean kids. just big old dicks? Yeah, just dicks. And they don't have those? No. They've, I bet they do. Dude, you they, use bananas? No, no, you're, you're talking about... Eggplants? But you're using just iPhone emojis. Yeah, I iPhone. think you can dial, download no, giant, no. huge cocks. You, you need have titties? to download. Yes, you can let's definitely. Do, let's hold on. You can definitely download I, giant white... Or black, I don't or think, Asian penises. I don't think you can. I think you can. I think it's off the market. I think there's some black. If you're market. out there right now and you're a scientist or some, Dude, somebody, smart, I don't, you don't need to be a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need to be a scientist. You just got to be a pervert. Put it's, on a lab. Adorable coat. vagina emojis exist, and we've never been happier. It exists. Definitely. Yeah. Whoa. Totally I don't know exist. if they're yeah, they're vaginas. What's it look like? Let me see it. Wait, borderline are they racist? Up? No, like. That one's black and purple. That one looks diseased. Yeah. 
Oh, there's, the there's about one that looks normal. The second there's one, one I would, that looks kind of normal. I would lick the second one. Uh, the rest of them, the I others, think. The uh, others, <laughs> I don't know where they came from, Ugh. but it's definitely not a you. The rest of them look like they've been with too many comics. One of them's like a badger pussy. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with badger pussy. Sex emojis. So it does exist, but I guess I'm, I'm out of the loop. <laughs> I'm already like ten years behind technology. Yeah. It's a bad I, sign. First of all, of the- I hate technology, and already my girlfriend and I are looking to like get a place that's off the grid. Like, One of the already. coolest things about this life is that you can go. I want that. I wonder if that exists. Like I've seen you've been vlogging a lot lately. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm, I've been obsessed with my vlog. Um, I just hired a guy to help me with my vlog because I was like, my thing is, I, I think I, I don't know. I'm not right there right now, but I figure like. If I can step up my production game, not much, but just a little bit, then I can offer a better product to people that want to see, find my shit online. And if I can offer a better product, then maybe they'll talk about it more to their friends and go, have you checked out Bert? Yeah. Like, but if I keep it at the status quo of what I've been doing, then I'm not going to grow it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I kind of looked at it like, like with the vlog, I was interested in learning how to edit and how to shoot and how to, like I was interested in all that with um, and then I, and then what happened is I just kind of overwhelmed myself and I had so many projects going on that my vlog was kind of slacking and I didn't want to fucking stop editing it, but I want, but there were definitely in order for me to do it every week and do my podcast every week and shoot the video on my podcast and post the video on my podcast. And I wanted to start doing live podcasts. Like that's one of the things I wanted to do is do a live morning drinking podcast. Cause the energy that we have right now is very, it's very just. It's 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 gr- I feel like it grows. It's like when I do Joe's podcast and and we drink and we party. It it's so like we did a five hour podcast one time. We're at three hours right now, and it Jesus doesn't feel Christ. like three hours. The weird thing no, is, I, I want to keep going. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, I've, I, in my head, as we're talking, I was like, okay, I should probably release this in do two you parts. Drink? I'll have. I mean, yeah. We, I was like, I probably should release this in two parts. I wonder how much more footage I have. Should I change cards? Like in my head. Yeah. And yeah. So uh, well, obviously, what I'd love to do is I'd love to have like uh, my my buddy's Zach is the guy helping me, and I'd love to have Zach here to be able to kind of facilitate the stuff I can't do. Is, is he a fan or is he just a guy? You- uh, I, I think he's a fan, but I think he's a guy that knows more about production than I do. Yeah. He's a lot smarter. Like I have my camera. I filmed. This new this camera I just bought is pretty fucking amazing. It's a, it's a sweet set, which dude. is crazy because you think ten years ago, like what you can buy now for a thousand dollars is is fucking cinema grade HD. This is four K. Yeah, it's crazy. Dude, this is four, it's this fucking on. crazy. I can shoot television. Yeah, I can shoot a television show with the audio and the video. What you're watching on your computer could easily be taken put it on tv and if i wanted my if i had enough money or someone wanted to put me on you could put it on tv the thing i want to do is i want to do i want to step it up i want to do live podcasts like i want to do another one of these with you guys where we come in at like 11 and drink and then stream live because yeah. i do i do that call sick to work i think i've told you this already that's a great g- i mean I, dude that gig dude, is that. fucking it's brilliant it's call sick to work towards and i don't, I don't throw insane. brilliant around i'm not one of these guys who's like everything he did just tell me like the lift ride over here was brilliant so i don't know if the, this, no, yeah. no, no, this guy might be doing for, brilliant around too no, much that's a, that's a great for you that's <laughs> no, a great that's a great fucking gig and ari was telling me he was like you're ta- aren't you taking like drink deals too, right? Or yeah. No? Yeah. No. Because I was like, they talking about Corona. I mean, this but, guy like, and you're fucking. And that's smart. and also the the gig that you do is like people come. It's like an event, 
You, it's like you an call event. off work. You come in. You do like an early fucking show. Yeah. You do it. You're out. Not and to mention you can leave phenomenal. that city if you want that day. You we, can. I've done it where you leave the city and you go to a new city and you do one the next city. Oh, and is, then, your, is your tolerance just so high that you're like, or are you? I have, I have a very high tolerance, and I and I think you, you haven't I'm, even pissed I'm, yet, like, yeah, which is I'm, crazy. Which is pretty odd. I gotta get yeah. some more beers. I'm pretty <laughs> drunk right now, which is fucking. Like <laughs> my, my tolerance is bananas crazy. Like it, yeah, you seem like you could fucking drive. You, you could go pick up your kids at school. Where O'Neill yeah. and I, <laughs> O'Neill just took a O'Neil just took a bad step, dude. We like. Uh, I have. I'll take one. I have, I'm good. I'm good right like, now. Like we smoked with uh, our buddy Steve. Yeah, you know who he. I think you know who yeah. he is. Yeah. But uh, and oh. we neither. I haven't smoked. I didn't smoke pretty much since college. I'm an erotic Jew. Yeah. I get too much in my head. And so we were in Seattle. He's like, "You want to smoke?" We were like, "Yeah, let's smoke." Me, we, me, and him smoke. Yeah. Is I have much. what you would call. I, I have a potential drinking problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we smoke, I, and we're like. Eighth grade level high, like we're yeah. laughing literally at nothing, and he was just like, like he. This is a guy who smokes like five. Like, times what are you a day. Yeah. doing? Yeah, like what? What the? F- and like, so I think that's where we were at. Right we now. were with Ari. <laughs> we went to the Irvine Improv. Was that Irvine? Yeah, dude, you got crazy. This Irvine guy got crazy. Improv. This guy got fucking. We went. If you the- give me open bar, like, so I don't drink normally, <laughs> but if yeah. you give me open bar, like, it's. You get the alcoholic gene oh, in you. Oh, I get I I I. Uh, so when I do these call six, I go to the club. I go to the radio. I do do radio from like seven till ten. I drink on radio the your, whole time. Your shirts off. Shirts and- off the second I get into radio. Yeah. Um, and then I go straight to the club at, and get there at like noon. And it's I have I really haven't done one that hasn't sold out. They've Dude, all I, sold out. I saw a clip where a guy rushed. Great. A guy bull rushed the stage. The bounce I watched on YouTube. The bounce oh, yeah. were fucking gracefully, and you were you were like, you were because you were drunk. You were like a little slow. You were like, I was like, what just happened, dude? <laughs> you just saved. You're like, I don't know if he was trying to hurt me or he's trying to. And you're like, you just saved the day, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, those, but those shows get chaotic. Like, dude, I'll I tell bet, you this. I mean, it's so pretty what, much. So, what time is the show usually? Noon. Noon. Fuck, yeah. that's great. Do people though, show man. up drunk. It's fucking uh, great. Hammered. Are you are you doing material or are you just doing? You no, know, that's the only thing that I that I wish was different about the show. And obviously, if anyone's listening and you want to give me any insights on what could make it different, is uh, is it's just a, it's a straight stand up show. I, and that and that my my stand ups my my stand ups no different at night than it is in the morning. But and it feels in the morning it definitely feels a lot more chaotic. Yeah, but I at bet. night but at night it's still just as chaotic. It's just like it's just doing stand up at night. Yeah. It's it's the same fucking stand up. It's it's like I'm always working on material, but I I I don't have a I don't have like a set list I work off of when I do yeah. stand up although I'm working on bits. Like I'm for, working for on stories. In the morning seems like it it would be looser just by nature. Like like the I got to pull up the fucking video. Do you have an opener? But or I, you, or I just love go that yourself? idea of doing no, that. No, just I lo- usually whatever comic is in town. Yeah. Like uh like Mitch Fatel did one with me. Um, oh, it's like so. Whoever's around, I'll, I'll Brent Morin did one with me. Who's ever oh. in town that weekend usually wow. comes by, and for the most part, I usually, think. What do you do? Wednesday, Thursday? I do or? Thursday or Friday. Okay. And so uh, it's a good gig, but it, I think it may take years off your life. Uh, no, <laughs> it, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The only thing it does is on when I fly back on um, when I fly back that night, it takes years off my life. Like if I do. The morning radio. It's because I get up at six, it's do the long. radio, go so you straight fly to the club. In the night before, 
fly in the night before, uh, or take the red eye in, or I'll take the red eye in and land and go straight to radio. Just fucking just start pounding beers. Uh, Going to radio, start drinking beers. Do you ever fly drunk? (laughs) You seem almost ashamed of it. Wait Wait for the people listening to this to slow down their laughter. Yeah, I haven't flown sober in like. 27 years. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that's taking time off my life. By the way, someone told me, and this is, I don't know why this popped in my head, someone on Twitter a while ago when you said you needed to have us on told me to ask about Romeo Horsecock. I don't know what that is or who that is. It's, uh, it's, it was, it was, uh, my, it was my my wife and I had nicknames for each other. Okay, and I I called her Wonder Pussy, and then I said, "Is this I need, when you were dating?" It was a long time ago. This is yeah. when we first had kids. Did you meet her at where? Did you meet did you meet her at Florida State? No, I met her in. She was a screenwriter here. Oh, so you met her in L.A. Yeah, and she said, uh, "She said, well, what am I going to call you?" I go, "I want something like romantic but strong, <laughs> kind of like Romeo Horsecock." <laughs> and so that was that. I, I, that's my Gmail account. That's my. That was my login <laughs> for everything. Was Romeo Horsecock was my name, and then I put it as my I put it as my Snapchat, and because because this is back when Snapchat was dick pics, so I was like, well, I'm not using my real one. I'll call it Romeo Horsecock, yeah. so I remember it. <laughs> and and uh, and then my uh, my daughter <laughs> very recently. This, how, how old are your kids? Um. Uh, 9-11. He looked at his hand. He had it written on there. My daughter was like, Dad, are you on Snapchat? By the way, but this is... Right now is an easy time to remember their ages. 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> You're good to go. I, Not... I had a joke. I had a joke about... You know what? You know, on 9-11, the guys at 7-Eleven had to be like, whoo, we missed that one by two months. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been bad for us. <laughs> no, I think, the PR the team would, I think their PR team would have yeah, been good. Yeah, it's like, fuck, if they had just uh, done this in, fuck it, what is it, uh, July? Yeah, <laughs> July. Yeah, July like, God damn, Jesus. we would have been good to go. Fuck so, September. But yeah, so my daughter's like, Dad, do you have a, a Snapchat account? I go, I do, why? I go, but I don't really use it. She goes, well... Some of the kids at school follow you. And I said, really? And they go, is your name Romeo Horsecock? <laughs> and I went, oh, my God. I go, it is. I go, it is. Kids in fucking elementary school following you. <laughs> That's a weird you combo with a kid. Because I put Holy it like oh I put it under God. my name. Like but it says Burt Kreischer's my screen name, and then Romeo Horsecock's my other one. Romeo Horsecock. And I mean, then that's a, that's a tough wow. combo with a kid. That's, that's well, the, it gets even worse. There's I no go, Doctor Spock wait, book what? of like, hey, when your kid comes to you with your Romeo Horsecock, you should have a parenting book if you're a comedian. I, I I talked to Ron White about it yesterday. You may, you may need to write. You're an author. This guy's yeah. an, a legit author. And so I, then I, I but the worst part was that I was like I was like we were doing this uh, integration, this co-share with Universal Studios for Travel Channel, and we were doing something with the Transformers. And I said, "Oh, can I put you on my Snapchat?" And the Transformers, like big nine, nineteen foot, twenty foot robot, is like yes. And so I go, "Well, let's do a face swap on Snapchat." And so we do a face swap, funny little bit. Uh, and the people at Universal are like, um, we need to get that. We that is priceless. We should do. Can what's your Snapchat name? And I was like, oh. I go, it's uh, oh, man. I go, it's Romeo Horsecock, and she, and the girl's name is Kiki. I, I'm only saying that because that, that's her. She goes, her name is Kiki, and she goes, uh, I'm sorry. And I go, it's it's Romeo Horsecock. She goes, why is it Romeo Horsecock? I said, well, I got that back when Snapchat was just dick pics. And she goes, so you had like a dick pic account? 
Do you, I go, you're like, you go, okay, okay this, maybe I did. Is that nothing worse than giving your fucking name? <laughs> <laughs> That's like when you call for technical service, like, what's your password? And every comp, my passwords oh. are all fucking crazy. And it's like, M Y P U S S Y number six. All mine is like, wait, oh, yeah, it's like, fuck, fuck my hard pussy. <laughs> hard, no, the funniest one, I've, the funniest thing I've seen in a long time is someone said, you know, when you forget your password yeah. and it has the questions, what was your nickname in high school? And the kid's nickname was Faggot. <laughs> You're not going to forget it. Definitely not going to forget it. I'm going to pass out. I'm laughing so hard. I literally saw that, and I was like, that is the best. I got to piss again. It's amazing that you haven't pissed once. I can't believe you guys. I know. You You haven't pissed once. Are you wearing a catheter? You might be wearing (laughs) a catheter. I'm going to frisk you for a catheter here. Check him right now. Are you sitting on a toilet? I'm trying to pull this fucking You might be wearing a belt diaper. Dude, how do you not? I pissed twice. I'm getting close, but once I break the seal, it's done. You're getting fucking close. This is my third time. Dude, you have like three gallons of liquid in your fucking had. I've only really had like five beers. Wait, that's it? Yeah, how many of you, you? Yeah, we've all had the same. No, no but God, you guys have so many more. Wait, wait and none of this. Are, wait, one, two, We've had uh, we we're at fifteen over here, and then the, the bottle of one, champagne. One, two, three. I'm on my I'm on my fourth. <laughs> I think I drink slower, but like I I, I think like. I had two big. I'm a binge drinker. Like when I drink, oh. I'm a binge drinker. So this is what happened. This is the Philly, and this is what I want the Conflict to Work shows to be more of: is the chaos. But so okay, so we we have a shirt off. Yeah. Oh, this girl's hot. Wait, did, right? Very attractive Three girl given. Is this the wait, this is the girl that came up on stage and get girls beautiful. Yeah. I wish I remembered her name. This is a noon show. Yeah. This is at noon. She wore that sexy outfit too. Wait, wait do you see this part? This is the part that really kinda She's got like tight white jeans on. Hold on, this is a part that's really sexy. By the way, people come out to see you at noon. Like that's a fucking okay. So this is the part. This is the part that really kind of like. Well, if is anything's going to turn you on, this is the way she says this joke. You'll get, if you go, you'll get a minor. I was like, the chick's hot. That's all you yeah. have to say. Let's go to Russia and fuck some minors. Watch, watch how you say this. Watch how you say fuck minors. <laughs> she, <laughs> how did she know sign language? Her aunt's deaf, I think. Chick is. And she, and she volunteered to come up and do this. This oh, I think dude, that I don't, chick is hot. That she's chick is beautiful. Really hot. If you By go the to way, my Instagram, I just took the weirdest piss of my life. Was there blood in it? I had a white chicken. Uh, I had three chicken. Was she drinking them? I had three chickens, literally like a foot from my foot, my right foot. Yeah, I'm in you know regular stance. 
The white chicken was kind of pecking down towards my piss. <laughs> good, <laughs> well, good, good, good. Yeah. I'll, I'll be eating those yeah, eggs. You'll be eating those <laughs> eggs. So if you taste them, there might be a tinge to what's them. What's so funny is I piss. I, that's where I piss all the time was where you guys are pissing. And there's that lemon tree growing. Did you see the lemon I tree? I don't see the sap. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Pissing, I don't know where the sapling I'm is. I'm pissing in front of the palm tree. tree. Yeah, I'm the same. Should, Should we, we not be pissing, pissing on there? the lemon tree? Oh, <laughs> probably. So that's where I piss. And then a lemon tree sprouted. I swear to God. And Did you so, drink a lot of lemon juice? We have two lemon. We have a lemon tree. We have a key lime tree. We have an orange tree. Yeah. If Our orange Is trees. Is key lime? Yeah. Because oh, I, lo- I love oh. Key West. I love Key West. Key West, like, key West I, is a cool city, man. It's one of my favorite places in the Dude, world. It's, it's I went there. I sprint When I was in college, I sprint, I did like a Florida spring break. I went to Daytona. Like all, I never went. I never went to Daytona. I for went spring to break. Daytona. I take that back. In eight, oh, you want to hear something fucking bizarre? I did. I went to Daytona in spring break when we were like in nine, like probably seniors, maybe seniors in high school. And like I said, we grew up different. Like I think Tampa, whatever, whatever. It was just weird. Like uh, all boys Catholic high school, you're not scared of a lot of shit. Cause you've seen a lot of shit, and so. This guy, not, but that's not, we're not, we weren't tough, but we were just, were not scared. Yeah. And these guys, these kids from New Smyrna, like, tried to start a fight with New us. New Smyrna Beach. And they were like, they were like, they got in our face, and, and we were all like, if you, if, if, like, in our heads, we're like, if you want to fight, we're ready to fight. Like, that's who we were, but these were like New Smyrna, and they were like, Orlando kids, really, and they, I mean, technically, and they were like, get in our face, and my buddy Sal just was like, you guys ready? I want to go, yeah, and my buddy's. I, once again, I wish I didn't say these people's names. <laughs> Fuck. Let me start it over. Ari Shafir Sinjar. Ari Shafir. For, I'll say Ari Shafir. First, last, and maybe a social security number. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My, well, my buddy Sal hit the, just jawed this kid, the fucking biggest kid, just goes up and jaws him. And Sal wasn't the biggest guy in the world. And then my other buddy, who will remain unnamed, just whips his dick out, and my buddy had the biggest <laughs> dick out, and starts pissing on the guy immediately. Really? Guy gets knocked down to the ground, and my buddy just what? starts pissing on him immediately. That's and these fucking kids the were like, "Cut on a Friday when they're like, you knocked out fucking like, Debo? What the fuck is wrong with you kids?" Jeez. And we're like, "Who's ready to fight?" And they're like, "We're done. We're done." <laughs> this guy pissed on a man. This we're guy's out. Pissed in his fucking mouth. He literally just. Did somebody hold his, his mouth open? My buddy had has still has the biggest dick. And biggest balls, like the biggest balls and dick, bigger than Ari's balls. Oh, massively bigger! I think Holy that, shit! I, I think that's worse than if you guys had raped that guy. Uh, <laughs> that's like it's literally the fight worse. was over immediately. Like they literally were like, "We're we don't want to fight you guys." Yeah, because that's like what level are these guys willing to take it? To? And that, and but that was one of the things. Like that's the way our sense of humor was: was like pissing on each other, shitting in wine glasses, like. But I don't like, even know if that's a sense of humor. That's like, I, I think it's spring like, break. No, it's like a spring good. break. Spring break. Sal, I, and Sal would be comfortable with me saying this. This is, and that's just you know, spring break for us was like you go to the beach every time. Go to the beach. We had beach week was right after school. Everyone would just go to the beach. Every high school kids at the beach. What, so, what, what, what was your beach in Tampa? Uh, like. Uh, Indian Rocks. Okay. So in college, we would go to Cocoa Beach. Was, okay. Uh, yeah. Was yeah. We'd go to Indian Rocks was our go to. In so, '85, my mom took us for spring break to Daytona Beach. <laughs> my brother and sister and I, and my, just my mom. How old were you? I was uh, what's eighty? I was seven years old. Did you suck and any titties? She <laughs> no, but we saw titties. Like she would love. To, she would take us wherever. Like. 
the party was. What, why did you? Really? Why did you go to the Daytona Beach? As we had a spring break. My mom heard Daytona Beach was like the place <laughs> this to go. Is good. It's got South Padre next <laughs> week. And like I just remember in the hotel we were staying, I just remember walking through the halls, and there was just fucking people passed out in the hallway. There was drunk people. I remember she seven. Said, That's not. Yeah, like the fun. child user friendly. <laughs> That's spring the, break. Uh, the national lampoons. Yeah, Dude, we spring were break. Yuga- well, we were little kids. We went to Yugoslavia, which it doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, and we went first place. We tried to check into was an all nude resort. My parents were like, "Well, we're not going to go all nude." So they go to this other place, which Michael Jackson was staying at at the time, and <laughs> Boy up. George. And I remember looking out the balcony. Boy George was performing poolside. This is like early eighties. Holy shit. And then at some point was Vladdy Devox like front row. (laughs) I just remember seeing and then it was like an all it was all topless beach. And I remember at some point we rented a boat and like the whole family got naked, completely naked. (laughs) Completely fucking by the way, your dad's six six. There was a lot of dick on forehead action. Hey, we're in Yugoslavia. Let's all just fucking get naked. You know they say when in Yugoslavia, take your dick out. It's like when we go back to America, we'll feel guilty about this. <laughs> While we're here, who the fuck cares? What is Yugoslavia? <laughs> Take your dick so out. Who, who started that? Was do you remember? Who started the nudity? No, was it like one fit with your father? Like, but I hey, mean, like our fucking pants you off. gotta like if you would go to the Schwimbad, which is it, in Germany, is like basically whatever, like a water park. There would be topless women everywhere. Like as a swim bod is what I call it when I look good. I've got a swim bod. <laughs> when you look in the mirror, Ooh, Dude, nice. America does need. To, we need to loosen. You got to loosen. We it need up. to be. We need toplessness. Well, there's a topless uh, beach. First of all, Florida, first of all, me and Eddie Fernandez, like I was telling you about, me and Eddie Fernandez, when I first, my first showcase I did out here was for ICM, and I stayed at the Mondrian. And is that that's the place that's attached to the Sky Bar? Yeah. Right across from the, the Mondrian. Right across, yeah. right across from the Comedy Store. And we went down. We went. And got in the pool, and there were topless girls hanging out at the Mondrian. Shut the... And we were no. right out. We were right out of Tallahassee, like right out of Tallahassee. Is like, that even legal these days? There were fucking topless girls, and Eddie and uh, I sat in the pool, and Eddie's ooh. like, Eddie, can't, like standing chest high water, he just goes, "I have a boner," and I was like, "Me too," and he was like, <laughs> "We were like, uh, should we get cocktails?" We're like, "Definitely." Dude, we we went to this party one time it, in this. It was this open mic comic we knew. And he You're was talking like, about the porno party? Yeah. He oh, goes, Jesus. There's going to be a lot of porn stars here. And we're like, fuck it. Jay we're Davis in. was there. We're in. <laughs> so we, we go up. It's in the Hollywood Hills. We go up to this party. It was a pool. It was a hot tub. We were like, we're going to see a lot of fucking nudity. No nudity. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking garbage. So we're all fucking hanging around. There's a hot tub. Do you know Jay Davis, yeah. the comic? He gets in the hot like he's been all, there with Rusty Dooley. All the, yeah, this dude Rusty. Dooley. I know Rusty Dooley. Yeah, Rusty yeah. Dooley. he's a great he's still guy. Stand, stand up. Yeah, he's a uh, great yeah, guy. He's, he's like back in L.A. right now. He was in Vegas yeah. for a while, but he's okay. back. So, uh, so, so all of a sudden, these chicks get topless. Not what about time? <laughs> yeah, we've been, Davis, we've been here three hours. Jay That's Davis so gets in the hot tub, completely fucking naked. Every chick leaves. <laughs> They're out of the fucking. <laughs> we're like, and we're finally like, we leave. We, I look at him. I'm like, really. We leave. We're like, fuck this party. We run into some chick out on the street, and she's like, are you guys leaving? We're like, yeah. You know, we came here looking to see some titties, and nothing happened. And she goes, oh, you want to see some titties? She lifts up her shirt, shows us her titties. We're like, all right, we're good. And then we fucking leave. It was good enough to leave. Everyone was like doing, they were doing coke in some random room. And we're like, oh, this party sucked. We thought coke parties in L.A., there's just naked chicks. You see vagina and titties everywhere. Did you ever hear the story about uh, Trey and Matt's 
Trey Parker and Matt Stone. What, which about? At the porn party? No. No. So, they, have, they have great stories. They used, so, to, they used to go to the fucking red carpet and fart on celebrities and take pictures. So, uh, I'm going to fuck this story up. Hang on one second. <laughs> you gotta eat. Bert's going to the, the computer right now. Do you want another beer, dude? I'm drinking. Dude, I'm fucking. I might pass out at some we, point. By the way, we took lifts here because we knew that this may happen. Dude, neither of us drink all that much, but when oh, we do, yeah. we drink hard. Uh, yeah, I definitely. Have, I might have a drinking problem. That's why I don't drink. <laughs> Bert's right now on the computer. He's checking. Uh, he's Vic. Okay, okay. Dude, when I pissed next to those chickens, one of the weirdest things I've ever done in my life, the chicken was pecking at my urine. Okay, this is it. Four legendary pranks by famous comedians. Okay. Kraken.com. Are you on there? Have you done any famous pranks? By the way, I am on here. Yes. O'Neal just hit some beers Okay. Over. It's okay. Remind me to tell you, too, about you the one? time the dog almost sucked my dick <laughs> at my... <laughs> During the first season of South Park, Trey and Matt... Parker and Matt Stone quickly became two of the most talked about names in Hollywood, despite the fact that nobody knew what they looked like. It would be a few months before their faces caught up with them via magazine articles and limited cinematic releases of their first feature film, Orgasmo. But a few months, but for a few months, for everyone, for all anyone knew, Matt Parker and Trey Stone could be elderly Asian ladies. While I, th- re- I while- thought they were for a while. <laughs> while researching Orgasmo. <laughs> Parker became friendly with a porn star, Tim Lake, who invited him to one of the strangest parties in the Hollywood history. By the way, that's the worst porn name I've ever heard in my life. Tim, Tim Lake? Lake. Tim Lake. <laughs> Terrible. You can pick any name you want. Tim Lake is what you go with. <laughs> like most parties that porn stars attend, there would be a bunch of cameras, a bunch of people boning on camera. But unlike any other porn set in history, there would also be a bunch of legitimate Hollywood movers and shakers milling around the background. <laughs> <laughs> movers and shakers. Yeah. Basically, the legitimate side of the film industry thought it would be a good, ironic fun to get drunk in the presence of legal prostitution on their side of the business. Carrie Fisher was there. Jesus Christ. Jesus, what the fuck? Princess Leia. Carrie Fisher was there. The point is, most people had just been grateful for the invite, but Parker was not most people. Realizing the legitimate industry types at the party would know his name and not know his face. (laughs) He double-checked that he didn't give a fuck. And hatched a plan prior to the party. Matt Parker and the porn star switched identities. (laughs) The porn star went around introducing himself as Trey Parker and explaining that he was there doing research for his upcoming movie, Orgasmo. (laughs) Meanwhile, Parker introduced himself as the porn director. And when the porn broke out in the living room, he began directing action. Jesus Parker committed Christ. to the role, stalking around the room, going, I need more ass. I need more ass. The fake Trey Parker hung in the back, pretending to be taking notes as a director. Jesus. And then at one point, he j- jumped in and started fucking the woman. What? 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 Are you serious? So oh the porn star God. who was pretending to be Trey Parker was like pretending to research the film and then f- was like, fuck it. And just started fucking wow. like a porn star fucking That's the porn star. And everyone's like, everyone's like, Trey Parker's <laughs> fucking the porn star. Jeez. Like, holy shit, he's got the biggest dick. He's amazing and bad. Look at him. Fuck. Like, Jesus. oh, that's one of the best. That is fucking crazy, great. Dude. That's like, I mean. 
That can't go any better than it went that, right there. And you know what? That's also like a product of the 90s, early 2000s. Like, you can't research anybody. Oh. It's fucking great. That reminds me. By the way, by the way, th- that was number four on the list, okay? <laughs> Wait, number three number? Was, was Zach Galifianakis uh, going rogue on Conan. I think he shaved his beard in the middle of the thing. It's not great. Or something. I, Jim I, Carrey was number two. Dude, playing. I think that. I think Wait, that, what's Jim Carrey's? Carrey pulls a Kaufman-esque switcheroo at the Playboy Mansion. He fucked a girl. Wow. But he showed up as Bob Zamuda, and then Bob Zamuda showed up as him. Okay. He impregnated a woman. I think better is his MTV appearance with that huge fucking beard. Do you remember that? When they did like the MTV Movie Awards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no one knew who the fuck he was? Number one on that list? Comedian Burt Kreischer pranks hotel maids everywhere. Really? Whoa. Yeah. Did you impregnate him and then you no, You, never, the you never saw my What Will the Maid Think series? No. no. I did these art installations where I basically like created artwork for the <laughs> maids. Know. So That's this, the is Bert, toilet. this is Burt creating art where Burt's off mic. <laughs> that looks like a woman. Uh, leave the room like this so the maid would be like, what the fuck? And that's just a, a sheet tied to a chair hanging out a window. Did you leave that's that great. Yeah, uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> this is that one. This is <laughs> <laughs> so he would just leave bizarro shit for the, the maid. Yeah, I, I'd leave shit for the maids. It was like Dude, the that first... reminds me of when uh, when we delivered groceries to come full circle. I, I was in the hills, and uh, this is pre, like, Waze and all that shit. Yeah. I got lost, but I mean, we, <laughs> oh, we knew man. the roads, like, yeah. but, you, know, you knew where you were going, but I got I got super lost. I go up there, and it's a modern mansion, all glass. Yeah. And I'm like, where do I fucking knock? Like, there's you know, there's no door. So I knock on a pane of glass. Nothing. I knock again. <laughs> Down comes a fucking, like, a Mexican maintenance guy. He's wearing, you know, like the, you know, like a weird straw hat. Yeah. He's like, my friend, my friend, go up the stairs, and I'm like, all right, yeah, thanks. And I have like a hundred. Like, where we worked, they would, uh, they had a deli, so you could get sandwiches. And sh- I had like a hundred dollars worth of like sandwiches and stuff. So I go up the stairs, and I go up, and I look to my left, and it's a, it's a guy naked, uh, standing, a guy sucking his dick. A guy hovering below the guy sucking his dick, and they're all on camera. And I'm like, this is a fucking gay porn shoot. <laughs> and so I, I quickly, t- literally, like, within a split second, I turn to my right. And I'm like, oh, my God. And this fucking guy's sitting on, a, like, a stone f- like a stone wall. And he's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I, I think someone ordered <laughs> you food fucking, here. You guys ordered some um, next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, in, in my mind, I'm like, this is the plot of a porno of, like, the delivery guy comes yeah. in and they fucking pound him. And, oh, and, fuck, yeah. Yeah, and so I'm like, fuck, dude. And I'm like, I, I think someone ordered. And the Mexican guy gave me literally no warning, no fucking eyebrow <laughs> raise. My friend, they're upstairs. Yeah, yeah. The, the, guy, the Mexican guy was loving it. He's like, watch me send this white guy up yeah. there. This <laughs> fucking gay porn He set. literally gave me nothing. So, and the guy's like, and so some lady comes out of like a side, you know, production house. She's like, yeah, yeah, come in. I go in, and I'm I'm terrible at hiding my mo. I have a bad poker face. It's it's I look like in the room going like this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty much I pretty much gag. And the, the lady they you know they pay me, 
And so, and this guy's like, "Is the tip included?" And I was like, "No, tip, yeah. tip." And, and, the, and they could see that I had seen fuck. You know, they're like, "This guy's been through it." No, 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 it's not. So they gave me like twenty, you know, twenty, twenty-five. They called the Chrysler. <laughs> Give me the Chrysler. <laughs> so the, the woman goes, "Take him around the. Lo- like, they didn't want me to walk back through the crime scene. Take him around the long they way. Take me around the long way." And you I should left. have been like, "Hey, for the record, the long way is back through that room." <laughs> I don't know. To, to this day, I don't know what the guy who was hovering below the guy sucking the guy's dick was. I think he was catching just, uh, you know, liquids that were, that I think were coming was, out. I think he was eating Fucking the guy's bizarre. ass who was sucking the dick. So were you as were, were you are the guy who made all the right moves? We're the guys who made all the wrong moves and made like when you got luck and success. We're the guys who got nothing. We're the at Van, all. We're the Van. We're the, we're the opposite end of the the spectrum. We're Van Wilders who went wrong. You're Van Wilders who went right. I'm fucking. I'm a, I By still, the way, Ryan Reynolds not a bad person to portray you in a movie. No, I, I did. A, I took a general meeting with his company to do a sitcom, and they were like. Uh, and they were, obviously, I didn't know who they were for, at the time. And they had my book in front of them, and they were like, um, "Do you uh, do you know who we are?" And I was like, "No, I have no idea." It was like just a general meeting, and they're like, <laughs> "We made a movie called Van Wilder," and I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" I saw that. Uh, that, I saw that, that, that was in the, the theater, Rolling Stones. Uh, and they were like, they were "When like, I was in college, yeah. I saw that on, a, on yeah. a date with a chick." And they were like, "Do you know? Uh, have you ever seen the movie?" And I said, "No, I've never seen the movie." And they're like, "Shut up!" And they're like, "You should do that on your podcast where we have." I don't know if they said Ryan, but I'm assuming they said, we have Ryan come over and you guys watch it live. And I was like, uh, like in a Science fucking Theater. heartbeat. I was like, Mr. Deadpool, I mean, it's huge. Dude, I, I'd suck his dick. He's gorgeous. <laughs> like, he'd walk in and my wife's like, that's the one I wanted. <laughs> Fuck. We saw him. We saw him at a restaurant one time on Melrose. I he's think tall, too. He, right? with his, he was with his first wife. He's a good looking dude. Dude, he's, he, like, dude, he's fucked like. If you look at the chicks he's fucked in Lattice Hollywood, Morissette. all fucking smoke they, shows. All of them. He's yeah. fucking... He's, now he's pounding uh, Blake Lively. Is that who he's married they to? They just had a kid, I think. Dude, Second he's, kid. he's gone from like one... Like, literally, he's had a great streak. He's had a great career. He really yeah. has. I got to be honest with you. Like, I have a hard time looking him and not thinking two that's guys what Dane should have done. Yeah, two guys in a pizza same. place. Was I'm, that I'm in the same boat. I'm like, it's the same... But almost the thing the same is, though... Dude. It's he, very similar personalities, almost. Very, very big. But he has he's he's the actor of the you know what I mean of the yeah. bunch. Like he's the guy who's put the time in to become the actor. But I'm in, I'm in the same boat as you, where I'm like that. It's it's a very similar thing. It's very it's, it's a, a very, cousin. You can't of, picture Dane Cook doing buried though. No, but I mean, stuck in a I fucking could, I could picture Dane Cook doing uh doing uh Dead Show, Deadpool, Deadpool, Deadpool? Oh, yeah. yeah. Not it's not far off. If he'd put the time in, I guess. To be no, done. no, I think Dane could have done it. I think Dane definitely could have done it. I, I, I think it would be a very different. the The problem is, you know, I think Dane, Dane was almost a victim of his own success. You well, know what it I mean? was. Like, it's it was it's, the scrutiny. It was almost it, like Amy it, it's Schumer. a good victim to be, though. No, if you're yeah, be, he had a great. Trust me, I follow his Instagram. He is is he's. I don't think he's stressing about anything no. these days, dude. We uh, we went. Frazier Smith set up a meeting with Jamie Masada and us, <laughs> like not that long over ago. The, over the Laugh Factory, and uh, when we were there, I was like, "Who's fucking Lamborghini? Who's Aventador?" Fucking Roadster is being brought down the ramp here, and it was Dane Cooks. So I was like. This guy's fine. Everything's fine here. Lamborghini. Oh yeah, man, dude. He has he has bank upon like bank. No, nothing is uh, nothing has gone wrong here. Dude, you yeah. need, you need a Lamborghini. 
I've, I've driven one. Really? Uh, yeah. And I thought to, I said to my the kid I was in the car with, like, you just when you get older, I think you start really looking at like not not prices of things, but payments. And you know what your nut is, yeah. and yeah. you just yeah. look at like, and you're like, all right, I mean, six hundred thousand dollars. You're married. You have two kids. Married, I mean, two kids, house, two cars. Three cell phones. You start breaking it down, and you're like, "Who's the All third right, cell phone?" Georgia, my oldest. How old is she? No, eleven. She's the one who found out I was Romeo Horsecock. It's crazy that eleven-year-olds have <laughs> cell phones, it's but biz- it's the reality. It's, it's crazy that there's porn could be in her hand. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that's the the fucking. That's, that's my fear. Like as a, as a kid, like when we ran a motel, we also showed pornography at night. Yeah. So like we can watch during the day. No, it was all during night. So it, it during, so we'd be watching Dallas on Friday night, and my dad would be <laughs> during the commercial break. He's like, "I gotta check the porno." We're little kids, and he's like, "You know, let's switch over." And then he, you know, the the whole two minute porn, the whole two minute commercial break, we're watching porno, and I'm fucking Shut got my up. fingers open. That's that German. Mom. I'm a little kid, so I'm watching the pornography, Shut which up. is totally it's totally <laughs> fucked up my life. <laughs> What uh? What was yeah? I I I'm, uh, the first porn I ever saw was uh, BDSM, like that was I was like first grade and I saw a magazine. First that, grade, first grade, and I saw a girl Jeez. tied up, and I was like, I was "Where'd like, you see it?" Wait, uh, ba- a, BDSM? Yeah, we're the, that's a that's a total bootleg copy of something. <laughs> well, that's that's at a bookstore, that's where porn used to be. Yeah, bookstores. We no, had it's like a magazine shop in my town. We had your on Fletcher Avenue, your fantasies, which was just like a total porno, and then they outlawed porno in my town. And this guy had to go underground. Bless you. Sneezing a lot lately. I feel like the allergies are fucking killing me. Um, L.A. I, I didn't have allergies till I moved to L.A. I'm going to piss, gentlemen. It's amazing that you haven't broken the seal. <laughs> I'm piss three hours and 39 minutes. This might be a 15-minute piss. Hey, dude, it's amazing that this oh, there's, guy... There's fucking chicken shit everywhere. Yeah, I watch your, watch your feet. Dude, it's amazing that he hasn't pissed until dude, this point. There, there was a puddle where I pissed. I might pissed. piss again. I know, I have to piss. But there's it literally smells like piss in the back. Why wouldn't it? Because I I thought maybe it wouldn't because it's outside, but it smells really bad. By like the piss. way, I'm fucking have we have like I'm glad all, we didn't drive here because dude, look at all these cans. Yeah, next I to counted us. them up. You know where we're at? How many? Well, we were at 15 when you were out pissing. We're at probably 18 or 19 or 20 Jesus right now. Jesus Christ! And we had champagne before that, so we had a bottle of uh, what is this Corbell? <laughs> and then we. Dude, so count this right here. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Oof. It's not uh, healthy. It's not yeah, we're not <laughs> We need uh we Dude, need I'm sorry if it's um Bird just stepped in chicken shit. Stepped in the shit. That's what happens when you get fresh eggs, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. He sprayed himself with a hose, it sounds like. He's outside. hosing himself off. I can't believe he just pissed It's for the 3 first o'clock time. right now. It's 3 o'clock? Dude, this might be a five-hour podcast. Jesus Christ. We're going to beat the Ari Shafir record. Jesus Christ, sure. I literally stepped in chicken shit. Holy shit. He burnt, he, the sacrifice of fresh You're eggs right, is right? stepping in shit. Is that who cleans this up? Is, is, wait, yes, you, they're chickens. Hey, can you throw me a beer? <laughs> Dude, right now, By the way, I'm, deep, I'm deep in the shit right now. O'Neal knew a guy, this Mexican dude, who he, uh, you knocked oh. all his teeth out. Oh. What? Yeah. Well, okay. And, and his kids, we think, may have killed his chickens. There's this Wait, guy what? who uh, 
I made it to piss again. It's crazy. You just pissed for the first time. Watch it's out for the chicken shit. It is everywhere. Dude, when I when I was stumbling over, I was like, we got to worry about the fucking recorder. We got to worry about the chicken shit. There's a lot yeah. of a lot of variables. It going gets on complicated. There. I, w- it, I would love to. I would love to. Maybe the next uh, iterance of this is like lav mics. It would be so much easier to be lav. Nice. Oh. Wait, what's the longest podcast you've done? Stan Hope's five. Let's do an eight hour. Jesus Christ. Let's do yeah, let's just, yeah, you guys want to spend the night? Yeah. <laughs> Todd Glass. I want to raise your kids uh, for the next three years. <laughs> I've got to, I'm supposed to. My Both my daughters will be home in a second. And, uh, do you and pick I'm, them up? No, my wife's grabbing them. Is it oh, weird? Wait, that should they we come get? Home? Do we need to get out of here? No. no is it weird no. they come home like, "Hey, Dad's drunk," or is that just kind I'm of? I'm not really drunk. I mean, I'm. I'm you're not really. Jesus, how I'm are you not wasted? I'm fucking like ready to. We got eight <laughs> beers deep. I'm ready to Corbell. I'm ready to shit my pants right now. And he's like, "I'm uh, fine, dude." We we literally took lifts here because we're like. <laughs> this is. I don't it's, know what the fuck's gonna happen. I'm sc- glad I did because I'd be comatose. <laughs> it's scary to me that you say I'm not that you're. I, I'm not. I'm like I. I, I honestly like I'm was like to see your wife that I may I may like go crazy. No. <laughs> I had a beer over here. It, wait, is there? This is mine. Is one of these full? I think oh, it's here it is. Here it is. Okay, <laughs> all right. I lost it, dude. Wait, holy shit. Yeah, I'm a but, but I but. For me, I don't know. It's like uh, the I love the part of the buzz where I like two types of buzz buzzes. I like the slow roll beer buzz where it's just like a casual yeah. all day type of thing. Yeah. I you're never casual, fucked I mean, up. You look at over here. We're, we have a crazy, you guys have you guys have put a dent in this thirty six pack. We, we have a crazy collection over here. Your collection is not that impressive on you're your like, You're like a professional. Here we are, amateurs. You guys trying to pound. In, you guys went walk a flock of flame hard. Yeah, we're like. like you're you're going like, this hey, is, this is my life. We're going yeah. like, this is our yeah, like I do this professionally. <laughs> yeah. Right now, we've we've gone into the abyss of like this is we're, we've gone into a deep dark path. Here. I like I like the I like the beer buzz. Like the uh, we used to call it like growing up in Florida it was that boat beer buzz where you're drinking Coors Lights and you're just kind of fucking like on the boat all day like and you never really boat. Yeah, no 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 like on a, on like out out in the ocean. Dude, when and I went to college, guys would wear the sunglasses with the straps on them. Yeah. That was like a boat thing. Oh yeah, and so that but was for like, me. That was like a pussy thing. It's like I can if that I could beat that. I'm, I wasn't a fighter, but I was an athlete. I was like yeah. I could beat that guy up. He's wearing sunglasses on a fucking on well, a uh, that with a with a guy. Uh, what was the shirts with the fish, the tarpons on them? These guys wore uh, oh. where I went to college. They would Is wear that, the fucking it, that was like, a thing. They would wear like salmon color shorts. <laughs> Shirts with the fucking and I was like I could I don't know what that guy's about but I could guy uh I'll, I'll I'll tell you the shirts this was a big deal when we were kids growing up dude for for me in Florida like yeah for sure these guys were like fishermen dude I had to piss for the fifteenth time dude, you got to go to the bathroom. you got to piss go piss do you have adult diaper is this show sponsored by Depends I from, should can we can we do catheters from after this guy shirts what's it what was I, his hey name? look I don't know if <laughs> I may go piss in a chicken's mouth. Before no, don't was, do that. Don't no? do that. Dude, okay, I, I, won't. I once, uh, my girlfriend and I were staying at her sister's house. She has a oh. great Dane. And I was like ma- trying to make her laugh. So I was putting my dick in the <laughs> great Dane's mouth. I was trying to get it to lick my dick. Classic Abbott and Costello. <laughs> and then it kind of. <laughs> Guy Harvey. Guy Harvey was the f- tarpon fishing shirts. Okay. <laughs> Guy Harvey shirts. Those were big, dude. Guy, Har- Guy Harvey shirt. Sunglasses with the thing on the yeah. thing. And oh. and just beers. Those are my two favorite buzzes: is the all day beer buzz, and then I love the it's it's fucking Thursday morning 
two vodkas and it snuck up on you, Buzz. That, like, that's, and you're like, Whoa. That's what today is. What's today, Tuesday? I think there's nothing ba- better than I didn't think I was going to get drunk today, Buzz. Oh. Like, I had no idea. This came out of nowhere. People are like, hey, let's get fucked right up. Right now, even though we're adults, we're all on borrowed time. Like, this is Ferris Bueller. Dude. We're all skipping <laughs> school. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I got to be honest with you. Best... Mo- the funnest podcast I've ever done where it's, <laughs> this has been a blast. You're like, hey, let's do 11.15, and we're like, all right, and we're getting fucked up. I'm better. I liked it better than, and than doing fucked. it last night. Like, last night, I was like, I was like, fuck, because I had drinks at Ron's house, and I was like, I don't want to fuck Where in, does he live, by the way? Uh, no, up you in the hills. have me address. Like, but. up in Beverly Hills. Did we deliver I groceries to him? <laughs> uh, no, no, you'd, you'd remember that fucking drive. It's like it's like it's a Off beautiful. Appian way. One of the coolest things he said to me in the podcast. I'm sure the podcast has been released Dude, by the time a, I released this. He's a hell this. of a storyteller, man. He's is, but he was like, I never thought I'd be here. Like just in that beautiful of a house. And the coolest part about interviewing him was that, like, as a road, you, as a guy on the road, met, you had never met, never him. met. Him. How'd you get hooked up? He had with no him? clue who I was when I walked in the room. He how'd, just, how'd you get set up with him? I have no fucking idea. So it was just like, hey, someone was like, someone on my team was like, Bert should interview Ron White, and he was like, reached yeah, out to his it. team, and they're like. Bert would like to interview Ron White. I'm sure they were like, probably looked me up. And they're like, okay, he's a legit comic. Yeah. Ron yeah. had no clue. I literally had, when I walked in, so I was just no, like, hey, like you shook hands. Like, he was hey, like, I'm hey, Bert. let's go. Like, and, and I just started the podcast immediately when he sat down. I was like, all right. And I was, yeah, I was like, let's not fuck around. Let's I was like, I was like, I'm a big fan. That's number one. And then I was like, at one point, I think it's a real, I think the interview is a real reflection more of anything that, of my ego or my self esteem. Cause I, a couple times I had to be like, I'm a real comic. Like, because uh, yeah, yeah, because he yeah, didn't yeah. know who I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm a grown a up, and I'm like 43. Yeah, so I don't want to be like 43 and sucking some dude's dick. Like I want to. But be- also, like Ron White's, like here's a dude who's making eight, whatever, six, seven million dollars a year doing yeah. the fucking road. This is a whole nother like level. Well, and I wanted to, I wanted him to share the experience because one of the cool things about him that I connected with was when after I saw Blue Collar, and then I I went on back on the road. I just thought he was this celebrity that had just been a celebrity his whole life in this big theater comic. I didn't know he was literally a $1,500 comic like a month before that. Like, so I, I kept oh, like, he's like, like for years he was just a fucking dude who was He's also like the like least he, blue three collar grand, of the blue collar. You know what I mean? Three like, was what he was making on the road. I got to piss time. again. Per, piss. Like per I'm month? Humi- I'm per- humiliated. I pissed 15 times to Bert's one, but this guy's, it's got to happen. Bert's came we're back We're going to beat the fuck out of this guy. I'm going to fucking- fuck some of these chickens right now. <laughs> Is oh, that cool? Do not fuck the chicken. Why not? Their eggs. It, Why not? Is that I don't know if cool? you know this, but in our motel, a guy fucked a chicken to death. Uh, it, yeah, was all, it was actually on Jay Leno. A guy fucked a chicken to death. I'd have to have two conversations our... with my daughters. Man, man, man cow. You know man cow? Yeah. He used to call this guy's old man as a prank. Uh, because the chicken the... fucking. It, it became like an infamous thing. Really? Where he would call him because my dad would get fucking irate when people Watch would call chicken, asking about the chicken fucking. And so he would go crazy. So people would we call him just to instigate him and get him to go nuts about the chicken fucking. Really? Yeah. That's fucking... It was a bizarre... Yeah, some guy... Uh, I think I heard about the chicken fucker. Yeah, there was a chicken fucker and he checked into our motel. Uh, you know, he's mildly retarded <laughs> and he fucking he fucked this chicken he leaves my dad finds the chicken he finds the feet and the a lot of feathers a lot of blood on the mattress and uh he calls the guy's mom he's like hey you know it's just an incident here 
the mother's Shut like, up. you know what? Call the police. Call the police. And this guy fucked the chicken to death. He was he was trying to steal a goat from a nearby farm, but all he could get was the chicken. So he fucked the chicken to death. He nope. went to prison, and then when he got out, he actually got busted for fucking some waterfowl in a park nearby. And <laughs> this guy's a repeat offender. I guess you have to call it waterfowl. You can't say he fucked a duck. He might have been a goose. Yeah, it might have been a goose. <laughs> Silly goose. <laughs> There's a lot of waterfowl that is. What so. was you know so funny? The first time I ever saw a sheep, um, I was with my wife. We were at the state fair in L.A. Yeah, the, it's the first and, time you seen sheep. Yeah, like oh. sheep uh, and seeing sheep, female sheep genitalia, and I <laughs> lost my shit. I go, it looks just like it. It looks just like it. And she was like, yeah, that's why they fucked them. And I was like, I literally lost my shit. And she was like, calm down, calm down. (laughs) And I was like, it looks just like it. Like, like, that one looks like you. And she was like, shut the fuck up. But I I was blown away. Yeah, no, my brother used to be like, hey, come over here and look at this. And then he would shoot the fucking teat of milk right into my eye. Oh. He'd be like, "Hey, hey, did you see this over here?" And then he'd be, "I bend How down, and he'd fucking." He was three years older than that's me. The What's fu- he doing? Uh, he's a lawyer. I mean, everyone in my family's a lawyer. Dude, that, really? that's my the brother's fu- a lawyer. His wife's a lawyer. My sister's a lawyer. I've, well, I have a little sister who's uh, big into finance in Australia. Shut up, dude. We, yeah. were, we were just in Indy. It was uh, Renazizi brought out me, uh, O'Neill. And we went to his brother's place. And this, this is like guy, two this, weeks ago, yeah. This guy's got a safe of guns that it, it blew my really? mind. I'll just say that. Where, my father was a gun collector. Like we're, so we're well-versed in the, in the weapons. Like, and Ren is easy and I are. We're, I mean, we're just we, two had, we had a farm slicker. that was uh, we had 987 acres. We had a farm, so That's a lot. We would, dude. They grew, we had machine guns. They grew and, like, wild. We, would shoot. They grew wi- we that just we didn't grew grow wild. it. They just grew no, out just there. Grew, Really? Yeah, we had weed. Every year, the fucking, they would come out, and they would cut the weed down, the government, and they would haul out. Like, one year, I remember they had 2,000 pounds of fucking weed that would come out. We used to, uh, I had a buddy, and we used to chop some shit down and dry it out, but it was filled with pesticides and stuff, (laughs) so we would smoke it, and it would give us the worst headache ever. It was just the worst. Just pure cancer. Yeah, it was just all, like, I'm going to have mesothelioma. I always hear that. You know that's what Bernie Mac died of. Is that what he died of? I think he died of mesothelioma. Dude, that that was wow. one comic that like I didn't never saw him never, met, but that was one comic that like hit me hard. I was like, Did you ever a, see his Def Jam set? Oh, oh unbelievable! I you motherfuckers. That Unbe- is unbelievable. I talked to I talked to Bill Burr about it. That was Dude, one that of was the, like the a crowd that was hostile. Yes. that was like I'm not scared. Fuck you. And Def Jam is the crowd that I would always. Have dreamed of performing for. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Like, that crowd. They were like black. We used to actually do a duo act <laughs> every and, now and then, we and would. we still do it. But like every time we perform in front of black audiences, they t- they respected us so much. Like they're like, you guys don't give a fuck. Our, our yeah. style's kind of like we'll kind of we'll come at you aggressive, kind of insult crowd work, but like. Yeah. In, in black crowds, they like, that's they like fucking the, respect that, it more that, than but, anything. But that's what yeah. they grew up with—the dozens and like, it's a cultural thing. Where like in that Bernie Mac said, if you haven't seen it out there listening, oh, go watch it's on YouTube. Scared of you, motherfuckers! To, to me, it's yeah. literally one of the best stand-up sets I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, like, it's, it's, he, like it was a crowd. I guess that was like he they, had two they, sets, right? One was stealing the pussy. 
And that, what was that, that? Was, that was all. I think it was all the same was set. Was it the same set? It was one set. I, I the only one I've ever seen where he's got those horrible pants where his face is tattooed on Yeah, he was wearing them. like uh, cross colors, top and bottom. Oh. The whole, I he guess like a cr- hyper color shirt. Well, Bur- Burr's, Burr's set in Philly is one of my favorite sets oh. ever, too. When he goes... How many minutes do I have left? And he, dude, Ten that minutes. is fucking. Amazing. Where he's like, "Fuck your fucking Liberty Bell, fuck your fucking, you got fucking Mike Schmidt playing third base, fuck you." <laughs> and they start, they start applauding him after a while. Don't you fucking Don't applaud fucking me? Don't fucking applaud dude. me. Fuck you. I hope you all fucking die. Burr and CK are guys that I respect so much because they earn their fucking thing. Because Bill Burr was around for. I mean, he he'd been pounding the pavement for so fucking oh, long, fuck man. Yeah. Dude, Bill Burr is just so. Like, He's just so naturally we used to funny. Him, remember we used it's to watch insane. him in the OR doing a bit about Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, uh, fucking adopting the kids in Africa, and it would it, it just fall. It, it would it would just it failed. But like to us, we're like this is the funniest shit we've ever heard. Yeah. But you have a fucking audience that's from all over the world. Nobody gives a shit in the fucking OR in the comedy store. Yeah. And we're like, dude, this is unbelievable, and people are just not giving him anything. It's crazy that right now he is Louis, where Louis was like five years ago. I, I mean, I, 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 he, he, yeah, he fucking, he, he, he's, he's blowing me away. His with, last special was fucking. Was that dude, the one in black and white? Yeah. The thing about. Dude, he's, he's just, my, you watched Donald me Sir, like. The Sterling thing was. It's pretty tame for a fucking old guy. Dude, it was, he's like, this guy's a progressive fucking guy for his time. Listen, you can fuck them. You can do dude, it. Just don't put them on your Instagram. Dude, Burr, is, he's, he's, I mean, the voice. Like, like, when you look at comedy, you're like, there's just things that go into it. His voice is funny. His accent is yeah. funny. Just everything. He's just naturally a funny fucking I've, I've guy. I've said this. I was there. I was there when he kind of turned a corner in his stand up. I remember not the night, but like one of the well, like you during saw that him time kind of progress. Well, what, what was the what was the point where he goes? This is because he this used different. to be he used to be a lot more like uh, bit bit driven, like yeah. uh, like ob- maybe observational or like or like it was a lot more like Brian Regan esque. Okay, yeah, because they're, they're best boys. Are they? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're good, good buddies. friends. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. I didn't know that. And they, so, they did a, they did like a, they did uh, a tour together, or they did some sort of where. But Regan was so clean, and Burr was so dirty that yeah. like it didn't. It, they flip flopped like back. One would open, one would close, and yeah. they were like, "This just does not go together." They, uh, but but and then and then one day I we were in New York. I I don't know what we were doing. Something out in New York. I forget what, but or the Boston Comedy Club. And I was there with my agent and my manager at the time, Barry. And Barry Barry had just let go. He was an owner of that club, right? Yeah, it was his club. And uh, Barry had just let go of Bill. He had just fired Bill. And I think ICM, that's the way it worked, is like if you got with Barry, you got with ICM. And so ICM had let go of Bill as well. Really? Yeah. And it's just, I mean, they're killing themselves now. But uh, And I watched Bill go up. I had to go up and do a set. I did fine. But uh, Bill destroyed... But he destroyed on a different level. He was talking about uh, women, and it was like it wasn't. It was it was what we know as Bill now, like a little angry, a little fucking edge to it. Yeah, yeah. it was very different. And and Barry was like, I don't know, Papa. I don't know where this is gonna sell. And I I sat in that corner, the very very back corner of the Boston Comedy Club, is like where the comics would hang out in the yeah. back back by the bar. And um, 
I literally said, I think my shirt was off, and I was like, Bill, whatever the fuck you're doing, keep doing it. Like, that is so fucking great. And he was like, he was like, I'm so glad you say that, because he goes, you know, I just was at the ICMN with Barry, and they both let me go, and I'm fucking just like, what am I doing in this business? And I was like, just, I remember just saying, like, over and over, I was like, that shit you're doing right now is so good. I remember sitting in the back, and that, but that was that energy. That was Bill, Patrice, Norton, Bobby, like, that was that energy DePaulo, Colin is. Yeah. It was contrarian thinking uh, attached to really heartfelt fucking energy with like, the East Coast edge. Like, man, if that was your one pick. You redeemed yourself. That's idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to him, Bill, you do this for a living. No, like, I had nothing to do with his. But like, I no, remember sitting you, in the back, just one. going but like, "The problem." I can tell you what you, I've only been good at. I've only been good at telling you when a comic's great. That's the only thing I've ever been good at. Is like sitting in the back and going, "Like, I can tell you when comics are shit, and I know when they're shit." I'm like, "Meh, I'll pass." Can you come yeah. see us just to tell us what? Yeah, you Yeah, if you want to, <laughs> I'll sit you guys down. But no, I mean, like that's the problem with you have an agent or a manager, or whatever. They only get what sells now. Like you don't, oh, they don't get really like have a, what. Dude, some managers, some managers do. Some managers have like a some, can see you as something bigger than what you are. But like, lot, like, let me tell you something. I sat, I watched Tom Skurr the first time I ever watched him, and not only that, but I was like, this guy's funny as fuck. And the shit he was saying off stage was funnier than the shit he was saying on yeah. stage. And I thought, man, the day he pairs those two, he's going to be destructive. And yeah. I remember he's just one of the funniest guys because the way he interacts is just. It's just funny. Like the he's just funny. His specials are great. The one thing that I think he and I both remember is when he used to showcase at the comedy store. He did a, a bit about the homeless. I always remember. And man. it was I remember, like I remember dude, a bit of yours, by the way, from yeah, the Louis yeah. Anderson days. What was that? It was because uh, I remember <laughs> we would sit Start back there. Again. Dude, we, we would, yeah, we we would do, sit we back were, there yeah. and study the game. We were young comics because we were like, dude, how, these guys are unbelievable. If we could just get. To that level, you know I mean? which like, is what? like you guys have obviously just fucking pole vaulted Shut that level. Up. Like we're, we're always we're, like, if we get to that level, we'll be unbelievable. And we're dudes who are, li- I mean, we're literally open micing. Like you know, we're fucking, we're we're less than a year into we're, this we're shit. Infants. And we're watching you. I, the one bit I remember of yours from that time period, <laughs> and I, I always hate when people <laughs> quote bits to you. It's always a terrible feeling. But it was the bit where you're like, my name is Bert. And it's like, there's nothing good about that when a woman fucks you. And it's like, oh, Bert. Like, and you do like the fucking Ernie <laughs> voice. Yeah. Do you remember that bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you want to know something really funny? I uh, I used to, in that bit, I would say I'm silent during sex. Like Helen Keller silent. Oh, I, I, I remember that. I remember <laughs> so, the Helen Keller reference. I don't now. remember that. I, I do uh, remember Helen, that. The reason that is important is that I said this the other day. I said this the other day at Ari's storytelling show. Or no 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 uh, at uh, at uh, I want to say Jebediah Jeremiah's new material show Jeremiah, Jeremiah Wat- Watkins Jeremiah Wat- Watkins yeah Watkins and uh, and someone said Joe something someone said something about Ponce de Leon like give give me a subject someone goes the Fountain of Youth and I went oh Ponce de Leon I think I've been there and then I, and I was like wait I don't know and then I on stage I randomly kind of. Just one of the things that's very true about me, and this is what makes me feel like I'm a fucking idiot sometimes, is that for a very long time, I thought Helen Keller and Anne Frank were the same person, <laughs> and I fucking wait, I, they're, wait, fucking they're not. <laughs> I thought for like I'm talking like well into my twenties, and so I said that I said that on stage, and then I just started laughing, and I and I and I just kind of it was like a little bit of a throwaway, 
Because the way I found out was at the Anne Frank house because I thought it was Helen Keller. So the whole time I'm making Helen Keller jokes, <laughs> and my buddies are like, my buddies are like, <laughs> like great and so and I do this little bit of a bit about it on that show, and I go back and Rogan's like, if that's not a bit, that better be a bit. But what's even funnier about it is that every time I ever did the uh uh uh, I'm silent like Helen Keller silent. I oh, in my head I always went or Anne Frank because I I never could tell the difference I never could I ne- always thought they were the same person so now that's the opening to the to the I'm doing that as an opening to this flying dildo story I'm doing because I was like I was like I can never get into this flying dildo story and but that the, is where I found wait, what's out what's the flying dildo story I uh, I was I, it's a what, little oh, long but like I, I have to take a huge piss Jesus <laughs> Christ when did, what are you when guys did, Tatum when, O'Neal when did you realize that Anne Frank and uh, Helen Keller were different people at the Anne Frank house so you were like wait a second she wasn't blind. I was like, my buddies were like, your hand? My buddy, like it was like Pee Wee Herman, like where's the basement of the Alamo? No, my buddies were like, <laughs> almost, there's, there's, almost. There's no basement in the Alamo. <laughs> my buddies were like, you want to go to the Anne Frank house today? And I was like, fuck yes. Were you on like shrooms or anything? No, I was like, no, we were in Amsterdam. We were like, college, like no, college but Amsterdam's kids. like everyone's always on fucking weed. No, no, or, we were just college kids, but so we were just there for the. Yeah. Was, this is the morning, and they're like, yeah. you want to go to the Anne Frank house? And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. And they're like, really? I go, yeah, let's get a bag of weed and laugh our dicks off. And they're like, huh? Yeah, yeah. I go, not, yeah. I go, it's not that funny. <laughs> yeah. I go, no, it'd be great, man. We'll put a yeah, plunger. You kidding me? This is one of the funny things. I'll <laughs> we'll put a plunger in the toilet. We'll fucking, you know, all the fucking yeah. jokes. And they're like, excuse me? Yeah. And then they're like, uh, they're like, I mean, we can see the closet she hid in. I went, they kept her in a fucking closet? Like the whole time, I'm just building up. So you're like, this is this blind deaf woman. And then I'm doing all the jokes of the Helen Keller thing. And one of the people, group in front of us, are like, I think you're thinking of Helen Keller. And I was like, oh, wait, they're different people. <laughs> and everyone, by the way, we have now like five dudes laughing hysterically in and the Amphrake house, realizing you. that I thought this was the Helen Keller house. And there's the like whole an time. arrow pointing down to you, like representative, representative of, of America here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so are you, I'm using that as the opening bit now to the. Flying dildo story and it's working fantastic. What, what, yeah, he asked, "What is the flying dildo?" Uh, it's I'm, I'm going to tell the un. I'll just tell you the facts of it. But yeah. like, so on our way to the yeah, don't bur- don't burn the bed. But on the way curious. to the Anne Frank house, uh, I've told this. I told the flying dildo story on Rogan's podcast. It's one of those bits that I told on a podcast, and then everyone wanted to hear, but I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to tell it. It was just like a true story that I, if I told if I told it too true, then it kind of creeped people out. Yeah. So I didn't know how to tell it, and I couldn't get into it. Like, you have a piss pit, by the way. I I'm know. sorry. But you said you could smell it back there. My wife said she could smell it. I can't smell it. She, oh, she, she texted you? Like, no, no, you no, no, no. In, in <laughs> life, she's like, because stop pissing I'm, back there. I can smell it. And you guys dude, were like, there, there's a fucking pond back there of urine. It's dude. you two. It's not me. I, 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 I apologize. You, I don't know if you I want to apologize, apologize <laughs> because I I'll feel it terrible about it. We've drank about 18 cores life between the two From what I gathered, you were in Amsterdam. I was in Amsterdam, and then and we were going to go to the Amsterdam. Frank House, and we saw this sign that said "Flying Dildos." And I went I to like, Amsterdam. I went to the Anne Frank House on mushrooms. Once uh, we went high. It makes you, yeah, yeah. It makes you look at it and be like, eh, maybe 
maybe it wasn't that bad. What? How dare you? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Dare I don't know. You. I don't know if anyone looks goes, hey, it wasn't that bad. How and dare you? It's a long that's time. A per, that's a person with. She had siblings, you know, and this is like. It, here's the, but also, you're talking about a guy who's been struggling in Hollywood <laughs> for mother. fucking 13 years. Dude, so this is a guy with a, uh, uh, a great uncle who's a German tank driver. The, uh, I've been to Amsterdam there. twice. Uh, one time, I found myself in the uh, basement of a bar, jerking off, seeing if I could get a boner so I could fuck hookers. Yeah, it, you know, in a few minutes. By the way, the name of this podcast should be called Truth Serum with Bert Kreischer. I jack it off in the bottom of the bar. It, I, the basement of the Alamo? This guy's in the basement of the Amsterdam bar uh, jerking his I was, dick. Yeah, because I was like, everyone had been raving about we. First of all, we did so many mushrooms. First of all, this. <laughs> so when we went to go buy mushrooms, this lady said we should take 10 grams each, which. So we ended up doing it. I, yeah, I, I did like three handfuls. I was eating three handfuls. I was it's like, like a pizza. This seems like a lot of fucking. And then we, we like lost our fucking minds. getting full. It's like, hey, just keep eating. We I'm lost playing. our fucking minds. And then like. Weren't you crying? Oh, dude. I was because we went there to go. We went to go skiing later in, in the south of France. But I met my friends in Amsterdam. And like we did all these mushrooms. And by the end of the fucking night, I was face-to-face with my buddy. We were in our full fucking snow pants and ski gear. We were crying. Our other buddy was up to his neck in water in his snow gear <laughs> in, a, in a bathtub. And we were like, are we going to even make this out, out of this alive? We didn't know. Those, uh, those are the best moments of life. We, we were all taking ecstasy in a, in a tour bus in, uh, when I was just out of college uh, it was like a bus, but it was like a tour bus, but it was a rental bus at a black strip club in Atlanta called, Ma- I think it's called the Magic Stick. <laughs> I got the magic. No, no, they came to the Magic Stick. Magic City. Magic City. And so, uh, and we all took the sexy, and the, it was right when the Outcast album came out. Uh, everybody moved to the back of the bus. You know oh, that yeah. song? Rosa Parks. Yeah, and they're playing that, they're playing that song, and we start going out like Flipper, like just everyone starts... <laughs> And fucking hitting the ground, <laughs> and I had just taken the XC too. And then my buddy Miles was like, "I think there's hair on in these pillows," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh fuck!" And I went into the bathroom and I I said a prayer into the mirror and I said, "Dear God, please don't let me die tonight. I do not need to die. This is not how I want to go out." And I walk out of that thing and that mo- that song's going and everybody moved to the back of the bus and they're dragging unconscious bodies to the back of the bus. Oh, and I was like, Jesus "I don't want to end up in the back of the bus." <laughs> And I sat down, and someone's like, smoke a joint, that'll calm you down. And I was like, I think that'll freak me the fuck out. And I was like, I'm just going to drink. And my buddy, Miles, was like, just drink yourself out of this. And I just fucking started pounding beers. It was one of the oh. fucking craziest nights I've ever had. Jeez. I lost all my shit that night. That's I lost fucking... everything. When was this? this is... And I couldn't. I This is right after college. I was living in, in New York. I was skinny, and I wore, like, a collared white shirt and, like, slacks and, like, dress shoes. And I ended up. You were formal. I, 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 I just flew in from New York to Atlanta for this bachelor party. It must have been Miles's bachelor party. Maybe it was Brian's. And and I flew down for this in one outfit. And I ended up uh, in a pair of sweatpants with no shirt at the end of the night at someone's apartment. And all my clothes were gone. And I was flying on a buddy pass on Delta. And I, <laughs> and so I needed to be dressed nice. It's a bit of a problem. And I was like, and I went to the airport in like sweatpants, flip flops, and a t shirt. And they're like, you need nice clothes. Instead of just buying a fucking ticket, I went and 
checked in, and then went and dressed and bought a bunch of clothes. Like I, at the at the Atlanta airport, I bought an outfit. Jesus, probably cost you two hundred bucks. Yeah, like, but I wasn't that smart. And then I gave the shoes to Ben Bailey. The you know, comic, like, yeah, the, the comic. Yeah, I guess they were size yeah. thirteen. That's all they had. The cab, and I couldn't fit. Uh, you were size thirteen? No, I couldn't fit in them. I wore a size twelve. Well, and, but they were 12, like, I think they were like. I honestly think they were like thirteen and a half or fourteen because they were so big. Right. And I was like, and I, I wore them on the plane, and then I got to L.A. and I was, and they were really nice shoes. Or got to back to New York, and they didn't fit. And I was like, Ben, what size shoe do you wear? Because he had big feet. And he goes, I wear like a thirteen. I said, Do you want a pair of shoes? I go, They're really nice. I just don't fit in them. He was like, yeah. And I who, gave him to Ben. Who painted your toes, by the way? My daughters. Yes. Oh, actually, my daughters and I got our toenails painted together at the nail salon. I saw your oh. big one. I, I thought you got your toe fucked up. And then I looked and I was like, oh, he's got all, all his toes. It's so funny. Ron White saw my toenails painted and he goes, I paint my toenails too. Really? I went, I, went, I did not expect that connection. When, when I saw that, I immediately thought of the kids. Oh, yeah. My daughters. Like, this is... They're going to be bum rushing us soon. We should probably wrap it up, considering we're at four hours and Jesus, fifteen minutes. Jesus Christ! I might, well, pu- I, I might puke on one of your uh, dollars. <laughs> we got to do this again. When do you guys? I wanna, apologize let's, for going so long. No, let's let's do this. Let's do uh, so. Do <laughs> wait, you might have to wait a couple months. Do whatever fucking, you want. I got to release this. I, I'm trying back. to figure out when I'm going to release this. I'm going to I'm going to I got to I'm going to do the first live one of these like morning drinking podcasts next week. I think maybe. But I want to do this live. I want to do this. Have you thrown the Ron White out there already? Not yet. I got that. Dude, okay. we're game. So. Whenever, whenever. Thank you so much for having us. Whenever you're game, dude. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're you available. Guys, man, I'm. You know, there's like half. I think I'm in that group of like handful of people that other people text about and go, uh, "This person's really fun on a podcast." And Ari texted me. He's like, "You gotta have Dan O'Neill on the podcast." And literally, the only other person I've ever said that about is Shane Moss. Shane Moss is one of the funniest human beings without trying to be funny. And that's what makes people funny on a podcast is when you're not trying to be funny. You guys are fucking hilarious. Thank you. Thanks, I mean, man. a lot of guys like we, Ari, like Ari, kind of Ari's like, every fifty. We're like we're a once a year uh, it's, thing on Ari, and, and Ari's kind of a champion of our cause because he was a door guy at the comedy store, yeah. door, and he was a late in life kind of and we're fame guys. guy. <laughs> we're guys who've. Uh, We've never had any breaks. <laughs> and so he, and he, he he's kind of helped us out, but like yeah. for him to say that to you, like a lot of guys, like he's tried to help us with other people, and they kind of like want to either vent yeah, or like you were like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like for, for you to be like that, I, I pre- super yeah. cool, and we appreciate you being we like, totally appreciate second. coming on here, man, because like we're yeah, we're just trying to build a following, and like the second Ari said it, I was like, I was like that. He doesn't throw that around loosely. Like no, dude, but yeah. a lot, a lot of a lot of comics, even with him throwing it, they're like, eh, you know, I don't know, or I have yeah. other guests. But like you were like, fuck yeah, like he said it, then it's game. Let's, like, let's go. Ari and Steve Renazizi are the two guys that have kind of like championed us. The I most, love Steve. like the I love most. Steve. But yeah. they, they, they were. Steve I mean, is Steve is like. He, yeah, he's definitely one of our best friends, and he's been the guy who's like he's fantastic. I, I mean, like you should have him on in terms I've been, of I've, I've, you know, it's, uh, just text him because he I know he's looking to like get on podcasts and do some shit. In, in terms of like, that's the thing with the comedy stores. Like they were door guys uh, right above us, and they, they were hosting when we were doing open mics. And yeah. They were the only guys that like so then we like, hosted after us. them. So like our style of hosting was definitely influenced by them. So it's uh in in. I think even when the comedy store wasn't doing well, it was kind of like a look after yeah. your own sort of mentality. Yeah. So it's like yeah. now that Ari has 
you know, it took him a while, but he, he's doing stuff. So he's look, like, I'm going to... He's one of the most inspirational guys in this business. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, I'm going to look after like guys he, like us. He's basically, like, yeah, those two guys are the fucking guys that <laughs> they've, uh, they've given us a living, more or less. Which isn't much of a living. But- <laughs> I'm texting. I'm texting. I'm texting Ren and ZZ right now. But Dude, we'll, like, we'll talk to, I mean, we talked to Ren and ZZ. I'll tell him, fucking come on, man. It's- but like, those two guys... And it's, you know, I've been drinking and I don't want to get teary eyed, but like those two guys have like championed us. They've gone out of their way to try to help us without a doubt. Dude, and we were at Steve's house. What was it? Yesterday. yesterday. You're like, you're like, what was we were, it? Uh, yeah, it's yesterday. I, mean, uh, we were, I saw Steve over at Al's house for Christmas uh, this year. And I, 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 I love Steve. I love Steve. I think he's one of the. He's, Coolest guys. Ari's one of those guys. And he's also super talented. He's fucking man. hilarious. You super know what I mean? Talented. Yeah, I've known Steve. I've known I Steve put for his a while. kid. I was there at Christmas Eve, and I put his fucking kids train set together because we were all so high and drunk. Steve's like, I, I don't even know how to fucking. I can't do this. And I was like, Look, dude, let me let me take a crack at this fucking train set. I want to put this train set together. And we were. We are so high and drunk out of our fucking minds that, like, it just kept my mind occupied for, like, an hour and a half. I was like, but it it ended up going to nowhere. Like, yeah. the trade said just ended at some just fucking, fucking cliff. Just, like yeah. a cliff. Like those, you just, like, like, like a Holocaust train. Yeah. <laughs> I w- I, it ends here, guys. This I, is Auschwitz. Ironically, I was in Israel at the time. It's, that's, why, that's where I was. My brother lives in Israel. During the Holocaust? Not during the Holocaust. A lot later. His 87 years old. A lot later. Yeah, my brother's 90 years now old. Now my buzz just started creeping over me. Should we kill one beer before we end this? Uh, all right, let's kill one more beer. I don't even know let's if go. I'm we, we, all, we all took rides here. We're Jesus good to go. Oh, hold on. I should let's... definitely snap. Are you guys on Snapchat yet? No, no. Can I, someone grab th- uh, only because I'm so fat getting up these days? I guess these are all my calories. Hold on. We got no. You got no. 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 Get three. Just go three. Because I'm right now. As soon as I get home, my girlfriend will be like, "Are you going to throw up in the toilet?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, probably." All right. Um, dude, you, you're gonna have to grab one for yourself. Uh, you, t- you took a ride here. You're good to go. Jesus dude, I want to say this. Uh, this is one of the. You know, we had a great time, man. Yeah, and I appreciate you. you bringing us on here. And I, you know, it was. You don't know us, and let's all let's all triple kiss. Who's hey, baby this? girl. There's a uh, one shoe. What happened to your arm? Isla, take that shoe off and let them smell it. <laughs> what let happened the, to her arm? Uh, she, watch out! The, watch wait, the, the door. door's closing. Watch out, watch out, watch out. Watch out. No, 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 no. I'll take Here, a whiff of that. Just take a whiff of this I'll shoe. Take a whiff of that. This is Isla Grace's foot. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Oh man. That's oh, pungent. Fucking pungent. Jesus that fucking Christ. fucking child's feet smell wow. horrible. Dude, your kid's feet. That's bad that's news. That's bad. That's worse As than a man who shit. gets athlete's foot every other month. Dude, that's, this that's is a, a young wow. girl. This is like a, I don't know Nine what size years old. is. Not this is, yeah. small. Wait, what happened to her arm? Uh, she broke her arm. She was talking back. And, uh, <laughs> dude, dude, <laughs> you that, blocked wait, the punch. Wait, hold on. Do not leave that shoe in this fucking place. Where wow. did you throw it? I, Let me. You know where the other shoe is? It's in my fucking bed. She takes her shoe off. She puts it in my bed. Why'd she, so have, my, she had one shoe on right there? Because the other one's in my bed. I said, where's your other shoe? Because I knew it's fu- she's fucking with me. She, that kid is just is, to fuck with you? She just goes, dude, that it's shoe waiting smells for you. like trash. Really? And she hides because the smell of her feet kills me. Like, I dude, that's do not a enjoy pungent. It. It's a pungent odor. Why don't you make her wear socks? 
Uh, she won't. She has tactile issues, same as I do. So that's why I don't wear a shirt on stage. Did you that's say tactile issues? Yeah, tactile issues. What's that mean? Wait, wait, yeah. Like, I don't like shit on me. It's, it's like I don't wear underwear. I don't wear a shirt on you stage. You like being naked. Uh, I like wearing flip flops. It's like almost like, like you're like the opposite of autistic. You're like I don't want tight fitting clothing. You're a right. minimalist, exactly. Okay. And so Isla's got the same shit. She, her, she won't wear socks and her feet reek. And she, those, those shoes you know what smell though? Like Part, she stopped calling me dad. She started calling me uh, Bertangulus boy. Just a weird kid, to man. your face. Oh, d- look. Can when my hour her? comes out, when my hour comes out, all I ask is that you watch the first like 15 minutes of it. I watch the whole get a, thing. And get, a, and get a reference to who that child is. She is different, man. Bertangulus she is, boy? She starts calling me Bertangulus Where'd boy. Where did she come up with that? She made it up. She called me Bertrude McFuzz for a while. You had a child. So how old were you? 32? Uh, I'm 43 right now. She's 9. Uh, George is 11. Oh, so 9. Probably, okay. 32, nine, 32. 40, 40, what's, what's crazy, 34, 30, what's no, crazy was, is that's like, for a lot of America, that's late to have. I'm 36. I have no kid. But for me, that's like, wow, you had a kid at 32. That's crazy. It's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not like kid at 32. I think I was 32 when I had Georgia. I'm 43. Georgia's 11. I was probably 31. Um. I was late to have kids, but but I, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with Dude, when I, I had kids. Dude, I envy your position. I'm 38. I don't have any kids, but like, part of me is like, I'd probably be a better fucking person if I had kids right now. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I really know. would. Probably, I would. I would. I know I would. It's not too late. Bang a couple out. It's not too late. We're, sh- we're call- I'm calling Ari. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, yeah. Dude, I can't get over that smell of that shoe. That was a potent. <laughs> Dude, I talk about I try to talk about the smell of her feet on stage, but no hey, what's up? Shafe. Hey, uh, I'm sitting here with uh Danish and O'Neill. Hey Ari, hang go on one fuck second. Yourself. <laughs> I'm gonna pass the phone around. We have Show had... us your balls. You here, I'm gonna I'm gonna shit. pass you to O'Neill. He's gonna tell you how many beers we've had. Dude, uh keep the, it to the mic. The Danish and O'Neill are uh <laughs> We might be we might be twenty beers deep uh, combined and a bottle of Corbell. So whatever I say, do not hold it against me. Okay, that's fair. What, what are you gonna say? But I, I want to I want to thank you for getting us on the 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 Burt cast. We uh, how many hours are we in? It's a four hour and thirty minute podcast. Four hours and thirty minutes. <laughs> I bet you drank seventeen of those twenty beers. <laughs> Probably. You know, I have a drinking problem. I pissed on the five. Uh, but I want to thank you, dude. I don't want to get emotional, but I want to thank you. <laughs> Look, no, dude, nobody's ever given us a break. You, Steve, Bert. Like, <laughs> you burst the Bert fucking bridge. You burst in. I've done him four hours and three minutes. <laughs> Birth already in. I want to thank you for fucking just floating our name over to Bert. And, like, we've had a great time, dude. It's you nowhere. What's that? It's gotten you nowhere. I know. But here's oh, the I thing. That's, that's the beauty of it, Ari. <laughs> but Ari, we're the two guys that you know that have gotten nowhere, but maybe have some talent. But... It doesn't matter. It's all about the art. This and I be a wanna, suicide letter yeah, from O'Neill. I, I literally <laughs> might hang myself out of my out of our apartment tomorrow. But I want to thank you for getting us on here. I want to thank Bert. I want to thank Steve. But dude, you know nobody's ever helped us. That's true. I can admit that. Wait, what were you saying? 
Ari? I said, it's not the, it's not the Oscars, but I appreciate your speech. Dude, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not aiming for the Oscars right now. We're aiming for eking out a living. Let's ask ask Ari. What, what's, Ari, what are you doing right now? What are you doing? Wait, wait, aim lower, first of all. <laughs> I don't think we can aim any lower. We've been out here struggling for 14 fucking years. Ari, I don't know how much lower you can angle. Ari, what are you doing right now? I'm in San Francisco. I'm headed to my hotel in San Francisco. Oh shit! Uh, look at that! Oh, Jesus look Christ! At this guy fancy doing a, boy. Doing a big, what do you? What, what gig are you doing? Cobbs? No, punchline. I'm driving to Chinatown oh. right now. Falafelari over here. Fancy. Holy cow! Falari. Falari. Who's who's featuring for you? Wait, what? Kate Willett. She did my show last year. Uh, wait. Why don't you ever have a Danish and O'Neill feature for you? Double the plane cost, man. Double the plane cost. I have a free. I have a free airplane ticket. Wait, that just makes that. it. That makes it interesting. Do the Scalar brothers get twice the pay? No, you half it. No, yeah, half. Go around. Like, we um, perform together. No wonder the Scalar brothers don't do the road. No, fuck <laughs> it. So I want to thank you because this might be my final podcast. I may kill myself after this, but I've made it, and I want to thank you for how's contributing. The, how's the Danish O'Neill podcast going? Uh, the game show O'Neill, it's it's picking up momentum. I want to say that uh, after the Burt cast, we might uh, we might be able to get sponsorship. <laughs> Helix, yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool, Ari. We may that would be fucking real cool. We may up into the all things comedy team. We'll see. We're trying to. We're making moves, Ari. We're 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 yeah. struggling, but we're getting there. I well, may fuck a chicken today. <laughs> What's that? Painter gave up. Painter gave up. So just don't give up. Can't make a left. Yeah, you know, we're not going to give up. Never give up. We have no choice. The shit that we've said on podcasts will ruin our ability to get hired anyway. They're not going to be school teachers anytime soon. No, we're unhirable. We're not going to be politicians. I can't believe that camera's still recording. The only currency will be the gun you own. I'm going to give you back to Bert, and uh, thank you very much, Ari, for hooking us up. We had a great time. Hand him. Who is he talking to? He's trying right? to try. Hey, I'll talk to you later. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to book that skanks thing. All right. Legion of skanks. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay. All right. Did it go well? Did it go well? Oh, it's fucking. It's still going. Yeah. It's been fucking fantastic. It's fantastic. Go all day. Jesus. Yeah. All right, I'll call you later. I may move in. Right. Is there an option to move in here? Uh, Can I live in that treehouse? We had we had people living in the man cave for a while. Can yeah. I live in the treehouse? We're, we're tearing down the heat. We're doing a re- renovation. We're tearing down the treehouse. We're trying to figure out what to do with that corner. We want to do like a, I want to do like a water feature because there's a. Uh, I shouldn't say where I live, but there's like a restaurant right there. I don't, yeah. don't, don't say yeah. the name of it, but there's no, a no, restaurant right there. And I, I have no idea. JIB. <laughs> <laughs> Way to be. Yeah. <laughs> So fucking slick, smooth, dude. JIB, smooth. John, John Nebrio, it's a jack in the box. You can find out where I fucking live. Ultimately, you know what though? So wait, can I tell you this? This is a great fucking place. I love this place. You have a a, a do not enter sign, like on this end of the street. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. You're telling him exactly where. (laughs) No way he's gonna find out, dude. By the way. By the way, we were worried that we would show up here and like because yesterday you were, you were like, back. yeah, show up, but you never said like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow, but you never said anything. I was like, oh, seriously, we're gonna show up here and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Here? And your wife's gonna be I've like, done who that, the I've done that to people's podcast? Are you guys? Um, we were terrified. The uh, 
I took Isla the other day. Isla had to get a, a, a thing done for her arm. By the way, do you have a car? Because I would love to drive you, Jeff, and Isla somewhere right now. <laughs> That's not a good idea. <laughs> That's a horrible That's idea. That's a bad idea. Former race car driver, Ryan O'Neill. <laughs> Trust me. We're good. So we go to ja- – I go I, – we take a nap because she had to get something done for her arm at like 6 in the morning. And we go ho- come home and I'm like I look at her and I was like I was like you're t- you did not sleep enough you're not going to school she's like yeah let's sleep so we turn on Smokey and the Bandit two oh, we're Smokey and the Bandit the two way. pass out wake up oh. at one forty five right one forty we slept what a, all what a gr- fucking day what a great dad, dad. And, seriously and she gets up and she's like I need something sweet and I go well I go I'm on a diet I don't want to. I go. I don't want to eat anything, but I go. Let's get. Let's get like. Let's get big sodas. And she goes. Oh, so she. I go. Let's go to Subway. We get big. I'll get a Diet Coke. You get a Sprite. We'll get big sodas and we'll we'll take a walk and we'll talk. She goes great. So we go to Subway. <laughs> We're filling up our sodas. And she goes. Oh, crud. I go. What? She goes. Jack in the Box has that amazing soda machine. You know the one where you could the computer where you can pick oh. anything. She goes, we should have gone to Jack in the Box. That's a and great I look at her and she machine. just she has a full sprite. She just dumps it in the thing. She goes, let's go. I go, Isla, we already bought sodas here. She's like, we should go to the Jack in the Box right now. And they have that amazing soda machine. And so I literally, I'm never going to make that mistake again and go to fucking Subway. I'm going to Jack in the Box. But they also have hand scooped fucking milkshakes. In Jack in the Box? Yeah. Jack in the Box has. Hand scooped fucking milkshake. Is Bullshit. Is it them or, it them or Carl's do. where they have Hold the hot chicks on. eating like sloppy fucking diarrhea burgers? Carl, I think Wait, it Carl's, might be Carl's. Okay, Carl's, Carl's, Carl's Jr.'s and Arby's Carl's. are the same. Carl's Jr.'s, the $6 burger is the best burger on the market. But Carl's has like hot models eating these fucking sloppy. The Carl's Jr. $6 burger is the best burger on the market. That's I, I one of the best burgers a, I've ever had in my life. Now, look. In your life? I haven't eaten a fast food burger I'm gonna, I'm gonna, in years. I'm going I'm to put it up on, the, on a pedestal. The $6 burger is one of the best burgers I've ever had Bug, in my life. In and it, out? It's not now. It's it's not In and Out. It's not comparable to In and Out or even Baker's. Have you had Baker's Burgers? No. Baker's How's Burgers is when you do the ro- Five Guys is the good. Pizza or the burgers, but burgers. the problem is the calories in Five Guys too, are visible. Too much. I'm wasted out of my mind right oh, now. I'm by fucking the way. hammered. Um, Bird's the, fucking. The, you want to drive right now? The, the, this is crazy. the, the <laughs> breakfast sandwich. Do you want to go to IHOP? So right we, now? When, no. When you go to when you go to when you fly into DC out of LA, you take that red eye. The Five Guys opens up at the crack of dawn, and their breakfast sandwich, their breakfast sandwich is through the fucking roof. They put more bacon on that than it comes oh. in a pound of bacon. Like that's it a is phenomenal like, thing. That Five Guys breakfast sandwich is like unstoppable. That's um, a beautiful thing. If you put bacon on anything, you're fucking. So you've risen to the ranks. So so I wrap our, bacon around my dick when I get a blowjob. <laughs> That's why I check raw bacon. Oh, yeah. she it does, but it doesn't afterwards. work. It doesn't work because I'm hooking up with wait, religious Jewish oh, chicks. Wait, fried eggs, fried eggs, man. On I put dick? fried eggs on on everything. Can I? <laughs> let me just tell you this. So I was trying to make my girlfriend laugh. Yeah. And we were at her sister's house. Oh, this is, he's finishing a story from and, earlier. Uh, so I pulled my dick out, and I was going to have her sister's dog, who's a great Dane, lick it. It, it, it got classic. out of control. That's a classic bit. Classic. 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 <laughs> Who hasn't done that? Come got, on, guys. <laughs> I think it was in a Mark Twain book. Yeah. Who, so, yeah. who listening hasn't epic. thought of this? <laughs> I was going to have a, a great name. 
the biggest <gasps> dog you can find. Yeah, the a biggest huge mouth. fucking dog. Who hasn't thought of this? Come if you're on. Doing, so, you're doing a fucking chihuahua so your dick looks big. Yeah. Not a great date. No, a great date. I'm not worried about it. So I was like, hey, check this out. And I was like, I had my dick out and the dog was getting ready to lick it. Then I pulled it away. Teased it. And then I was like... It, the reality set in that, like, hey, this is has got a little crazy. The reality and, of this, this is my, my reality who, set in who, of of wait, I'm about to fuck an animal. Yeah, this dog's about to suck my dick. This is, maybe this is crossing hey, I'm some going sort poof. of moral line <laughs> that everyone can agree on. <laughs> I'm going too. I'm going too far for the laugh. This is it's so she got Maybe I'm like, compromising my moral constitution by fucking an animal. Oh, <laughs> uh, so she my sister, my girlfriend has a uh, phenomenal sense of humor. Oh, you would you would think so. <laughs> so if, if she did it, that relationship was over right fucking then. <laughs> She's a talent oh. coordinator. Hey, look how I taught your dog to sit. Hey, watch this. Watch your sister's dog suck my dick. Watch me fuck this dog in the asshole. So she, the the dick so, it both kind of dawned on us that this dog very sucked my dick. And so the we both. Dog, I, I pulled back. The dog just got a look at us and was like, bring it out, man. Yeah, Whatever. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, so the I, dog was like, give me something to lick right now. Who Stop invited down. you? Uh, it's in the office. The sandwiches go in the back. The dog's like, hey, I don't have a phenomenal sense of humor, but I will suck that dick. I don't listen to podcasts. So I'm cool. Uh, uh, so uh, then I pull my dick out. It's kind of hard because my girlfriend and I have been fooled around before that. <laughs> it's hard. It's oh my hard because I've been thinking about yeah, it. the dog's been around. Oh. You know, you can see the dog's Even ass. the dog's like, oh, it's already hard. It's hard. <laughs> Like it, my job's so, already done. Half I pull it out. And I go, hey, watch this dog lick my dick. Jesus and then Christ. it kind of dawned on me, and it dawned on her what was happening, what was transpiring. Yeah, you were trans. You were getting into beef. The and I go, and as soon as the dog was about oh. ready to lick it, I pulled it back, put it in my pants. And I go, oh, maybe we should cap this right here. Good call. So then the dog, hey, dog, we'll take this over tomorrow. So I, put, <laughs> I put my shoes at the front door. Dogs never eaten anybody's shoes ever. So I come back two hours later. The dog had fucking chowed my fucking shoes in half. And, and party was like, thank God I didn't put my dick in his mouth. No, but you, you <laughs> look, did, look what it did to my fucking Weegans. You, you deserved it. My thing was like, I, that di- dick. I dick teased this dog. And now it chowed my fucking shoes in oh. half. And I lost a beautiful pair of New Balance. All I wear is New Balance. You're still haunted by this. Uh, yeah, because I can't get these New Balance. I've, I've looked. I've, I've searched China for these new fucking New Balance, and I can't find them anymore. But, but your integrity's intact because you didn't get your dick sucked by a dog. Now, How close did I, it come to licking it? Was it like the tongue it was, was like, out? It was like the tongue's out, and I whipped it back before the it so touched it. So we're talking inches. Oh. Of you being oh, we're talking beast. centimeters, and my girlfriend to this day goes, 
I'm so glad that dog didn't lick your dick <laughs> because it would have ruined it. It would have it would have ruined our I'm relationship. So glad that dog didn't lick your dick. That should be the fucking name of your first book. <laughs> All right, that is a perfect way to end this podcast. We're at four hours thirty minutes. Jesus gentlemen, here. gentlemen, we got to do one of these again. I'm gonna I'm gonna text you and find uh, both of you. Text me so I have both of your numbers. Yeah, and then absolutely. and then uh, and then. Uh, Thanks for giving us this this amount of time. By really? the way, no, thank you so much, blast. man. This uh, is perfect. It's been a blast. This is what we had a good time. These should have been since I started this podcast was just fun, lighthearted. Drinking in the mornings. God, I I'm, love I am, this energy. I am drunk as as I'm buzzed. Yeah, you, I'm it, definitely buzzed. It's insane that you, uh, but you have. So been we, going, we, we if you look tw- at his dent, we got twenty over here. <laughs> I got five. Yeah, I mean, so we drank ten beers oh. in the bottle of Corbell. Uh, yeah, you. I, I, I mean, I'm I'm done for the fucking for the next three days. You're married. Oh, with I got kids. softball practice. Yeah, you're married. Wait, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, but you're you're married with kids. We're both. I mean, he's his girlfriend. I'm single. But I mean, this is like, yeah, yeah. This is, like, dude. By the way, I want to thank you for having us on. No, of course. And I want to thank you for putting up with our bullshit. And <laughs> no, like, this was a blast. I I had a I I genuinely had a phenomenal time here with you. This is a great fucking podcast. Like, I want to apologize. I killed one of your chickens. You're gonna find it when you go <laughs> wait, out there. Wait, did you drown it? No, I <laughs> broke its neck. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, this is gonna be a long night for my daughters. The uh, no, but uh, yeah, this is a blast. I had a fucking great time. Yeah, dude, thank you very we'll much. Do I, I don't know how, like, how long your average podcast because I feel like. I, I feel like this is horseshit. Like three no, hours no, no, of no. it was horseshit. I, I think my the people that listen to my podcast, as soon as you as soon as you break two hours, they get interested. Okay, I think and and so and and if you ever like this will be a two parter. So I'll release this. I'll release this in the same day. I'll release both of them. Okay, but uh, but I that's when people go. I think I, what I think they do is they listen to the second one first and go, how fucked up did they get? <laughs> And then they go, holy Pretty shit, I got it. They listen to it, and so we'll start it at somewhere good, and then they go back and listen to the whole fucking thing. And so the, this will be, I can already tell you, this will be a, 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 the only one I've ever done like this was with Stanhope. And it's just, it's just when it's just genuine. Like, I, like I've done them where you get to a place in a podcast, and you're like, oh, we're at an hour. Uh, this is, I, I think okay. we're done speaking. But I don't think, I think well, it, I, I, at two and a half hours, I thought, you, at two and a half hours, I thought, I literally th- thought, how long does that battery last on that camera? How long do I have? Like, we put a dent in the batteries on my fucking H6. Okay. Like, and I thought, and I thought, okay, I got enough race space on that card, on that card. And then I was like, my kids, I'm like doing the math, and I'm like, I think we'd be fine to go to like, like four hours would be fine. I think I have enough space. That's all I was thinking about space. Yeah, I mean, because it was just flowing so naturally. I, like it wasn't like no, I forced. Mean, yeah, we my, we just met you yeah. today, but if I mean, if Dude, everything my, feels my, good. My concern yeah. is when like a guy like Ari puts his name at stake, vouching for us, and then his text you, was you don't fucking deliver, and it's you know what I mean. It's just uh, that's our, our whole life is plagued by that sort of shit. Leanne. <laughs> Who's my wife? My wife. Oh, your wife. Yeah. Here, I'll tell. You, I'll read you Ari's. Leanne. Oh, uh, Dude, I'm Steve Renazizi just texted me back. What do you they say? They are the absolute best. Your office is nicer than mine. <laughs> dude, this is the, dude. This man cave. Is, I, dude, I say, love this fucking, fucking place. Insane. I would. I would come back here any time of the day. Oh, I think he didn't. I don't think he put it on. He didn't text me. You have kettlebells. In I think there. he said kettlebells. Yeah. You have kettlebells back there. Joe Rogan kettlebells. No, they're uh, just regular kettlebells. It's part of the 
Dude, I, I right Oof. now I will I will puke in about four hours. That's from good to hear. Uh, I got dinner over here with our friend. Uh, I said something on a podcast the other day that I, th- I that I didn't realize. I said that I was like, I wonder if that's racist. Uh, it was that Asians have a hard time wearing sunglasses. It was, but it's 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 true. Like it's it's. Yeah. I, th- I think Margaret Cho told me that because I had a pair of sunglasses. And she said, "Oh, I have a hard time finding good sunglasses for they me. Were, like, my, big enough because my because the brow of their nose isn't the way ours is." <laughs> and so I, and said, I know that's what. But I, but I, I said it on the podcast, and then I released it today with Annie Letterman. And I was like, and I'm walking, listening to the beginning of the podcast, and as soon as I say it, I'm like, "Fuck, that sounds really racist," but it's very accurate. And so our best friend's yeah. Asian, but her I name's mean, Sandy. for me, like, I don't, I don't think that sort of shit should be like. I think well, you not, should be allowed to say it's not, that. But, it's not, but I'm not saying anything about a, a group of people, about their intelligence. No, no, their, but I'm saying, I'm saying, I, I, I'm saying I, think, I think that should be, you should, it, that it should, should be, be fine. It should be, it should be because it's true. Yeah. Because, because like, literally, I'm, should, I'm thinking about it. Well, the joke I said then after, I think, was uh, adversely, Jewish people have a hard time getting sunglasses off their faces. Dude, I'm just, <laughs> but, yeah, I understand but, that. But I said to, uh, I said <laughs> to, my fr- I saw my friend Sandy, I go, I literally walked up. I go, she's uh, Vietnamese. She might be here when you when we walk out. She go. I go, hey, do you have a hard time finding sunglasses for your face? And she's too, oh, what, because I'm fucking Asian? And I go, yes, actually, yes. And she goes, yeah, I do. Yeah, I totally do. And then she goes, actually, my husband and I have talked about it. And then another Asian lady drove by, and she said that to her. And I was like, oh, thank God. I don't know how we got onto this subject. Who knows? A subject no, I, I, I didn't want to say once. I just said twice. But no, but, I, but look, I mean, I get it. Like, it. When your podcast is at a certain level, like you get backlash over oh. shit that you say, which is like it's said for the drunken, majority, it's said like, drunken in a room of us just hanging out. Yeah. That's all it's meant to be. It's guys who grew up in the eighties and nineties, and it's comics, and we're our- all free. Like, yeah. I sometimes do crowd work, and I'm like, "Hey, black guy," and people are like, "Whoa!" And I'm like, "Dude, he's remember- a black guy." But then like, some yeah. black guys, like if you fucking just go at them, they come back to us and go. Unbelievable! I had a black guy there tonight. If you call, if you call, um, I'm like, if you, if you said to Donnell Rollins, excuse me, African American sir, which is what you're supposed to say, yeah, Donnell Rollins would snap you off and be like, like, the fuck did you just call me? Fuck that! And and you'd be like, uh, African, like I, I literally put it in my phone as Donnell Rollins, my African American friend, and it drives him nuts. (laughs) He's like, no, I'm your black friend. I think the, I think the thing about comedians is. The majority are not racist at all. So the vast you, majority have great hearts. Yes, and, you, are, and are and are friends yes, with abs- a more diverse more than, group of people than the than yeah, the cross section. Like, so when you go after race, it's not a fucking dilemma like, because they are so not racist and they're in tune like, with like, what's going I'll on. I'll make fun of a black guy, but he'll come right back at me with a Jew joke. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that's just how it is, and it's just how we interact. Oh, like my, right, wait, who is that? Is that your wife, Leanne? I, I have delivered to her before. Have you? Yes. How did she I have delivered to her? Yeah. Do you want to reenact uh, Phenomenal it? tip. She's Do you want to reenact I, I just want to say that with. the Kreischers... Uh, I'm going to tell her she Bert, should fuck you more his often wife, right now. His sister, not say that. <laughs> phenomenal temper. We had a conversation before, as you guys were as you guys Dude, pulled I, up. As you guys pulled up, I saw you guys pull up in the lift, and I went, "My podcast here. I got to go." And we were talking about my therapy session about. Did sex. you do it on the phone? 
What's that? My therapy? On the phone? Yeah, therapy. Uh, Skype. Skype. Okay. I do it on Skype. Skype session. Skype therapy. So I Skyped my is therapy. She, is she cleaning up dog shit? She's cleaning up dog I'll, shit. I'll pick that up my bare hands. Tell her to pick up the chicken shit. And hurl it at the neighbors. Do you my have neighbors that are a problem? Uh, yeah, we do have a, one neighbor that we think might have videotaped me taking a shower. <laughs> I take showers in my backyard. Wait, where, where is the shower? I have one back shower. there, and I have oh. one right there. Can O'Neill and I shower together in one of your showers? <laughs> yes, 100%. 100%. Thank you. Dude. I want to thank you for having us on, and seriously, for the, for, for no, the time, I hope to God look, you get a fucking Oscar. Lot, look, the Danish and O'Neill haven't got a lot of breaks in this fucking town. No, you guys are fucking hilarious. And I want to thank you for having us on, for putting us on for fucking four hours. Next time we'll do a 6 a.m. drinking podcast. Any, any Dude, literally, <laughs> any, a live 6 a.m. Any, drinking podcast. Anytime you want us, we'll be, we'll be here. Anytime. It'll be a fucking blast. Yeah, anytime you say, want. I had a great live. fucking time with you, and I... <laughs> Our thing is like. You want to kiss Bert right now? You can kiss. Tongue him. kiss? No. I'm going to go out. Oh, I kissed Stan Hope on my vlog. Twice, I, I saw. Yeah, and I, I, I was, was like, yeah. you up. And I was like, Mom. You kissed him on the mouth, right? Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Did you kiss him on the mouth twice? <laughs> yeah, I kissed him on the mouth twice. With tongue? <laughs> no, no tongue. How he was, was it? He literally looked at me and goes, no, soft, supple lips, no tongue. And I was like, soft, okay. Soft, supple lips might no be tongue. gayer yeah. than tongue. How did it feel? I don't remember. I was I was blacked out. Oh, you were. Drunk. I was blacked out. You, I'm, right now, I'm blacked. That's the podcast <laughs> I'm you need to do. Fucking blacked out. If you guys uh, want to do a great wait, podcast, you thanks, fly but... out to fly out to <laughs> wait, fucking. So let me thank you. Right? Fly out to Tucson. <laughs> drive down to Bisbee and do a podcast oh, with Stan Hope. Right on the. He's right on the border, isn't he? Yeah, he's the. That's one of the. Dude, best I would love to. I've ever done. I like Stan Hope is one of my favorite comics. Reach like, out to Chaley and tell him, say, hey, we'd like to do a podcast with you guys. We'd like to be on your podcast. We'll fly out to Tucson. We'll drive ourselves down. We'll stay in the fucking. You gonna come with us? Uh, yeah, I'd go down there. Heartbeat. I talked to him. I talked to him the other day about coming back down because I want to go back down because I just had a really good time. It was he really has good. Uh, Jake Lamada comes to his fucking poker night. We, yeah, we, no. we, we want to one up you. We're gonna sixty nine stand out. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess two dudes sixty nine would be sixty. I'd be yeah, seventy one. I don't know if he's gonna go. I don't know what it is. But, but hey, I look. I appreciate. Are you gonna thank us? You haven't been really thankful. We, at I all. appreciate you you having us what on. What do you guys have to plug? Tell me what you guys have to plug. Uh the Danish and O'Neill podcast. It's no longer Boner City. No, no longer no. Boner it's, City. It's uh, Danish and O'Neill. It's Danish and O'Neill. We're Danish it's and O'Neill across D-A-N-E-S-H. the board. D A N E S H. No, it's like the pastry. D A N I S H. Yeah, and the word and and O'Neill, which is O N E I L L. Oh really? Yeah. Show Double L. Show Bird some quick tit picks. Why? I mean, show him some quick. I, I gotta right look him up. It's over here. Dude, Wait, you should I got, see, look at some of the picks this guy gets. Let me check it out. It's, it's the O'Neal. I can barely see straight right now. It's so. O'Neill the this ass is, This is probably a bad premise for a podcast. No, it's, it's me looking at tit picks. Why? Why wouldn't you? Though? Let me find out. I can barely see. We're near chickens. We're ten feet away from chickens. Oh, right I now. got some dick picks. Yes. Uh, I'll pass. Okay. <laughs> Bird's not into those. I got to go deep in. Look, I don't, I, I I literally can't see my okay. Own oh, phone. Okay. All right. So check out their so podcast, Danish and O'Neill. Uh, you guys are at the store all the time. If you all guys want to see them go down to the store. store. Yeah, at least uh, once a week, one of us. And we're going to do another one of these soon. Dude, I had when, a blast. Whenever you need us. I would honestly. love to. Dude, by the way, like seriously, I... I had a phenomenal time. <laughs> you haven't said it at all. <laughs> yeah, you haven't said it what once. The fuck? <laughs> I all apologize right. if I'm overdoing this, but I had a really great. No, 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 no. I like a little I more. Had a great, great time. <laughs> suck his dick. If you suck the tip of his Even, dick, I'm not gonna <laughs> suck your dick. But if you put your balls in my mouth, I'll fucking, I'll tickle them and I'll suck them. I love you guys. Thank you.
This episode was brought to you by The Machine.